Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer, we can do this. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 40 of Beer Nuts, the podcast, adjunct series, quarantine edition. This is the first episode of 2021, so welcome back, guys. We missed you over the holidays. It was nice to take a break, but uh, we're back. We're excited. We're starting big, starting strong. I'm going to introduce the guest right away, not going to mess around. This evening, I am joined by our very own Notion, who is our photographer and audio engineer, and a celebrated guest from a couple years back, Matt Reiner of Rorschach Brewery, guys. Welcome. What's good? Yes, yes, yes. I can't yes, find the, the buttons G'day, to make mate. you do that. Round of applause. Everybody good? Hello. G'day, Matt. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Mate. Chilling. Chilling. <laughs> We've, uh, you know, it's been a trying time, so people who were tuned in before, hopefully some of y'all come back. That would be lovely. If not, well, you know, you can catch it after. So... We, we might just get right into it because we kind of, for people who are just uh, tuning in or listening or watching or whatever, we got into maybe, five, it was only like five minutes luckily, so it wasn't too bad, mm-hmm. um, touching on a bit of nonsense. So we're going to get straight into it. First beer. You guys, I think, already cracked it because it, it, it froze right <laughs> as I was about to crack it. This is the normopathy. So the question was, Matt, could you tell us about the, the beer and uh, the name? Yeah, for sure. So Thank this, you so uh, <clears throat> this was the first lager that we actually ever brewed. Oh, um, really? Brewed it for Father's Day 2017, I think. Okay. Um, we, want, we wanted to um, just do a nice clean pills, but we wanted to put our own little twist on it. So in addition to Pilsner malt and Saws hops, we uh, do a little Ella, some uh, some mm-hmm. Aussie good to hey. goodness there. And uh we, uh, yeah, the idea was just to give a little bit of lemon kind of floral character to accentuate the spicy floral sauce. And uh, the name behind that is just, you know, this, uh, even when we were first opening, there weren't a ton of ton of people doing, doing a ton of craft loggers. I mean, I know Godspeed opened up and did, uh, is always killing it with their loggers. But, yeah. um, you know, there's not a... Uh, there's not a ton of people that were doing a ton of loggers, so we just said, hey, you know what, normopathy is like the desire to be normal. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we just brewed a normal beer for once, so that's what it was. <laughs> Sometimes you got to brew a beer that tastes like beer. That's what the kids want. Exactly. No, this is phenomenal. Boys, cheers. Thanks again for all the patience. This has been uh, cheers. Quite, the, cheers. quite the journey. We're going to make it worthwhile, goddammit. Mm. Mm-hmm. This Amen. is great. It's got a nice, um, you know, bready, the multi-character is fantastic. First beer of the night for me, I always feel like I get that bitterness um, a little amplified, like more than it really is. Um, fresh tongue. Yeah, total fresh tongue. It definitely does that. I can definitely get the lemon notes you're uh, talking about there. Got a nice floral nose. It's a little more um, tropical as well than obviously the typical, uh, you know, pill that's just with SARS. But would you, would you yeah. consider this, it's a dry hopped with Ella or it's just Ella alongside the... Saws. Uh, just L alongside saws. Uh, we do it uh, in the whirlpool, though. So uh, okay, it's uh, it's late hop, super late hop, but not not dry hopped with it. So that's I think where a lot of that uh, just nice floral hop character comes mm. through. Whereas mm. um, yeah, we, we bitter it early with uh, some saws and I think some Ella sometimes too. So it depends really what what we have on hand, but right. Uh, but yeah, we usually put most of it, like the majority of the hops, even in this beer is, is all whirlpool hops. So, okay, nice. What was the decision to do that as opposed to dry hop? Was it just cause you wanted to make it as authentic as possible without really changing the whole thing? We had, um, 
we figured we tried this way first to see what kind of hop character we got. And then shortly after we, we brewed the normopathy, we did uh, a dry hop pilsner, which was called subjective norm, which was basically the same base that we dry hopped with. I think it was mm. Saffir or something like that. Ah, okay. Um, but we, uh, that was our first time dry hopping a lager and we put something like half of, of what we would, or less, maybe a quarter of what we would dry hop for, for an IPA. Um, but it's still like, I think that it just came through so much more strongly, uh, which was interesting. And, and that's the way that we, that we learned. We use like 10% or less the amount of hops dry hopping lagers now when we do it. Um, but yeah, that was, that was one that we did that way. And then we're like, you know what? I'm not sure if we really like, I'm the biggest fan of just, in our process, the way that everything kind of comes together with dry hopping. And then since we've done some lagers that we've dry hopped, which I think turned out really nicely. So, you know, I think it's just all process, but yeah, we kept, we, we ran with the normopathy because it was, uh, the favorite, you know, up until we had our Mexican lager. Out, so. Right. Okay. Yes. I had the, uh, I think it was the serenity was the other dry hopped one. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That one, uh, that one's all galaxy. Um, Ooh, and, uh, it. yeah, it's a good amount of, Good amount of wheat and then all galaxy late hop dry hop, um, okay. um, which uh, I really love that one too. And that one's been a fairly popular one for us as well. We're uh, we're good, probably going to be brewing that one again shortly. But yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Is this? Yeah. Uh, do you always have a crispy boy available, or is this specific one like a year rounder, or how does that kind of work? Um, yeah, we always have one available. We always ha- we always have the um, reminiscence, the Mexican lager, okay. and then we. Basically, always have the normopathy, and then um, we'll pretty much always have at least something else. We did the conjecture, which was one of our dry hopped uh, loggers with uh, the HORT nine oh nine nine hops from New Zealand. Okay, um, and then uh, yeah, Serenity. Uh, I don't know if you consider systematic desensitization in that category, but that was pretty much around all the time too. So okay, um, so there's yeah. always some Usually, sort of. Yeah, usually about about a third of our list is loggers. Actually, people wouldn't think that of us, but uh, yeah, usually about a third, somewhere between like four and six of our beers typically are are loggers. So, wow. um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we don't uh, people don't think about that about us, which yeah, you know, it's fair because the other stuff we do kind of uh, shadows it. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm mostly drinking our loggers too. Right, um, it's a brewer's beer. You know. <laughs> hey you know what i, I like the slushies too <laughs> yeah oh we're gonna get there don't you worry oh we will yeah. oh those are gonna be lit so what we were saying earlier before the internet or my computer really kind of soft is that when we first did the podcast in 2018 uh, i believe it was up on the patio there which was super dope i've been paying attention to what you guys have been doing uh notion lives close by so he's always visiting telling me what's good sending me the photos and um I was super impressed. He sent me a bunch of stuff, including I think the Serenity and some of the. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the Heresy. I think it might have been the Blasphemies, if I'm not mistaken. The Blasphemy was in there, yeah. Yeah. So it was the first time getting to try like some of the newer stuff. And what we were saying before was like you know even when we did the podcast, you busted out the Orchada Lager, which is dope because you brought the lactose plus all those like Mexican spices and stuff to a Lager, and it worked impeccably well. Um, you guys have all. I always. Would you say that from the beginning, you guys were always on that sort of like, I don't know what to call it, like not necessarily just trendy, but like always doing a more innovative kind of wild stuff. Like that was always the MO for you. 
Yeah, I think that was always, you know, like even when uh, even when we were homebrewing back in the day, like we were always trying to do the weird stuff. You know, we we when we were homebrewing, we never brewed a batch twice. And then when we we started the brewery, the only beer that we brewed twice in our first year was our true serum IPA. Right. So we were just kind of doing everything, just experimenting with everything. And you know, I, I don't know if it's you know just it's just my brain that always wants to try something new and then learn about like how it works and why it works and then kind of move on to the next. And, you know, I've, I've grown to appreciate brewing this same beer, certain same beers over and over again and learning how to improve those as well as a, as a brewer, you know, in terms of efficiency. But yeah, I mean, I always, I always want to, you know, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like, you know, I, I was having a chat with some of the guys at the brewery the other day. We were joking about some things and the, we were talking about the, the quote, the Ricky Bobby thing. If you if you ain't first, you last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that that's the case, but always, you know, like just, I don't know. We just want to, like, we see cool things. Other people maybe in, in the States are doing something, never tried it before, but like, you know, like, oh, this sounds like a cool thing to try. Let's try it, you know, and then we do it. Or, you know, we have some ideas like the, like the Orchata that, you know, one is like, fuck, no one's done this before. So (laughs) let's try it. If it's shit, it's shit. If it's it's shit, no one will see it. And if it's good, then it might be a core. And that's what happened with the Orchata. So, you know, know, we've always wanted to be experimental and that's, um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I just, I want to, I always kind of try to take it to the next level in my head and see, you know, what we can do and, you know, hopefully it comes through if people like it. Right. The cream rises to the top, mate. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> hopefully our ideas are rising yeah. to the top of my brain, the good ones. Hey, man. <laughs> Yo, the fact that you managed to get a lactose Pilsner as a, essentially a core brand is pretty damn impressive. In the face of like, you know, the growing, I, I'm fully on the crispy boy train. This is probably my favorite style right now anyway. But yeah. in the face of, you know, the super purists who were mad at Team Westwood were saying before about like all the anti, excuse me, Team Lactose people were all like, you know, Neville, that was like the worst thing you could do was put yeah. like lactose in the pills now. And you did it and it and it was fire and it was a core. Cool, I mean, that's that's pretty sick. So I feel like it's, I like that you're taking those risks and you're just like, fuck it and, and you know doing those fun things probably in the face of a bunch of internal pushback, I would imagine, or is everybody on board? Yeah. I mean, everyone's on board for the most part. I think, you know, we, we, uh, there was never, you know, since it's, you know, myself, Mohan and Chris, and we opened the brewery, um, you know, there was, there was not necessarily one financial investor that, you know, kind of put us on something says, you know, I can only brew these things or whatever. So, you know, I think we were all on track about doing experimental things and seeing what people like. Now, you know, over over the years, figuring out what it is people like, and and you know, you have to you have to prove what people like too. You can only do experimental things so much if people don't like them. Right. But um, we've been fortunate that it's kind of liked what we've done. So yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It's, it is kind of funny putting the, the lactose in that and having it pretty much <laughs> as a core beer. So you know, I, I I don't know. You know what? If someone had a milk stout as a core beer, you know, the purists I'm sure wouldn't be complaining. You know, but it's only if that that lactose goes into something else other than a milk stout, you know, that that, that becomes a problem. You know? Yeah, tell me about <laughs> it. It's it's a funny thing. Like the lactose thing isn't even like as much of a big deal as it was back then. Like I guess it started to die off last year. It was more of a 2018 2019 thing. But yeah. the um, the now I feel like, and we will get to it later when we drink it, but the smoothie sours seem to be making people really, it's either, it's like one of the two things, like I got purist mates 
where one of yeah. them is just like, I don't, I don't care if it's beer. I don't, I don't. It doesn't matter. This tastes amazing. I'm, I'm here for it. And then I've still got other ones who just think it's an abomination. They just can't get past. Like I, I, I don't really get where they come from, but I feel like that's where they're sort of. They're the two camps that I've seen. So, yeah. do you had? Did you ever have? a lot of pushback from then the purest types or the maybe older school beer, beer nerds or writers or, you know, those people who have just been in it for so long and just maybe their, their ideas a little more old school. Have they come in and disgusted with you or had a go at you or something? (laughs) A little bit. I mean, we, I do, I do hear it every once in a while. Some customers that want to come in and they want beer that tastes like beer. We say, you know, we've got that, you know, we've got six of them. We've got, you know, But and so we like to think we have some stuff for everyone. But yeah, no, you know, sometimes the I can, yeah, you know, I don't know that I've had any firsthand knowledge or experience. But I, I, I know sometimes the more established beer writers, uh, you know, don't necessarily look uh, the most fondly towards uh, lactose in a lot of things. And that's that's fair, no. you know. I mean, if you've been writing about beer for thirty years or more, you know, and all of a sudden there's this new thing that everyone's talking about and it over overshines, you know, some other like styles of beer that, that, you know, maybe deserve, I think deserve a little bit more, um, conversation about, I mean, mm. I can see why you'd be like, Oh no, you know what really is great. An English mild, you know, and I agree. You know, <laughs> I, I, I like that style too. Like I like every style. I don't know. Yeah. I just, you know, like there's a lot of people making a lot of great other styles of beer. And so like, we just decided to do some weird shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> In addition to the regular shit. Like, yeah. you know? It's a balanced portfolio. <laughs> Yeah, you got a bit of everything. I always liken it to music. Like, so Notion and I, we've been doing hip-hop music for, I don't want to say how long it's been the last time. But that's why we moved to Canada. And because we came up in the 90s, we like rap music to sound a certain way. And when all this new sound started coming, you were like, no, like angry old men. Like, no, this is is not. Look at these guys. They're mumbling and they're using auditory. Fuck this. And because it mattered to us for, since I was 12, younger, right? So we really cared. But for beer, it's been 10 years for me this month since I started this stupid selfie thing in yeah. like January 20th or something. So in the scheme of things, that's pretty that's pretty young. And I don't have that attachment to when there was three beer styles. It was, you know, half a and crispy boys and stouts or something. And like ASBs. And ASBs and a porter and a brown <laughs> ale and maybe an amber. That's brown about ales. it. You know? <laughs> Bro, yeah. <laughs> laughing at brown ales. No, they're, they're okay. No. I do like... You know, hey, when you have a good brown ale, yeah, there's a, there's a couple good ones. There's a couple, some great ones in, in both provinces that I actually like makes you think twice about laughing about brown ales. But I guess <laughs> it's just funny. It, it is a, <laughs> just laughing at fucking brown ales. But like, I, I so I, I'm, I agree with you, Maddie. Like, I feel like there is, I can see where they're coming from if you've been in it so long and you've got this old school mentality that all of a sudden it's changing. But I, yeah, yeah, and I feel obviously people like us, we haven't been in it 30 years. So it's like, yeah, you know. Cool, you know, put fucking lactose in the pills. Why not? Let's go. Chuck some glitter in it. Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> hey, you know, maybe the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> next summer, I, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, no, I remember like just traveling a lot for, for work and I'd go to a lot of breweries. And, you know, a lot of the small brew pubs in a lot of small towns, you know, they always had like six, eight beers on tap. And it was always, you know, one lager, one brown ale, one IPA, one, you know, amber and you know, a porter. And that's like, and all of them had the same kind of pretty much the exact same styles of beer. Yeah. They all did them pretty much the same way. And, you know, I, I think that shaped my vision of what we wanted to do with Rorschach more than anything to be, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that we just didn't want to be that. We just wanted mm. to be 
you know, a little bit more experimental and we just wanted to be, um, you know, do a little different things because, you know, I, like I had great beers in all those places, but, you know, it just, for me, I think it was more me traveling that it became repetitive as opposed to people in that town just going mm. to their place that they like that logger and they like that thing. So maybe, I mean, I'm just kind of thinking about that now, but maybe that was influential for how we decided to do the beer at Rorschach. That makes a lot of sense. Was that, when you were traveling, was that um, just in Canada or you're in the States too? Canada and the States. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was everywhere. Um, in, yeah, Canada, Canada, US mostly. Okay. When you were in the, in the States, obviously, you know, they were the country that drove the craft beer revolution, essentially, as far as the creativity and the innovation. They were, you know, I don't think many other countries had styles and stuff that they invented. It was all usually like twists or something Americans did. So did you get to see that sort of evolution of craft beer during your travels and then maybe you're somewhere in the States, you're like, yo, what are they doing? What is this hazy IPA thing that they're doing? You know, stuff like that. Were you privy to all of that? And then you came back here and then couldn't find it? Was that like how it worked? That that was that that was a, a, a to a large degree of like well, you know what happened in, in in my head. I mean that like when we were first opening, it was you know we were looking for places in 2015, 2016. We found the place late 2016 and, and it opened, but yeah. that was kind of when I was traveling a lot, like for work with the breweries that I would try to go to when I was when I was traveling was um, a lot of like the mixed fermentation and sour breweries, and that was one of the things that like I kind of saw more of the evolution of when I was traveling in, in the States was like going down to Jester King and trying, trying the stuff there. I mean, amazing brewery killer, you know, everything that was huge influence, you know, for, for me and then trying to, you know, going to different places, Crooked Stave and, you know, Russian river and like just the, the, the biggest pinnacles of the pinnacle of, of like mixed fermentation sour beers um, and seeing how that evolved. You know, I remember like after, you know, we had been brewing for a while and then like, the Michael Tonsmeyer book came out with the methods of sour beer or American sour beer, American wild ale or whatever it was called. Mm. And I was reading through that book and, and then they said like they had 10 different breweries. One was Jolly Pumpkin. There was, there was a whole bunch doing sours. Right. Yeah. Like the mixed fermentation, proper sours, sometimes spontaneous. And, and, uh, and so like that was really what I was kind of feeling the evolution of as I was traveling. And that's what we wanted to have a huge part in our brewery and then we ended up in the location that we were in and you know we could have like a total of eight barrels and we're like okay you know we had a tank dedicated to mixed fermentation um sour beers um all the way until uh, midpoint this year basically where we converted that tank and put it into some barrels which we'll be releasing um at this year at some point but nice. yeah that was that was um kind of what what my vision kind of was and then you know we started the brewery and just yeah and then when we were starting the brewery that's when you know that was with the hazies and i was you know like starting to see that become a thing and we did a trip to vermont just right before we opened up uh and i was like oh okay i get this now right. <laughs> you know now you know and then so like i think that was still like coming coming on the scene right in like 2016 2017 oh yeah where, where that was like really where I was saying, so like we started right away with that. And then like other breweries that we had seen who were opening, like started with that. And then other breweries that were doing more West coast, I think shifted that way. And that's kind of like the start of the trend in that direction. But um, yeah, that was kind of that. And then, you know, I done a couple of managed to get out of the brewery for a couple weekends yeah. over the four years, you know, and then, uh, 
Yeah, you know, I we were kind of toying around with the lacto lactose idea, and I went down to uh, New York, and we hit up uh, Hud, uh, Hudson Valley on the yeah. way back, and uh, and then had their stuff, and it just kind of blew blew me away. So, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't had a chance to get. Actually, no, that's not true. We we uh, <laughs> Ben and I went we hit up 450 North on our way down to. Um, to the national brewers conference but that that wasn't they were doing the slushies back then they were just right. like or maybe they were but very like sporadically they they were doing um more of the ipas and some fruited beers but not like to the extent it was and then we come back and then all of a sudden the like the blue ones. Slushies. Yeah. and i'm like oh fuck yeah they're <laughs> crazy about, like, yeah. Six months. yeah they're pretty <laughs> crazy what they've done have you seen those brand no. So there's a brewery in Indiana called 450 North, and they have people right. like, I, like what sort of flavors matter they done? Like, it's like ridiculous. I think I would almost argue they invented the shit pretty much. Yeah, it's crazy. There's like cotton candy, something. I think I have a can somewhere. Someone brought one for me uh, like six months ago or so. There's like cotton candy, something. It's just crazy, crazy. I have stuff. heard of them. Yeah, I follow them on Instagram. Yeah. I've seen them. Yeah, they're, they're crazy. Yeah, they're the big, like the trade, the trade boys and stuff really get into have those them. crazy cups. Yeah, and they yeah, got all the cups and the super colorful uh, cans and stuff. And yeah. So, yeah, gotcha. I, I've followed that. Yeah. So crazy, yeah. They they super changed the game, I guess. With that, I never really followed the history of smoothie sours, to be honest. Um, as far as where that came from and and how that sort of got popularized, because I first had it at the Vale in Richmond, twenty yeah. not last year, the year before, twenty nineteen, and it w- I wasn't even really a smoothie sour. It was just an insanely fruited goza, which would be I couldn't believe the one I gave you, right? Um, mm. uh, and I couldn't believe that it was pouring that thick. I was like, what is this thing? It just was like pulpy fruit juice. And I guess that was pro- – when are you referring to the 450 North? What time frame was that? When we when we went uh, – so it was the 2018 uh, oh, that was conference. Then. Okay. But, but they, yeah. they hadn't started really doing – that or maybe they had had a couple but i was it wasn't even like in my in my mind like they when we were there the beers that were the popular ones they were selling out of that brewery were one that was like 420 juice is what one of them was called and there was a couple more like just you know marijuana themed names of ipas that were like danker ipas that were new england style or you know Mm. um, that's what they were kind of more on the front end of and then like after I think. I, I mean, I think they were. I, I'm sure they were doing this a little bit of it, but like now, when you see their releases, it's just like all of the all the slushies, right? So, yeah, um, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, okay, I mean, so you know. <laughs> that would put slushies back to 20, like probably mid to late 2018 or something, because I think the craft brewers conference is like April. So, like, yeah. if they're really kicking it off, that means in Canada, I only saw them here in Quebec at the start of last year, start of 2020. Yeah. When did you start doing? It? I don't want to keep. I know this whole podcast fucking you about smoothie sales, but um, <laughs> hey, if we and it goes where it goes. Um, when Pay did when did you start doing them? Um, I think the first one we did was the blasphemy, and that was in April. I think it was like shortly after the shutdown. Okay, it was like one of the first batches that we did after the shutdown because before that we were we were kegging a good portion of our beers, especially at that time of year for licensee. And, and, um, and we were just kind of shifting mostly to short cans. So it was an idea that I wanted to do for a little while. And then once the shutdown happened and we had no outside distribution, it was just bottle shop. We're like, all right, well, 
everything's going in the can anyway. So let's just Why do not? It, put it in the can. Because <laughs> those, those things, they, they don't go on draft. You can't pour a beer like that. I was about to ask. Be ah, okay. Yeah. Is that just because the, it's too thick for the lines? Yeah. yeah, I mean, all the fruit, like you could do it potentially if you had like, let's say for a festival and mm. like you're pouring the whole keg that day. But if it's sitting on, if it's sitting in a like a keg fridge for, you know, a couple of days or even or or longer, um, yeah, all the fruit will settle out and then it'll clog the line and then you know, it'll it's a nightmare. We've had enough, you know. Couldn't uh, be getting like proper pause or anything. Yeah, you, know, you couldn't even like it would. It, it depends. I mean, if you it, there's there's some different taps to flow control and stuff that like it would properly get stuck even if there was a little bit. There's some that are just like, you know, the regular taps, but. Um, Mm. Either way, you would be like either just like literally just chunks of fruit to start, and then it would just be a regular beer afterwards. So. Uh, okay, just the way the yeah. kegs work—that's like juice water. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess it would be good, but it just wouldn't have the same impact. I guess I didn't even think about that as far as because you probably have to like tip the kegs to keep it evenly distributed, just like you're supposed to tip the cans and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, uh, Yo, I never thought of that because. The only ones here we talked about it when we came by, but I know like Bruce Key in Quebec were doing it, but I don't, when they started doing it, um, I think it was like say just, just before the lockdown. And I don't recall anyone talking about um, putting them on tap in any shape or form. So I think you're right. I don't think anyone really did that. Even at the Veil, they had um, slushy versions. That's why I always find it, the slushy versus a smoothie because to me a slushy is like 7-Eleven in the machine you pull the lever down and it comes yeah. out it's a frozen it's like a daiquiri or something like yeah, the yeah. Vale had that for two different drinks and then Brewski had those ones out here and I know Masorum had them and I, I imagine there are probably some places in, in Toronto or around Ontario that may have had them as well have you guys done that? For, oh yeah yeah we did uh, not surprised it's we, uh, totally up your alley a couple a couple of years ago, we bought an old uh, an old slushy machine from uh, some guy in Barry or something. I don't know. We went up and it was, Barry, it was like Barry. a couple hundred bucks, and we're like, "All right, well, it was on Kijiji." I didn't I didn't even know what I was going to do with it. I, like, I, that's what the idea was, but right. like, I didn't know what would, what would work or not. But yeah, then we we brought it and we started doing it for a little while, and uh, we were trying we were you know trying with certain beers, and we're like, "Why does it only work?" for our imperial stouts in like for a long time you know like it'll work it'll slush up to start and it'll be good and then if it's like going for an hour or two then it just like freezes and mm. it didn't work very well mm. but like it goes all all ice and uh and i eventually just looked it up and figured it out and it just there wasn't enough sugar content in some of our beers so only the imperial stout at the time that we had that was like sweet enough and had enough sugar and had enough everything in that was like working properly i'm right. like I don't know that people want like a 12% slush. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are people certainly. But Small pause. It's yeah. like one and done. It'll knock you out. Yeah, but like like that much type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yo, I never even thought about that. Imperial style. Like an espresso. Yeah, yeah. Like, like two ounces, boom, you're over. Yo, that's actually pretty dope. Like dangerous, but cool. Yeah. I never thought of a, an Imperial style because I, you know, obviously a lot of these smoothies are like just 5%. For the most part, five or six. Um, yeah. So that would make sense because you can, you know, you can knock back a few of them safely. But like an imperial stout, like you said, it would have the sugar content. But like, did it taste good in that format? Yeah, it did. It it tasted like 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 soft syrup ice cream, you know. <laughs> like oh, had, so it went creamy. 
Yeah, it was like a little bit creamy. Like, yeah, oh. it was because it was it was like churning basically. Like it almost oh. it's, like at some whipped. point it almost yeah, it, like it felt like it was almost going into like ice cream territory a little bit. It was Damn. it was cool. It, like it worked for a while and then it overchurned after like a couple hours and then it just froze and you know. But yeah, after that we're like, all right, well we know what we need to do now. We just need to put more sugar, <laughs> mix more sugar, and then it works, you know. But these slush like the slushy ones, like there's enough sugar in there already, and that's just what it is. Right? Okay, so, so you could, sick. when things are a little more stable and you're able to open again, that could be a summer thing where you could just put those heresy beers that we'll talk about in more detail later when we crack them. But the those ones would easily be able to be served in that format. I think so. Yeah. I mean, we, we haven't, we haven't tried it, but yeah, we still have the, we still have the machine up in our storage, uh, at the brewery. So we'll try it again once things go back to normal yeah. at some point. I feel like you can also could... do like uh beer snow cones. That'd be sick. Ooh. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that would, it, would it be icy enough to hold in that like hard, like it has to be frozen a little longer than, than usual. It's it, like, yeah. How would that work? Yeah, it got to the point when it like churned so much that it was so icy that it could have helped, but then it didn't really. It just didn't really taste so good because it was mostly ice. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what I've seen, I've seen one of our guys showed me a a picture of what one of the breweries down in, in I forget where it was, somewhere in the states. They had those little like zip pouches, you know, for like cocktails and stuff for mm. like takeout, and they they did that like they. Poured it into that, they seal it, they give you a straw, and that's your takeout thing. So uh, that's <laughs> pretty cool. Hey, now with the laws changed in Ontario, maybe that's a thing now. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> so you can do that? You can like pour a beer into a takeout cup and then cap it and or not quite. <laughs> It's a gray area thing, I think, because like they were letting bars and restaurants do like cocktails and stuff, you know, to, to go like that. And however, they kind of sealed it the way they sealed it, you know, like we were doing growlers early on and we didn't uh, like early on in the pandemic. And we didn't want to do return of glass growlers because, you know, everyone was afraid of surfaces and touching and legitimately so. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were, too. Uh, so that's why we didn't do it. Um, so we just did like these single use plastic, like recyclable growlers and they were just like the same screw cap ones but they were just recyclable so i it might just fit in the same kind of category legally or mm. or maybe yeah. what we did wasn't cool i don't know why plastic would be different than glass but you, know. you should totally go for it because the dodgy uh the dodgy diner down the road for me sells shots to go in those you know when you order chinese you get like little oh like little a ramekin things of yeah little ramekin yes. soy sauce or like whatever so they're Putting shots in there, it's like six bucks. Take a shot to go, That's and all the all, the all the local, uh, you know, yahoos, um, you know, just take them to go. It's hilarious because they. So you can do that if they're doing that. You can do. Yeah, yeah. A little more classy than that. A little Some more block purchase. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is hilarious. Yeah, that like that's actually pretty ingenious to be able to put them in those pretty funny. containers. Like, that, there's a handwritten sign on a huge cardboard thing in the window. It's dodgy as. It's really? so funny. I guess probably then people aren't policing it necessarily. So like, whatever. No. That's fucking hilarious. No one cares. Yeah, it's interesting. Even I see my American friends like, like you can do you could all the things that they're just allowing here now you can do in New Orleans like 50 years ago. But yeah. um, I think. That all my friends say in Vermont, they do that totally. They can get the beers. They just have the exact same as the cocktail. And they just put that little, it's almost like a McDonald's takeout, like a you know, soft fountain drink cup with that lid. You pop that bad boy on them and they're good to go. Um, all those ones, those lids you get at um, 
like a, the the Rogers Center or something, you know, that on when you buy the overpriced beers yeah. there. I mean, I swear that that's only fair though. I feel like if if they're forcing you to only have takeout, um, I feel like that's the only fair way you should be able to pour something. Yeah, as long as it has a lid and it's not going to spill, then you really, you know, yeah, don't have too much of a trouble because then they're letting everybody off with drinking in parks and people, uh, you know. When you go down to Queen Street, some of the, the breweries that are facing the street, mm-hmm. people just, you know, like Rorschach. And um, people just grab beers and just crack the can and walk down the street. No one cares. Mm. So then what's Everyone's the difference? Everyone's way, way more lax. Yeah. Okay. So then what's the – there's no – because, like, you can't – the brewery can't be held um, no. responsible if they could they can do the exact same thing with a can. It's just pulling a tab versus, like, taking a lid off a pre-pour. It's no, not much of a difference, really. Yeah. So, same thing, yeah. Yeah, I never, I never understood that too, right? It's like you know, everything's got to be sealed and whatever. You know, I get it. You know, it's probably more of a tax, tax base, you know, revenue thing than anything. But you know, it's kind of funny that like, how hard is it to open up a can? <laughs> yeah, you can't open up like a plastic thing. You open up a can, like the difference is is know. negligible, right? Yeah, it's all, it's all pretty ridiculous. I imagine you guys are about. We just went into as of probably in like an hour and a half on Saturday. We're going into a extra lockdown here where they got a curfew and stuff. So I imagine you guys probably won't be too far behind with stuff like that. And I, I would hope that they would just give you that option. Like, Cause it's not like they're like bankrolling all the businesses and so many businesses are, you know, like at least yeah. you have a takeout model that you already had. You were fortunate that you already had the, you know, people were used to coming to buy cans and bottles to go and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool for you. But there's yeah. probably a lot of places that didn't have that before that had to figure it out. So I feel like it's only fair if they let you do cool things. Like you said, you got the pizza takeout, which is dope. Very, very cool. Yep. So people can get that. They can, and you can, they can order it, right? I know, I'm pretty sure you said that was on like DoorDash or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we, we you can order online on our website. Uh, and then we use DoorDash as a third party. It works through the um, the app that we have on our website. So that's oh, sick. Uh, yeah, it kind of integrates that way, and then they just come, they pick it up, and they take it. Uh, I'm not sure what the radius is; it might just be on the east end where they can take it. But they maybe maybe downtown a little bit too. But uh, I feel like I'm sure there is. Yeah, mm. they seem to be like open at least here. I know Toronto's a lot bigger, but they a lot of places that weren't um, delivering before to our area are now delivering, and I think it's just because they're like, well, fuck, man, if people an extra three kilometers away want to order, like, let's do it. Man's want to eat. Yeah. Oh, everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's, how much colder is it going to get after like 30 minutes instead of 40 minutes? <laughs> it's like, it's going to be the same temperature pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like with you guys, the bonus is, and that's something that Ontario did really well. I got to give y'all props for that was let breweries and businesses sell alcohol to go with food. Here is yeah. very few and far between. I don't know. There was one place we were saying to you, I can't remember where Tiff saw it on. Um, on like Uber Eats or whatever, but like it wasn't, um, it definitely not as common as you guys are. So people can order a pizza and they'll get, you know, a couple, four packs or whatever, which I think is just super cool because mm-hmm. it allows people to continue to support breweries during this as well as get some great food, you know, small yeah. batch local pizza. You got the chefs on and stuff, the kitchen stuff. It's a one stop shop now. You know? I love that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, people, people are digging in and we, you know, it, it's a way for us to, you know, make sure that we can keep our, our kitchen running too. So, you know, like obviously, you know, every small business employs a lot of people and, yeah. and, you know, we, we employ, you know, two plus kitchen people depending on the time of year. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, if we were, 
and no one would have forced us to close our kitchen. We always could have kept it open, but if it was only takeout, you know, and like walk in, we're not quite the easiest. We're not hard to walk to, but we're not like, you know, on Queen Street in the middle, yeah. you know, a lot of places. So, you know, I just yeah, it's uh, we pivoted, try to try to keep uh, keep everyone going, and hey, you know, I'm. It's probably not the best idea for me because I'm eating too much pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're there, you're just, you're working, you're like, oh, I could go for a crispy boy in the pizza. Exactly, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's dangerous, yeah. man. We, we, yeah. uh, we ferment our, our dough with our house culture of yeast, like wild yeast and bacteria, the one that does for our collective. Like I started, uh, two years ago, I started a, like a sour starter and was been running it over the course past couple of years. And now we just we ferment our dough with it and, so. Uh, super light crisp and it's it's such a like it's the perfect pizza to eat with well i mean anything really but like especially like a light crispy beer it's just like pairing, just yeah. So, yeah we do a pepperoni one with candy jalapenos it's just like it's crazy insane it's, it's amazing yeah they they do a good job back there with it and it's uh yeah we uh we had a couple a little problem with our oven the past couple of days got all sorted i tested it out today just before we uh got on here <laughs> smart man with that foundation to myself <laughs> perfect oh we're so gonna need that for the beers today hey i love that um shall we are you, how are you guys looking do you want to do the next one yet or want to chill for a sec mate let's go yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so maddie it's uh your choice my man oh you don't have to neck it jeez i didn't know you had yeah, that you one. Do. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. Okay, I was asking you too many questions. So I just got to ask a question, then I get to sit by you answer. You know, it's a bonus. Um, mm-hmm. What do you guys feel like um, you want to do next? You've uh, we have a, a vast array of uh, gems there. Yeah, it's quite a few. Um, depends. If you feel another lager, we got reminiscence, or uh, we can go into a lighter IPA with the Lotus. I think we should maybe do the. We want to showcase as many styles of what you guys do. Maybe the Lotus mm-hmm. is a good call. Yeah, yeah, you can get grab grab that. I'll, I'll grab. I'll get it last once you guys have got it. Cool. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, grab it, grab it. Oh, you can get it. Yeah, yes. Oh, tip for grandma. Yes, it's in the bar fridge cool. and it's the orange one at the front, I believe. Thank you. Yeah, guys. Uh, thank you everyone once again for being patient. We out here. We're doing well so far. Look, that was quick. G'day, mate. Oh, baby, I fridge. ran as fast as I could, oh, sir. Yeah, you are a champion. We're. Uh, yeah, that should be the one. What was it called again? Repetition. Yeah, repetition compulsion. Nice. Double dry hop. It's beautiful. Have you had this one, bro? I absolutely have. This Ooh. will be my third one. Oh, shit. You are a beast, mate. I am a beast. I'm excited to try this one. Um, I don't want to curse it, but all, all is well. <laughs> right? I don't want to say nothing, but... Uh, don't, don't say it. It's not bad, eh? <laughs> Um, something of this before we even crack this one, I just reminded. So okay. I, I got a bottle of um, um, uh, zero alcohol gin today. So Tiff just made Ooh. a little cocktail. It's actually oh, I saw you crazy on that. Yo, it's crazy. Yeah, I it was juice. No, it's I don't. What, what's the yellow stuff in it? Oh, and put tonic in it. It's a yeah. gin and tonic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what do you think of the gin? It's good and it has some stuff. <laughs> it kind of it's like good. it's just trippy how much it smells like gin. It was just the botanicals are 100. percent Yeah, right? it's just so funny because the reason I bring it up, obviously, man, is that you guys have a fantastic uh, zero yeah. alcohol beer called Free Spirit. It's been perfectly for dry January and for those folks who are maybe doing, I don't know if it's called dry February, whatever the hell the February version is <laughs> called for the people who want 28 days instead of 31. Cheeky bastards. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, how, how's how's that one go? That one goes pretty pretty well for you guys, eh? Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of the beers. You know, I mean, the, the core beers, you know, people grab flats of, you know, but it's one of, it's one of our beers too that like I seen some people come grab one or two, two or three flats so uh, of it and just stock up. You know, hey, it's it's non-alcoholic beer. You know, you can have as many as you like. Um, but yeah, no, we. Uh, we brew it with a good amount of uh, oats and wheat, like in terms of percentage. There's not a ton of malt to begin with, but okay. um, it's uh, we put a lot of Galaxy Ops, and okay. uh, it's just uh, it's kind of like a it's like a hoppy light. There's a good there's a good amount of body to it for for a non-alcoholic beer, but yeah, it's um, we brewed it about a year ago now. Um, we were, uh, you know, coming after holiday season and, you know, having drank a lot of beer, still wanting to drink beer. And we're like, you know what, maybe let's try this brewing a non-alcoholic, you know, it's a challenge, um, for it. Like, it's just a challenge in general. It's yeah. brew non-alcoholic beer than it is to brew regular beer. And, uh, we found out that, you know, this is the only time we ever discarded, a, a batch, we discarded the first two batches of it because it just, not that it didn't taste good. It tasted good, but the first time we got it was, uh, I think, fermented out to like 2%. And we're like, right, yeah. well, that's oh, not, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not a non-alcoholic beer at that point. <laughs> and then the second time we were like, all right, we got it down. It's like 1%. And we're like, well, mm. can't sell that. Because uh, <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> it has to be below 0.5, right? What's the cutoff? Yeah. Oh, okay. Point. Yeah, 0.5, yeah. Yeah, no, we, we, we kegged some of it. We put it on tap, and that's what uh, Jeremy and I were, would be drinking at the brewery, <laughs> the mm. non-alcoholic stuff after, you know. <laughs> yeah, man, it's probably smarter. Or essentially non-alcoholic. <laughs> Basically non-alcoholic. Even at, at 1%, you would have to drink five non-alcoholic beers for it to be the same as one regular 5% beer, right? So That's like, a lot of weight. Yeah, you'd, yeah. Almost, you'd almost drown quicker. Than you. <laughs> <laughs> you'd get drunk. You, know, you would get drunk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's sick. I think this is great for this time of year. Um, I, I, I'm appreciating it more than I ever did. And I really see that before I was like, fuck off with this stuff. But now I get the value of it. Like I, <laughs> I really appreciate it. And, um, and particularly if, you, if you're doing something as dope as like dry hopping it with Galaxy. So it's like probably hazy, I imagine. And like yep. actually, you know, fragrant, and really aromatic and, and tasty. But it's kind of like you have to like, it's this thing I had to get past in my head on my non-drinking nights, which I have strict ones now since the pandemic to avoid the same problems that the pizza's doing to you. I've had the same problem and um, <laughs> try to rectify that. And um, I found that when you think about it, I don't try and think about it as a beer. It's just fizzy water, fizzy beer flavored water. And then yeah. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. But if you try and think of it as a beer, oh, it's light, but you can't compare it. I think you have to compare it to like San yeah. Pellegrino as opposed yeah. to truth serum or something, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's one of those beers that if you're not, drinking beer that night you not that you don't notice that it's not beer but it's less of a contrast of what like a, a, a proper beer tastes like I if agree. you're drinking it side by side so yes. i guess why you know like if you go you know a couple of weeks without if without like having regular beer and then you start drinking that you're like oh it tastes just like beer you know and then you have a actual beer to side and you're like oh like, yeah oh. still non-alcoholic beer, beer but <laughs> You know, it still tastes really good. Like we were super happy how it turned out and people are digging it. So, um, yeah, we're going to keep on running it and we're going to try to keep it a year round. Uh, that's the plan. So, um, you that's know, great. We'll, we'll keep running it as long as people are liking it. But yeah, it sells, it sells about as well as, you know, our other kind of like experimental stuff that not the crazy, more hypey stuff, but like the normal, <laughs> normal <stuff>. weed, <laughs> more normal, more normal stuff. <laughs> 
That's sick. I but love yeah. it. The people are loving it, man. It's uh, fantastic. I just wanted to give that a shout out before we go into the next yeah. one. Yeah. So this is the Appreciate Repetition Compulsion, the single hop, double dry hopped IPA. Which one is with Lotus? Now, looking at our good mate Untapped, I don't think I've had – I was just checking if I had this before. Um, it looks like there's a shit ton. You've done like 10, 15 variants of this. Ooh. Yeah, the re- repetition. Yeah, we've um, Ooh, we yeah. started off with uh, Galaxy, I think, and then uh, uh, then we did uh, El Dorado. We've done Strata. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. The El Dorado might have been my favorite one. That's, yeah, I love uh, I love El Dorado. Period. It's a great hop, man. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've done we've done a whole bunch. I, I I don't even remember all the ones that we've done. But that's how we usually kind of trial our uh, the new hops coming in that we've never used before. Right. So I mean. It's, it's fun for fun for me trying it. It's just a single hop. But yeah, it's a base of like a good amount of oats, a little bit of wheat, and uh, and yeah, it's just um, late hopped, uh, double dry hopped with all with lotus. Um, and uh, we for this batch, we we tweaked our our dry hopping rates a little bit as well. So um, it's a little bit punchier than the past versions of the repetition so oh man this is uh, like aromatic as fuck my god punches you right in the nostrils mate. yeah this is really cool i'd love this other thing guys cheers it smells thick cheers oh Oh, goodness it smells like it it tastes like a smell wow that's fantastic it's got that um super creamy i feel like the lotus is is a hop i i imagine i've had it before but i don't believe i've had it in a uh, single hop situation so i've never really like you don't take it in like that this is mm-hmm. like i feel like it's almost like a touch of like a pithy citrusy bitterness yep. bitterness like a grapefruit but just a, a touch i feel like like stone fruit maybe peach or melon um i don't know if i'm if i'm nailing any of these tasting notes here i was trying not to cheat here tropical fruit orange citrus light berry and vanilla Ooh. I love when you get berry out of a uh, hop. That's so cool. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a bit of a mind just, bender. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like it's got that yeah, it's orangey, citrusy, pithy, and uh, a little bit of vanilla, kind of like a creamsicle-ish, like yeah. for a hop. Yeah, you know, it's I like guess. luscious, but it's it's like luscious but not creamy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, the beer is creamy, I reckon. But it's just because of the wheat and stuff. But mm, that's yeah. but at the hop isn't giving giving that. Um, but the mouthfeel is chewy. Fa- no, it's good. Yeah, yeah, the mouthfeel is fantastic. Mm. Um, yeah, the vanilla is such an interesting thing. Where do you think the vanilla comes from? It's just like a. It cool- comes in late in the taste. Yeah, I've okay. noticed that. Like even some of um, with with our some of the like New England yeast strains like ours is, we we've been running this this yeast uh, pitch for a little while now so it's pretty much become um, a house house strain for us but okay. I I find that they generally give off like a little bit of a, a vanilla character too in at least in contact context with like like some of the West Coast cleaner ale kind of IPAs but mm. um, yeah this one's a little bit more of that vanilla and I, I it must just be you know the the oils and stuff in the hops but yeah yeah. That's sick, man. Yeah, I really like this one. Um, looking at this one, even though you were saying you weren't sure which ones you've done, you had a ton. Strata, Galaxy, BRU1, Denali, Eldorado, Enigma, Sabro. Done a lot. Oh, now it goes into other ones. Um, oh, yeah, the Sabro. Yeah, I forgot about that Sabro. one. That was, the first time we, <laughs> that was the first time I tried the Sabro. It just you know, became a, 
instant favor right away. Oh yeah, but that hops you know a whole different ball ball game. That's a <laughs> that's a beast of a hop, eh? Oh yeah, it comes through in it, in everything we use that's, it with. So yeah. you know, we uh we were we were doing a little bit of late hopping with Sabro on uh, our hedonisms, um, just some that we were using the uh, and the afterglow as, as well the the, the T keys and. Uh, yeah, it was just usually the the late hops don't come through super strongly when we're like when we add fruit and other spices and stuff with it, and that one's coming through even through the fruit. I was picking it up. And I was like, <laughs> mm. Oh, <laughs> all right, we need to dial back that sabro. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say it's as dumbing as something like uh, Galaxy? Oh yeah, for me, for me, anyways, yeah, yeah, mm. that because uh, it's such a, that coconut note, is such a strange note for a hop um, that I feel like it. It just works its way through everything for me, anyways. It's just mm. like it cuts through everything because it's such a different note. Um, right? Yeah, it's true. It does it definitely stands out when it's. I think it has to be used in enough of a volume, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But even like we with with one of our IPs, we do we we were running it at a third each of Galaxy uh, Sultana, which I think was Denali, and then uh, and Sabro, and the Sabro was still like coming through strong enough to the point where like our staff was kind of selling it as a sabro ipa i was like come on it's not just a sabro (laughs) so we'll we'll have to dial it back for the next batch on that one but that's that was our master status but people i mean people like it with the sabro so maybe we'll just keep it the way that it is yeah man i feel like sabro's um divisive i feel like you just love it or you hate it i've seen some people just like i feel like they're in the minority but the people who don't like it are probably not into coconut period yeah and it's they can it's all they can taste whereas feel like i whenever i have a sabro ipa i'm always i'm looking for it where's that sabro let me, let me get that because uh, it's so unique yeah. it's so cool that you don't and everyone brewers often tell me i'm sure you you've done this before but apparently toasting coconut and working with coconut is one of the most hectic uh you know adjuncts you can yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you have to typically manually toast it so you got to not you got to prepare the coconut you got to a lot of people tell yep. me, yeah, I was using my oven for 48 hours straight and just toasting coconut. It was ridiculous. Like at home yeah. type yeah. of thing and yeah. having to do that. Whereas Sabro, you just put this hop in, then you not quite the same, obviously, but a lot of the similar characteristics are, uh, are there. Yeah. Know, which is yeah, crazy. actually, I have a, I have a funny note on, on that with the, with, the, with the coconut. We were um, one of our, uh, our reps, Darian from BSG. Um, he, uh, he called me up, just let me know that they were selling some, some coconut now, or they got a new coconut product in. Um, and we were just talking, we were, we were chatting and joking and, uh, he was saying something, I don't know how it got to this, but it was like, you know, imagine using like coconut milk, toasted coconut and Sabro all in one, all in one beer. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that'd be hilarious. And I was thinking, I was like, fuck, I actually did that. <laughs> What'd you do? In our afterglow the tiki series that was the first one that we did the blue hawaiian we used coconut milk we used toasted coconut and we used sabro in it we dry hopped to the sabro and so like at the time i was like yeah that'd be funny and he was like uh, he was like oh yeah that would be i was like fuck we did that that's that's so dope how did the coconut you say coconut milk or coconut cream uh coconut milk but i don't know is there is it I guess the coconut cream probably has a little more fat. I don't know. Uh, the coconut milk, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. The coconut milk still had a lot of fat in it, and it just um, killed the head. It separated. It separated out. It killed the head a bit, and mm. it. it uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I would use coconut milk uh, again, or at least I might use it in a boil. But we were we 
or conditioning it on coconut milk and it just didn't it didn't it didn't the flavor that i was expecting to come through just didn't so it just it, it wasn't like there's no real value i found in it just the toasted coconut would have would have done it's enough, enough but mm, i guess it doesn't hang around interesting um yeah Something that just, I don't know why it just occurred to me now, but our friend, one of my friends who's a beer writer here, he did a collab with a brewery and they did a, uh, a Galaxy and Nelson IPA. And obviously, nice. right, great combo, but obviously you think the Galaxy is going to punch the Nelson in the face because it's too heavy. But what they did, they said they put the, uh, the Galaxy in the boil as opposed to the dry hop, which, uh. gave, which made it balance in a way I've never experienced um, – galaxy balanced before because it's always like you were sort of saying like sabra yeah yeah like you just can't push it so i wonder i don't know why it's kind of off topic there but i wonder if you put sabra in the boil as opposed to the dry hop do you get enough of the elements you see where i'm going with this right like elements of the sabra without it overwhelming the rest in in the dry hop side yeah i think that would be a good combo yeah no, that would that would make sense. Even <laughs> even what I was saying before with the the, the sours were was peeking through. So like, uh, yeah, like I think that yeah, that could that die actually, a bit. It's probably probably a pretty good approach. Yeah, because smell it, the collab. Oof. <laughs> yeah, sabro in the boil. <laughs> I just like I like the idea of coconut and everything. Though. You really can't go wrong. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah, you really can't know. No, this is fiber. The more I'm getting into this, this is like really good. This lotus. So what's the deal with lotus? It's just like a not as popular kind of joint like West Coast. Yes, it's a it's a fairly new, um, yeah, uh, West uh, West Coast um, like pop Pacific uh, Northwest type of thing. Yakima, okay. Mm. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, I, I I I hadn't really heard much of it until this year. I think it was. I mean, all these hops are in trials for years and years and years before, or like are being bred for years before anything. But yeah, I, I think it just came out this year, maybe last year. Um, okay. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's got a cool name, and it, you know, we've had people buy it just because the, the name, the name Lotus, is and I'm sure they like it. But but yeah, like the yeah, so. I don't know. I, I like. I'm, I'm really digging it. Like we we did the Strata before this, which which actually was a really Strata's really cool, cool hey? too. Yeah, so. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like all these new hops that just keep taking it up a notch. I mean, it's crazy. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's the next, it keeps on going. I guess it's just like with the brewers, you know, the, the hop growers too, the same thing, breeders, next level. Like, what what other note can we get in a hop? You know, okay, well, vanilla, creamsicle, okay, you know, coconut. <laughs> you know, You're just adding else? to your toolkit now. You have just more, more candy to play with, more flavors to play with to make a crazy beer. Yeah, it's it's crazy how much you know how how many certain flavors come through. Like, I forget which hop it is, but you can get a strawberry note. I think it's Belma. You get a little strawberry note. Mm. It's just fuck. So so much you can play with. So yeah, yeah. it's hella cool, man. But, I like that you got the single hop series to really like let it shine. I think every brewery should pretty much it's have a highlight, that. Highlight, yeah, yeah. And it's cool that like you keep the exact same base for all of them. It's all identical and just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 basically all identical. I mean, if there's for some reason we, we don't have something, you know, we can swap it out with something similar, but yeah, like if we can't get flaked oats, we'll use flaked wheat or something like that. But, but yeah, I mean, it's basically the exact same base, uh, all the time. And, and, uh, same, same hopping rates, same everything. Well, this batch, we tweaked it a little bit with the hopping, the dry hopping schedule, but, um, and, but we'll continue with that same schedule moving forward. Um, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's basically like everything is same. The only thing that changes is the hop, um, variety. So right. like, 
we trust we still even try to use the same amount uh in the boil as well so like the bitterness sometimes changes if you have like a big you know 18 alpha hop versus like a 10 or something you know it doesn't change that much it's not really that noticeable but it's a little bit noticeable sometimes they're a little bit more bitter more sweet than you know one version to the next but Mm -hmm. i don't want to fuck around with then like if i'm putting you know twice as much hops to get the same amount of bitterness then maybe change the intensity of flavor so i don't know you gotta gotta, you gotta pick one or the other basically right and you want it to be as authentic to the hop as possible because that's really what you're trying to whatever even if you have to manipulate that base a little bit or do things a little bit differently to to let that hop shine i guess that's fine right because at the end of the day it's all you really want to do is just get all those notes really up front yeah yeah yeah. I like that. I saw the one that you did, the, the brew one. What's the deal with that hop? I've seen that once or twice, but I didn't know a lot about it. Yeah, it's um so I think if I'm not mistaken, it's from uh one of the Yakima farms called uh Brew Lot Farms, I think. And it was wow. one of I think it was their first or one of their first I mean I'm sure it wasn't the first hop that they bred, but it was probably the first hop that the first hop they bred that they released, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm, maybe I'm just assuming here. I don't know if I'm I'm hundred percent right, but um yeah it's uh it was a lot of i'm trying to remember the notes on that but there was a there was a i think there was a good amount of berry note on it and it was it was a really cool one too and people people dug that one you know i think we released that one last summer i think um but it had been around maybe for a year before that when when we got our hands on some so um yeah i really like that hop too um yeah that was it was a cool one i don't like Sometimes you know, it, it makes me laugh that you have all these like other hops, you know, like Galaxy and Lotus and Sabro and all this, and then there's just like brew one. <laughs> it's like lazy. Like, yeah, that's not <laughs> yeah. Or it's just like not like it's not naming something after like trying to go hypey for a name or something. I don't know, but yeah. I imagine <laughs> it's maybe they, temporary. Would it be a temporary name? I don't know. To be honest, I mean, I think they might have changed the, they might have changed it since I'm, mm. I'm not sure it's almost um, like is it like those you know that hbc 475 or whatever like those shits like i, I wonder yeah. if it's the same concept as that where it's sort of like just the experimental like whatever back-end name and then when they do they'll call it lotus or something like that's when they yeah. actually come up with a cooler name for it a, a branded name yeah, who knows? Maybe it actually is Lotus. I don't know. Yo, it could be. <laughs> I feel like, uh, I wonder if it's, I think you could probably find out. I bet there's probably like something. Because I've seen a lot of breweries generally using the HBC ones. And there's like two or three. Yeah. There's this one that starts with six and a one that starts with four. And I've seen a reasonable amount. Um, yeah. So I would imagine that those, I think they release them as like tests. Like usually through maybe it's like YCH or something. Um, yeah. And they, they drop them as like a test. And if they work, then they'll name them. You know, and they patent it. Pat, I think. Would it? Something like that. So it's kind of like weed. Like that is. No, like, it gets patents. Of- You're 100% right. They get patented. That's why you can't. That's why Galaxy is owned by somebody because of what Matt right. was saying before. Someone. We had Hot Farmers on the podcast. They own the strain identity. Correct. Like yes. They own the genetic makeup of that plant. That's so they. Is, yeah. People can't recreate it. So that's why galaxies are only allowed to be grown by certain people in Australia. Because you have to sell a license for anybody to be able to um That's serious. To to do it. So it's yeah, it's super serious. But it's like at first I was like, that's ridiculous. But if you spent ten years perfecting this hop, wouldn't you be pissed if somebody else could just grow it and sell it? 
So complicate your shit, yeah. Yeah, so I, I understand from a business perspective, but yeah, I think that's really what they do. I don't know if it's, I guess it's patented at that point, but they don't know if it's going to be popular. So they're like, all right, let's release some, and we won't give it a name yet. We'll call it this experimental name. And if breweries like it, and then we're like, all right, boom, then we can drop it. But I feel like the thing, the reason, the only reason I mentioned it all is because you did a single hop of that brew one. And I hadn't yeah. seen a single, I seen the double hop. I know Lager Beer here in uh, just outside of Montreal, they did a, um, the two HBCs. Um, yeah. But I'd never seen a single hop IPA of any experimental hop ever. So I thought that was super dope. That, you know, yeah, it looked like it. some secret agent shit. Like, that was <laughs> like, oh, you guys are onto some, some next level beer making. <laughs> Here's a sneak peek. Yeah, I, I, hey, you know, who knows? I hope so, if we're honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, get, no. get smart. Yeah. That guy from back in the day. Yo, I forgot about that show. That's Jeez, the man. old school reference. I'm old. Yeah, you're washed, mate. It's okay, mate. Um, Maxwell Smart. Yeah, that's the guy. That's him. Yeah, okay, sick. All right, that's dope. So I like that you've uh, you've been doing that. So as far as your IPA lineup, since we're on that, I guess we probably we might move on to other stuff after. But you got your – the core brand would be Truth Serum, which is one of the first beers I have for you guys. Um, yeah. That yeah. is – you were telling us, is that the LCBO skew? Yes. Okay. So, we yeah, we just we just got in the LCBO at the end of December. Amazing. So it's been doing really well. Congrats. It's Ooh. sick. Yeah. Seriously, we, uh, congrats, bro. That's yeah, great. It's a hustle. We we uh, we started with the reminiscence in the LCBO and it, it kind of hit just the beginning of COVID and it wasn't really doing so well because we couldn't really go around to stores and and and, and give the people samples to get on yeah. the shelves. Oh, well, Matt is potentially yeah, frozen. That's not too bad. It took an hour to freeze. He'll be back. Was, honestly, that was bang on an hour, dude. That's so. It funny. says one hundred and one here. There you go. He'll be back. Yo, but while we're uh, frozen, yeah, this is honestly fire, man. This uh, the mouthfeel is fantastic. The uh, like Rorschach is mm. so dope. So I'm 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 not surprised that this is. Uh, it keeps growing. Like the flavor changes. Like now that it's a bit warmer and the and the, and the initial cold sort of bite's gone, I'm getting way more orange zesty. Yeah. And then kind of citrusy on the end, but it's it's way more orangey than before, and I like yes. that. Yeah. It's like you could have this for like brunch, but the only bad thing that. is this is like six point something. Six, yeah, five point five. No, five, so five, you, five. It's not too bad anyway. So you could you could potentially brunch this because it's so fruity. Easily you know? brunch that. I like that. Yeah. You could brunch this. I like that. Food beer before food because my body's like new, new, new. No, new. it's super dangerous. So this is something you could have like after some brunch so this would fit what quite Easily. well with the morning with with that with the 2 p.m brunch show. there you go there you go. it's like a mimosa speaking of that real quick because yeah. we got cut off before i didn't get to say so you we said it in the first version but you haven't been on the podcast uh since episode since 100 episode and uh people who don't know you have you are a you know there's basically you me and tiff who ran the podcast you contribute photography to the social media but most importantly you are the audio engineer you have engineered every single episode probably 250 or so now at least yeah, it's a couple Fuck. it's not bad so you are responsible for the entire sound of the podcast mm. and making sure so anybody listening to the audio this is the man behind it he's the reason it sounds decent um, obviously, so when you guys are recording outside and it's windy, I've done my best to get rid of the wind yep. and best believe it took me a minute. Sorry. Sorry, sorry man. <laughs> <laughs> I never intend to, uh, fuck up your game. 
uh, oh, no, no. with that. It's all part of the fun, mate. I wouldn't have got better if I didn't get uh, some occasional echoey, windy audio to play with. So thank you, mate. You're welcome. My favorite one that you fixed was, uh, we t- Tiff and I talk about it regularly. It was the one in Michigan at Founders. Uh, there he is. We got oh, it back. back, Maddie. Yeah, <laughs> we're saying not too bad. We lasted an hour, and this was the problem that we can deal with. And see, no problem. We're back. Everything's <laughs> good. Just slot back in. Right. The other yeah. problems that we had yeah. weren't so work withable, but now this is easy. This is nothing. We're chilling. <laughs> I'm a good fucking time. Um, oh, you froze already? Uh oh, Maddie. Oh. Uh oh. Well, at least he's oh. gone. While he's doing that, basically. Um, we did a podcast oh, that, there. That one episode in Michigan. We so. were on the patio. There were big like trucks going past. There were helicopters going That's overhead. Smart. And the whole time we were like, oh, bro. we were like, really like, this is done for. This was, And at the time before they were problematic, this was the biggest uh, episode we had ever done with the largest brewery. And right. I would argue probably still to this day it is. And um, you made it sound mint. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how good it sounded. And that was... 2017, this was summer 2017, so pushing three and a half years ago, you made it sound like glorious, like it was perfect. And your skill set plus your equipment has ramped up significantly since yeah, it's then. True. So, you know. Shout out to uh, Black Friday sales hey. and uh, and uh, Cyber Monday sales that continue into January. Yeah, that's what we're about. So the only, uh, <laughs> hey man, you got to take advantage. So the only thing that, um, you know, that we can't deal with is the Skype issues because of this new way of doing the podcast. I, you know, everyone's been cool. No one's ever said anything, whatever, but we do our best to keep it as, as high quality as possible. When we have guests, the thing is the guests don't have equipment and we don't have additional equipment to therefore ship out to the guests and then so teach them how to use it. Lacking. So yeah, I don't. Like we would normally say, if it's just me and you, we have another podcast that we do every Monday. Shout out to the Bad Habits Podcast. Check it out uh, on the movement time. And we have we record each side. And then when you mix them, it sounds like we're together. But on BAOS, when we have guests, we have to just take this audio stream because the guests don't have their own microphones because most, you know, they're brewers and they're not podcasters. So, you know, they don't have the, that equipment. So we have to work with what we've got. So sometimes the, you know, Tonight has been a uh, bit of a plague of technology uh, issues. Um, hopefully, Matt can get the internet nice and smooth shortly. Um, I feel confident we can because uh, we've overcome the other tech difficulties by changing computers. Oh, I hear something. There he is. I think there I'm back. I think you're back. Hey. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, it lasted okay. like 15 seconds before, and then it was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good. Everything was so good. That wasn't bad. We had a full hour of no tech difficulties. Yo, at this point, I'm grateful, man. Jeez. Yeah, it's, same. It's good. It's good. Um, now, we were just talking about hops, blah, blah, blah. No, the other IPAs in the lineup, and you had yes. um, Truth Serum got into the um, the LCBO, but you must have done that after you had the first beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the Truth Serum. Yeah, so, yeah, we had the Reminiscence, and then we swapped it with the Truth. Um, and so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's been doing really well. People, people kind of knew about it enough already. Like yeah. if in, in, like people who generally run the LCBO stores know, um, you know, about, you know, the, they know local beer, beer and stuff. Yeah. They know, yeah, what's they, know the, yeah, and, yeah. they, you know, they know that, you know, they know their beer. So, um, 
yeah, so they, they, it kind of it helped a little bit without like us not being able to go really into stores so much to like say, hey, here's the, this new beer. We just got a listing, you know, so it, it, it helped us that it was already a little bit of an established name. So that that was that was good. And people are picking it up. And yeah, people seem really excited about it in the LCBO. We see a lot of like posts and we get tagged in a lot of stuff. This is like, oh, I just found this new IPA at the LCBO. Like we've been delivering out like as far as Peterborough or, you know, yeah. to Guelph Kitchener and Hamilton. And, you know, so people, you know, it's like hopefully, I mean, that's always with the LCBO. It helps, you know, build, uh, build a brand and, and stuff getting in wide distribution like that so you know we're we're happy they're happy that it's in there and you know it allows us to to brew it so often that it's always so fresh too that it just it, it just really helps as well so yeah um yeah yeah that's great uh, yeah. so if people are, live near an lcbo and they don't stock it can they request it to get it in the store is that something people can do yeah, absolutely. Please, please request it. That would help us out a lot and helps you guys get some truth serum. So, uh, yeah, we it, would, uh, it would be it would be very nice if uh, if people could request um, it with their beer ambassadors or with their stores locally, um, because uh, yeah, we um, we're trying to trying to get it to as many people as uh, as, as as we can with the, with that beer and keep yeah. it fresh. So. So yeah. the, the aim, obviously, to get it in the LCBO um, is mainly probably brand awareness, I would imagine, just because obviously the margins are better if you're selling it out of your own doors. But at the same token, if you can get it in the LCBO, people know the name and then they're more inclined to either buy off uh, online or come visit and, and pick up some uh, beer to go. Um, the response so, so far from the LCBO has been, and from the, from the, beer drinkers and stuff has been pretty cool people have you seen that um i don't want to be too marketer in me but like the sales funnel from you know people buying truth serum at the lcbo discovering the brand being like yo this is fire like you know because lcbo does have to work to keep their hazy ipas well stocked uh well stored yeah. in the uh, fridge in the fridge because i've man try every single ontario trip i go somewhere and I mess it up it kills me, man. I run and talk to someone every time. I don't say none, but I feel like I want to tell the breweries because I knew they'd be furious about it. Um, it's usually the larger ones, to be fair, but still, you never know. Um, yeah, and, and you know, people taking that beer home and then looking you up and then finding you on Instagram or something and then being like, ah, this is amazing, and then coming by. Have you seen that direct sort of? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It, we, I think we've, we have seen a little bit. It's hard to tell, you know, exactly in terms of um, – you know, because we we know which stores we're selling to, but we don't necessarily who know who's buying from that store unless they post about it or tag us in or something like that. You know, afterwards. But um, but yeah, but I mean, what we what we were kind of started doing towards the end of last year as well simultaneously was doing more regional delivery zones um, for our deliveries. So every second Thursday we go out to Guelph, Kitchener, and Waterloo. Every second. other second thursday i think we go go to to durham Mm. um area and we we go out to you know uh hamilton st Catharines, and we go up uh, you know north york uh, markham area so um kind of that in simultaneous connection i think with the uh with the lcbos kind of like feeding off each other a little bit which has been nice because um you know people maybe find the true serum at the LCBO and then they say, Oh, that's cool. Like try, I really liked it. Let me see what these guys are about. And then they say, Oh, cool. They delivered to my area too. And, or vice versa. They know that they delivered to our, like we delivered to their area, but maybe it's not for like two weeks. And then 
but they know they can go to their LCBO as well there and just get some more true serum if they like that one. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of been, uh, been nice. You know, we obviously we've had to like pivot just like every brewery and every business has, you know, in, in the pandemic and, you know, not have the volume through um, other distributions and, you know, licensees and stuff like that. So uh, the LCBO has helped a lot um, with that too. So, you know, and, and it's, it's been nice seeing like there's, there's a lot of LCBOs that have, have, really nice selection like you know i you know get get caught up at the brewery so much but we were doing some deliveries to some of the lcbos that picked us up early and i just see some of the you know selections of some of them and i'm like shit wow <laughs> they do <laughs> well guys you know like the guy yeah and you know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of guys um there that are running those beer departments that are like yeah you know we we knew about you guys like he, he, there's a couple of them that were like i was so excited to see that you had the true serum in you know i love that beer like yeah i want to get on the shelf right away and so, yeah, I mean, these, these guys, there's a lot of these guys run, uh, a lot of these people run these stores that, that know, that know their beer too. So, you know, it's nice to see that there's a lot more of a focus on that in the LCBO now too. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's a good, good thing overall. And a lot of those stores too are the ones that have the refrigerated, like walk-in refrigeration spaces and stuff. So, you know, it's, uh, I think it's a win-win for everyone. Oh, for sure, but, man. I love that though, that great. they're saying that too. I think that's fantastic because those are the people that should be running the beer departments. The people that know yeah. they come in, they'll be they'll know you, and on the if they don't know you, they know the brewery. And then when you're there dropping it off, like yo, Matt, this is fuck, bro, this is amazing. Like, I I love that. I think that's super important because if you've got, I think craft beer has got to the point now where if somebody who isn't that human that you just described, like they shouldn't be running a beer department in any shape or form. I have to I be a like, huge fan. I have to. Like, I think that's a prerequisite. Like, yeah. if they, if you would be there interviewing for a, a beer manager or whoever, the, no, be a buyer. Is that what it would be? Yeah. I think the, I think they're called beer ambassadors. I think. Yeah, that's it. So that's the person in charge. Is that what Brandon is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we know this dude. Which LCBO is he at? Queen of Coxwell. Okay. So around the corner. He's, yeah. yeah, he's a that's dude. A that's one of those LCBOs that you're talking about, Matt, that have a good yeah. selection, that have a, a, yeah. all, the, all the stuff that really should be in the fridge, in the fridge. They have a good feature section. And they have another out-of-the-fridge, um, you know, double-sided aisle of all the bottle stuff, like all the rodent bucks and all the, the bench sours, which mm. you know, should be in the fridge, I guess. But all the stuff that's uh, cork and cage and et cetera, et cetera, like barrels, quads, all that sort of stuff on the shelf. So that's one of the good ones. Right. Yeah, that's that's my local that's my local one too because I, I live basically just across from the brewery and that's, yeah. whenever I'm going to the LCBO I go to that one they they got some good selection there yeah I'm always finding something I'm like oh damn they got this the LCBO shit yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool so that's because this dude Brandon who I just met through he hit BOS up and I started trading with him he wanted stuff from Montreal he got some stuff from Toronto that I was not able to get or Brad wasn't able to get for me this was like yeah. obviously not 2020 like 2019 and before. So yeah, he had the, he's he's the manager there. So he's a passionate beer guy who's you know mm. buying stuff and trading and coming up here and going places, you know. And that's the type of dude like he's perfect for that type of manager yeah. because and like you said, if you yeah. as who you are, I'm impressed. Like if someone in the beer industry who's a brewer and an owner is impressed, I feel like that's like all right, that says a lot about uh, what they're doing. So I think that's really dope that uh, being that Ontario is quite limited with the actual points of sale with with beer the one benefit you do have is the delivery that here in Quebec we don't have but the LCBOs yeah. need to be run right and um I love that it's cool it's good for discovery too like even when we we come down um you know we always swing in by Kingston because it's got a beer store there so we keep our empties drop them off there because in Quebec it's a pain in the ass they don't take anything that isn't from that store where you bought it 
Uh, so we take them there. Just oh, whack. yeah, it's super whack, but it's like I can't get past. I don't want to recycle them. It's you get. That's why you do the run around. I, I thought it was. I'm just a tight ass. Like where the it. reason was. Yeah, there's. It's more just like you know you can buggers, eh? get money. For, oh, that's why Quebec only. You have these little. They're almost like a coke machine, but they scan mm. barcodes and then they take the empties. And uh, yeah. that's one way, or you can take them to the person. Now you could try and do a thing where you would give them a whole a big bag and you go, here, here's a hundred cans, and there'd be all sorts of stuff in there. I just kind of couldn't be bothered trying to get away with that. So it's easier to just rent a car. Even when we in the pandemic, we hadn't been to Toronto forever. We just rent a car for a day trip. We go up to it's called Hawkesbury, just over the border, mm. drop them off, whatever. Because you suddenly get fifty bucks. I don't know, fifty bucks, fifty bucks. I guess like. Yeah. I don't know. And then, and then do other errands on that day. Anyway, um, uh, the point being, I like, I enjoy the experience of going to the LCBO and seeing what they have. So you go to that store there or I go to the one in Kingston or something on the way to Toronto and see what they have and just see what's going on. Cause they always, you know, typically there's these local, wherever it is, Toronto is a bit of a different market cause there's so many breweries. But if you go to somewhere like Kingston or these other stores, you get um, just what's happening local. And I think it's kind of cool because all these breweries, you're like, oh, I think I've seen that online or something. And like, you might not really know when they have like four different SKUs of them. And like, it's, it's an interesting shopping experience and exploration experience. And when you find a good one. When you find a good one. Cause you could, you know, yeah. <laughs> always, but I mean, your labels are very consistent with the, you know, the lines at the top here and the way that you've got uh, everything positioned, like artistically, they're very similar, different colors. So they are a one bold color. So if you have all the different ones on the shelf, they stand out super strong. So, you know, truth serum with this new, they're in short cans now, which I only saw yeah. Yeah. the last one, which is super dope. Um, I like that. I guess my point is that they stand out on the shelf. People would see that and be like, oh, what's this all about? Because it looks different to everything else. Typically, a lot of the ones are the wraps in LCBO, like the full wraps and they're colorful and all this stuff, whereas you're always like block. And like, oh. You know what I mean? I, I think people would, you know, enjoy that type of thing and be able to, you know, check you out, yeah. grab a bunch of other stuff, and then and then keep them coming back. I just I like the, that sort of the whole. Uh, I don't know, what would you call it? Like that ecosystem, I guess. Mm. Yeah, Which, it's a smart, clean branding. Like I said, it stands out on the shelf and looks good, mm. especially the, yep. the fruity ones because they're you know brighter colors. Yeah, yeah, we were trying to. We're trying to go with something that like looked still was like craft with the colors and stuff, but like not, I like, it just looked a little bit different. And yeah, we, uh, we're working with, um, two local artists, Chad and Michaela that, uh, that, that put together this and we've been working with them for all the designs and they've been doing a great job. I mean, like we get lots of good compliments on it and I'm super happy with it. So yeah. Yeah. No, it's super, super dope. Even this, I like this one with the reverse, you know, with the, the texts, you know. It's probably, oh, the negative, yeah. The negative yeah. is the word, thank you. Um, it's super cool as well. Like, yeah, I really appreciate the um, the different vibes you guys have got going. And just even, even when I was just putting them in the fridge, they just all look in all the different ones. I'm like, wow, this just looks sick. Yeah. All together <laughs> in there and stuff, you know. Um, the only thing, the heresy, the green one, I thought it was going to be green. I was like, ooh, because it's, <laughs> well, it's like a tropical punch. It's like, oh, this is going to be green, but like, you know. Yeah, put, we, yeah. we just slime we didn't green. We wanted slime it. green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The ectoplasm. Beer. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you guys see that? The slime beer like, that was like Nickelodeon gag. Yo, Brad, did you see yeah. that? There was a slime beer that no. was released. Yeah. You no saw way. that, Matt? Did you see it? I saw. Yeah. yeah. I saw. I saw a picture. I don't like. 
I think it was a real beer. I don't know. I no, saw it's it real. It's things, from so Texas. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the reason why, uh, no, it looked, you know, you said the ectoplasm, it looked like slime. They called it slime beer. And they did two. They did a green like one for Halloween and they did a red one for Thanksgiving. And wow. they were almost like, I don't know if they were like, no, they, some of them like popped the tab and were pouring it onto a plate, yeah. not even in a glass, on a, on a plate. And it yeah. was, no, it looks, yeah, it looked awesome, bro. Like it's the coolest shit ever. Okay, it's, it's, I mean, I want to see it. It sounds yuck, bro. So, well, the point is, Matt, yeah. how do you feel about slime beer? And uh, if you feel good about it, then we should talk because I'm interested in pissing off some purists in a nice little uh, slimy collab, if you know what I'm saying. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to say no to anything that's weird. So that's, that's the <laughs> attitude that we need. To do that. Yeah. I wonder what they do. I mean, obviously, there's some sort of gelatin involved more than yeah. like pectin. It might just be a ton of gelatin. Yeah. Oh, I, I imagine that's got to be what it is. And you probably put, but I wonder how it, like, because obviously there's no carbonation involved. And maybe it's like you put the, oh, I bet. You put the, um, you can it. And then after you, like, as you put the liquid in, you put the gelatin in and then you top, you put the top on. And then when you, you put it in the fridge, it becomes like what well, in Australia we call it jelly here, I guess it's jello, but like jello becomes like jello essentially in the can because you poured the, the right amount of gelatin in up in that liquid that you poured in the and can. And it sets in the can. And it sets it in the can. In the <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Yo, you know and then you can use a can opener and then you eat it with a spoon. I'm I'm so down, bro. I am Fuck it. Okay, we should seriously take this offline because if you're the only person who would be I don't know anyone else who would be down for this in any shape or form. Like you are the we got three people that are down right now. This is it. This is it. There's no other brewery that would be like, yo, let's do slime beer. And no one else has done it, not even in the States, was that one brewery. I feel like it could be uh could make some people mad, bro. Real sick photo shoot for it, it'd be great. Hey, yeah, I mean, I'm down for making making the purists angry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I respect it. I want to drink their crispy boys too, but I also want to make them mad because, yeah, you know, who doesn't like fun? Beer is fun. Right? Exactly, Beer yeah. is fun, goddammit. It it's is, all, mate. It's all, it's all about having fun, right? Mm. Well, I we're mean, all here. We're getting drunk and that's what the fuck we're doing, you know? Like, I don't really understand the objection to fun. There. We're getting there. Um, so, we're going to get drunk. Speaking of getting drunk, how are you guys looking with that? Uh, you guys wrapped I just wrapped up that it's one. Looking pretty empty, yeah. Eh? Yep. Matt, we're pushing you. Oh, do you know why? Because we're making you talk. That's why. That's we're, true. We're ruining your game. <laughs> I'm going to do one thing at a time with the old gob, mate. Mm. So, I'm all good. on that yeah. note, <laughs> you're like, whatever. Ah. <laughs> you had a pizza, bro. You're good. You are good. Um, yeah. On that note, what would you guys like to do? What do you think is uh, the move? Do you know what I just remembered before that we had the, the barrel age stouts as well for later, later? I forgot about yeah. those. Mate, I, I did not forget about them. When you, your computer was doing its first series of heart attacks, <laughs> Matt and I were like, I was like, no, we're going to take it easy because we've got the big dog. Should we have them first? And then I was telling him about how we reversed our order at like, you know, Liquid Arts. We had the big dogs first, the big percentages, and then we went. Down, down, tailored down. the percentage of the alcohol down. I don't remember that at all, but okay. So we tried to, because uh, remember Scott was saying, oh, I remember, you know, because we, we mm. came in with the, uh, the lighter beers and went light to heavy and we mm. got absolutely smashed. Every time. <clears throat> the next festival we went to, we, we had like a 12% stout and 10% barrel sour or something. And then we just went down the percentages till we got to Crispy Boys at the end and we weren't as smashed when we went home. 
I don't recall that, but I trust you because you have a better memory than I. So I like that. I found Look it really us. fascinating. It totally happened, and it was really interesting. And I've told so many people. <laughs> We're not as numbers, <laughs> not as drunk. It's like as the we drinking are. strategy for festivals. It's like how messed up do you want to go, or how like how good do you want to be at the end of it? Yeah. And if so, drink big at the start. My friend who has a kid, the guy who's a beer writer here, he the joke is he always sends us a picture of a ten percent beer he's drinking at four p.m. because he has kids. He's up at like five or six or something. And he does it because he's like, if you have the big sugary beers earlier on, it doesn't make you hungover or give you a headache or anything the next day. So that logic rate is, uh, is, is facts, I think. Rings true. Right. So yeah, at this sense. point, fuck that logic. We're just going to keep going how we know it. I feel like if you have a stat, yeah, keep, keep it on, keep it on taste bud. Yeah. Taste trails, bud. You know? So, um, I don't even necessarily recall the other options. Um, we had uh, we had the seltzers too. Oh, seltzers. we absolutely need to do one of those for sure. So we had the Mountain Dew and the. Do you want to do one of those now, or do you want, is there yeah, is, is there a logical step before that? Because we, we have, had the Reverie, but that's a little stronger. What else did we have? Um, there was. I'm trying to picture them. The decadence was in there, like it's, it's a stout. Decadence was that the that was a start, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was um, a pineapple chocolate. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. of course. Yeah, that shit was fire. Um, we had the, I, no, obviously I'm picturing the truth serum. I saw the reverie when I grabbed the other stuff, and everything else was in short can, so there was no more tall can. So I think there was the Mexican lager, but we've moved on from that. There was, um, was I guess we, I don't know. If we, I could just go and grab them all. Yeah, take a look or take a picture and read them out to us or something because I can't even remember. There's, I think there was just, I think there was the heresies. There was, yeah. There was it. The seltzers. Yeah. So there was two of those, two of the seltzers. So that would add up to some volume there. Yeah. The truth serum, the reverie, reverie, the decadence, and there might be one or two others. And then the imperial stouts. And then the imperial stouts. So maybe it makes sense to do a seltzer. I don't know. You do the imperial style before the heresy. Okay. What did we forget? Talk yeah. to us. No, she got it. Um, so we got the berry blasts. Yeah. Here, so you got the the decadence, the uh, the two celsius, the true serum, the reverie, and the afterglow tiki. Oh, that was the other one. Oh yeah, yeah. Pineapple, yeah, yeah. coconut, blood orange. <clears throat> Everything in the fruit bowl. Everything in the fruit yeah. bowl. So I guess we might as well. We can move either onto fruits and then stout them. I don't know really what the smartest thing is. You are. Uh, you are yeah, the guide just, on this journey, Matt, Matthew. Uh, You're the yeah, guide. Choose. Pressure's on. <laughs> uh, it, might make sense. it might make sense to do the seltzer. We were just talking about pissing the purists off. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which one? The Mountain Dew or the Dr. Pepper? Uh, Mountain Dew, I think. I mean, I like both of them. The, Ma- the Mountain Dew is, a, is the cooler one. Also, it kind of looks like that slime beer. So. Oh, so it's the closest thing. <laughs> In terms of the color. Yes. The color. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. So, so let's do that one. <laughs> okay, let's do that one. Boom. All right, I'll grab that in a sec. You can go grab it if you want. Cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Grab, grab that. Guys, let us know how you All feel right. about slime yeah. beers. Oh, look, yeah, everyone's really quick. This is really, really I'm, good. I'm trying not to mess around. I'm, I'm sprinting in my slippers. Mate, I'm going to go fetch mine. Do you want to uh, – actually, no, I'll wait till Mac comes back so you guys can talk. I love the – honestly, I'm wave to, wave Google, to Google the um, – there's a brewery. It's in Texas who does the slime beer. I want you to see this shit because it's the most fucking amazing I'd love thing. I see it. Um, it's on, on, on the yeah, gram. it's on the gram. It's called they're called um like a it starts with a which is really vague. 
<laughs> okay. And you know what? If I Google slime beer, do you remember the name of the brewery that did the slime beer? No, I, I saw it on one of the memes. That's where I saw it. On. Yeah, it was on, um, it was uh, Worst Beer Blog posted it, and I was like, here it is. Armadillo Ale Works, and it was called Gouge Rule. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> Here you go. They're gonna pour it. Look at the look at the beer. Look at that. Oh shit! Look at the slime. Yes. Oh, glug 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 glug. Oh, that's so sick. That is weird. It looks like uh, medicine. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, it, it doesn't. That look is the so mediciney. So it's kind of like it's like um, it's like Jello, but not as hard. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like it's uh, like coconut water. Yeah, with the with the with, with the with the stuff. No, no, in no, it, no, aloe, no aloe vera, aloe gel, aloe water with the aloe gel bits in it. Yeah, I know what you're talking right? about. Oh wow, that's but, actually an interesting that's comparison. That's what that's reminded me of the aloe aloe vera drink. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Either way, I don't I want to get drunk in the park and drink bubble those tea. <laughs> bubble tea, like bubble tea with the little things at the bottom. I'm gonna go grab that Mountain Dew. You guys can keep talking for a sec. Yeah. Excuse me. So speaking of bubble tea, so you got to you should make a beer with uh, tapioca balls in it. Yeah, exactly. Or like yeah. you know the, you know some sort of jelly replacement. You could could you use that in beer? Would that just disappear? That wouldn't hold up, right? I'm not sure. Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure. I mean, tapioca, depending on maybe if you put it in the boil or not, I don't know. But it would be it would be funny to have the, the little balls at the bottom of the can. You have to have like a you couldn't have a see through can, could you? That wouldn't work. <laughs> have to find a way to make this work. Just we'd have to bottle it. <laughs> it would have to be a lot of those things that you serve at the brewery, and you put the yeah. tapioca balls in the bottom. Yeah, yeah, it would have. You to have to get one of those those big fuck off straws though. The the the. <laughs> <laughs> the white mouth bass straws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they. Uh, yeah, if we ever tried to can that, our, uh, <laughs> we use northern canning. They, they wouldn't be very <laughs> happy to can. <laughs> it wouldn't be possible in the first place. But if we told them that we would, hey, by the way, we had this idea. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Tapioca balls. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely be more of a brewery thing, but people would definitely catch on. I think it'd be fun. I'd want a tapioca beer. It'd be pretty, pretty funny. <laughs> You do all sorts of flavors too, because you like you could jack one of the menus at one of those places, like ten rand, and just yeah, just make a bunch of uh, cocktail beer cocktails with tapioca balls in it. See, what do you reckon? Oh, that's a good idea, and then make them slime. <laughs> yeah, and make them slimy. Make them slime. So another uh, trend that seems to have straight. This is a weirder one. I can understand how smoothie sours are pissed off. Um, uh, purist because they are, um, you know, they're, they're a Berliner Weiss that have been bastardized with unpasteurized and unfermented beer. So it's essentially a beer cocktail. I get it. I don't really think many people are trying to argue that it's beer. Um, I mean, but it's beer. So, you know, it is what it is. But the seltzers are a funny one because I think people do get a little vex about them still. And I never really understood why. Well, because... People are putting the same arguments onto these that they do on um, smoothie sours by saying it's not beer. I'm like, bro, it's a seltzer. No one said it was beer, bro. Like, chill. Um, <laughs> and, right? Like, that's yeah, the main no, thing. That's that, on, that one's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Now, the the only argument that I see people getting a little um, vexed for is that it's there's two ways to make it, and this is probably where you would be able to speak to this more. Do you know you know the two different ways? Could you speak to it better than me? Because yeah. I always fuck it up. I never really like remember. I know one of them is like from malt, but the other one is like some sort of alcohol derivative. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there's two there's two ways that you could do it. One would be basically like making a cocktail where you're blending vodka or any other spirit into some carbonated or uncarbonated thing and canning it, and then and then the other way is to to actually ferment. Right. Um, some fermentable sugar, and then uh, it needs to be 100% fermentable, basically, though. So right. that's the thing. So you're basically just fermenting sugar um, with a special yeast, and then uh, and then carbonating it and putting some kind of flavoring in it, typically. So um, we we don't. One has a license where you need to uh, have the distillery license to do it the blending way. So right. we we ferment, um, but yeah, basically. Okay, so, almost the color yeah. of the slime beer. I was going to say it's super slime-esque. Um, it smells like I haven't obviously had Mountain Dew for a long time, but it's got um, trying to identify the flavors. Lemon lime, I guess, right? Yeah, I think Mountain yeah. Dew's lemon lime and sweetness, and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, Just, uh, cheers to all the yeah. purists. Cheers to you guys. Cheers. Didn't you? cheers. That is so tricky, dude. It smells like it should be an icy pole flavor. Yeah. Icy pole is a popsicle for Canadians. Popsicle. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Bradley. Long yeah. frozen thing that you chuck in your face. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, there's something about these. These are so trippy to me because- um, It smells like, it smells like summertime and on 12 riding bikes and just yeah. come to get a little freezy. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's hilarious that you've been able to do- I mean, one, you know, you had a Dr. Pepper one, you had a Mountain Dew one. So I had the Dr. Pepper one. I hadn't had this one yet. I was super excited to. Sounds great. Yeah, man, this is dope. Um, and even calling it Jew Mountain, which is funny as well. Like you're uh, <laughs> not really breaching anything there, so I feel like that's enough, you know, because you've got no visual trademarks that you're uh, doing anything yeah. to do it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else to describe it, other, you know, than you know, it's yeah, it's like a lemon lime alcohol water. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, but it's like Physiacal. more syrupy than yeah. Yeah, it's syrupy and sweet, so it's desserty, but it's not like cloying, I guess, which is a word I guess people probably would would like use for this. Sickly sweet doesn't taste like too sweet. Like oh, that's too much sugar. Or that's too much sweetness. It's like that tastes like Mountain Dew. Correct. Sweetness. Yeah, and it's but like it's like. Yeah. But you don't taste any alcohol either. It's just like no, mm, that's a scary part. <laughs> I'm gonna get really drunk off this, and so yeah. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. I, you know, when we were great, we canned on on this on the same canning day, we did the two seltzers and we did the two uh, heresies. And, That's uh, a big day of heresies. It's <laughs> a big day of sweetness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was it was a fun day. Uh, but I was I was thinking as we were, as we were starting, I was like, you know, I don't know. Is there any point in doing it? like we had already made it? It was already ready to go. As canning was tasting amazing. Or like for what it was, you know. But uh, <laughs> hey, man, like, don't 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 talk it down. It is. It's amazing. No, it's I, I don't mean to talk it down. I just mean like it tastes like Mountain Dew. I was surprised yeah. <laughs> it like too, because it literally just tastes like Mountain Dew. Yeah, it really and, is. It's uh, scary. I was like, well, is there is there any point in this? Like, did we just like go so far 
around the other side of the circle that we just like you fell off the edge <laughs> is, it like, is it like why doesn't someone just buy a can of mountain dew and put a shot of vodka in it instead but hey you know what i don't know been there done that that's it's good i don't know it's, exactly it's boring that seems boring this is way more fun recreating something that people were drinking when they were kids in yeah. this new strange seltzer world that's only been popping for a few, like maybe two three years but like here in canada like maybe a year ish you know and locally hardly any or hand must be a handful at best have have done it i can't think of many more than that i mean you probably know more than me but i can't i can't think of uh even including quebec as well i'm thinking actually i don't think really anyone here has done it's mostly been in ontario you guys have been in the seltzer game and here they were starting with the smoothies and starting to cross over a bit It's only yeah, it's only been a it's only been a handful that I think that have that have really tried it. There's been a decent amount of well, it's been yeah, a handful that have like put out one and, and tried it. And I think everyone kinda I think maybe this is one of those things that people see it and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm curious about how just to make it work, you know. And it was the same for us, like, huh, wouldn't that be interesting? Like, what do we do? Okay, like fermenting sugar water and blending some flavor into it is, you know. Right. But you know. But we just didn't want to do like what we've seen a lot of people do is like put like a fruit flavor or something like that. And, and you know, what do we try? Or what I've tried is, is all good. But, you know, I just didn't want to do something that was like the same thing, basically, just from a different brewery. So mm. where did this idea did come this. from then? Like as far as like one first part, like why did you want to do seltzers? And two, why did you mm. decide or how did you decide on these two beverages to, to recreate yeah, uh, Jeremy, who's my brother and uh, the other brewer at Rorschach. Oh yeah, we, we met uh, him, right? He was the there. Yeah. Okay, sick. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's my younger brother, six years younger, um, a little shorter. He he started he started brewing when I was brewing, and I kind of brought him in, and I was like, hey, you're gonna help me brew today, and <laughs> and then then we opened, and I, he didn't have a job, and I was like, hey, you're gonna help me brew today. That's and, sick. Uh, <laughs> and here he is. Here now, now he's you know now he's a brewer here at Rorschach. And, but yeah, no, we were we were bottling from barrels one day. It's a giant pain in the ass um, with our mixed fermentation beers, and we were just uh, I don't know, we were tired because we were brewing five days straight and something else. I don't know, and we were just uh, joking around of like some stupid ideas about like because we were joking about seltzers and then we were joking about dumb ideas about putting like energy drink seltzers and that kind of stuff <laughs> and so like the idea just sat, sat in the back of my mind for a little while and um and then i thought like oh well, how would i even do something like that and then i thought okay well i know that like you know these syrups exist so like let's give it a shot and that's kind of how how it started but you know i was just like all right well where can i get this from and then what ratio do i have to blend it in to make it taste like it's supposed to taste and uh <laughs> it tastes like it's supposed to taste so. right so it's just <laughs> I like guess it worked it, it really did so then you use the grain method yeah 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 i mean there, there's there's it's yeah we fermented it but there's like an incredibly small amount of grain and like a single pellet of hops basically but it's the vast majority of it is sugar that gets re-fermented with a special yeast that um is just uh because in most brewers' yeasts, they need more complex um, 
sugar sugars stick. like mal- like maltose, maltotriose, that kind of stuff, because they can't build uh, their cell health without without those kind of sugars. Um, whereas like other yeasts that would ferment like for spirits or for wines or whatever, they just ferment the most simple sugars like you know, sucrose, fructose. Um, so you need that kind of a yeast. Um, basically but yeah it just is mostly sugar that gets fermented to be completely dry and alcohol wow. and then just blend whatever back into it so um, yeah it's uh i thought it would be more of a challenge in terms of like fermenting it but it's basically a pretty straightforward thing so it didn't necessarily like satisfy my curiosity as much as brewing like the non-alcoholic was which was more of a challenge um but it's kind of fun just doing something that's weird and different and like we've had people that like, this is not a big seller. Like it's, it's a, it sells well, but it's not a, like big seller for us, but we've had people that like tried it and then they come and they're like, this is my thing. I'm getting a flat of this. You know? right. <laughs> I, I want them out too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's dope though. Like it's cool that like you've been able to, to do it in such a creative way. That's like introduced people to a whole other style of alcoholic beverage that, you know, I'm, I guess at the end of the day, this is going to become a bit of a thing. It, it, like I'm obviously seltzers are more of a summer product, I would mm, imagine, yeah. than than uh, a winter product because it's very like park chill because yeah. it's super Beach. low. Yeah, but whatever. Exactly. Any of those type of chill situations, it's just like crush. It's a sweet, fruity little thing that you can just drink in the sunshine. And like, yeah, it's 5%, so it's not like too heavy. It's not overly sweet. Um but I think it's really smart as a brewery to get involved in this because at the end, like, it's still in your wheelhouse. It's still a fermented product. It still uses grain, a lot of the similar things. It still takes the same type of creativity uh, to create these, you know, even if it was just like cherry vanilla flavor or something as opposed to yeah. trying to recreate a soft drink like a pop that is popular. Um, either way, it's still like it makes sense for breweries to do it. Like, I don't, I don't know why you would want to miss out on that revenue stream. And uh, yeah. And I guess unless that purist sort of thing is, uh, you know, blocking you, which I get it. You know, I couldn't see Godspeed doing something like this. They wouldn't do it. Makes sense for them. But like, mm. yeah, you know, for breweries like to have a bit of fun and, and make some like, you know, wild shit. It's a little different. Like it, it makes complete sense. So these two flavors you've done first, there's going to be more, I hope? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the plan. As long as people are still liking it, yeah, we'd, we'd like to do some more of them. Um, nice. I'm not sure exactly what we'll do next, but I think... Monster the Energy. Orange, orange Crush, yeah, Monster Energy. Rip off. And then, then do what like uh, Blood Brothers Ooh. did and flip your label up and try to get sued to get some... <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Why not, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> we were thinking about doing a Gatorade one also. Oh, that would be sick. <laughs> Which one? I'm so down for that. I'll buy a flat of that. I'll be that guy. <laughs> blue blue Gatorade. It's got to be blue, blue right? No, it has to be blue. Because even I was actually, it's funny you said that because I was kind of looking at this. I'm like, man, this is a fucking tripper because I've got like a couple lights here and it's just like the yeah. light is shining on my palm here. It, I can see it. It kind of looks greenish. Yeah, yeah. It's, like it's like greeny. I mean, it looks like lemon lime juice, really. Like it looks like exactly yeah. what you'd expect that to look like. But it's just sort of funny because you don't really get beers that are this color, so it's already trippy. So I can only imagine what Blue Gatorade would uh, yeah. be like. Be like, what am I drinking? Like, what is happening? And then you're drunk all <laughs> of like a sudden. A, you're like, kind of a, a good gateway um, drink. So if, just for example, like you know, your average bloke who's craft beer nerd who has a, a girlfriend 
that doesn't really drink beer, this would be the kind of drink you could get them into the brewery and at least drinking some of the product, and then maybe they could get onto some fruity smoothie something or others and then, you know, go up the totem pole. But this could be like one of those drinks that would get someone into, you know, drinking craft mm -hmm. or at least something yeah. that's doesn't, not riddled with sugar and processed, et cetera. So, like, do you think that's uh, why you want to keep this kind of drink on? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, that's one of the things just in general, actually. Like, I've been thinking about um, all these beers that the purists would say that aren't actually beer, you know. Mm -hmm. And, like, part of it, I think, is exactly that. It's bringing in a wider tent of people into craft beer yeah. um, that maybe would you would see is, like, not your traditional beer drinker people or yeah. whatever that would be stereotypical of, like, what you would say a traditional beer drinker would be. But, like, you know, I, I think that any of these things that can kind of bring people into the industry, they're going to try more things and they're going to like more things, you know, mm, like, yeah. um, you know, yeah, they might start with this. They might start with one of the smoothies. They might start with the hedonisms, you know, sours. Um, they might start with anything, you know, like traditionally, like I think people were like the idea was, okay, we'll get them onto one of the loggers and then they'll try an IPA, you know, that, that kind of works for, for people who are at least like beer like beer and familiar with yeah. beer you know but i mean like in a society in north america and you know in canada you know that's like a melting pot culture of like a lot of different people and different people who like you know like different flavors and different things you know like you you want to bring everyone you can into the industry i mean that's how you grow an industry and uh you know like you want to have flavors that, that people can identify with and it's kind of ironic because like five years ago you would say you know what's the most approachable beer like a lager probably like yeah. a, you know a multi lager probably be the most approachable beer you know and that's kind of been run with and you know people are are doing that and um it's kind of almost like flipped the script in a sense where like the breweries that are doing mostly lagers are almost like presenting these lagers in like this high end way mm -hmm. where it's almost inapproachable in the way that they name the the beers and the styles, which they're just calling them the style of the beer, but people don't know what a, like a Zwickel beer is or like these other it's styles. And yeah. it can be almost more intimidating, even though those beers are so approachable and so drinkable. Whereas like we can do something that's fucking weird, like a Mountain Dew seltzer and people would be like, yeah, it's a mountain, like, I know exactly what I'm getting, you know, yeah. it's a Mountain Dew seltzer, you know. It's a like fun, we weird sort of, yeah. yeah. Like a Black Forest cake chocolate, mm -hmm. like uh, chocolate milk stout, you know, like they know what they're getting into. So it's a weird thing that's maybe not what someone would say would be a beer or a traditional beer or anything like that. But it's, it brings people in because they can say, oh, maybe I don't like lager. Maybe I don't like beer that tastes like beer, but I'm going to start here and I'm going to work my way in. And then, you know, yeah. once, once you bring people in and they feel less intimidated, more welcome into the, into the culture and like the beer community. And, you know, then I feel like they're more willing to say, Oh, what's a Schwickel beer? Oh, I really like this, you know? And like, I think that like, that's just an example. Whereas like, I, I just, I would like, things to be a little bit more approachable for everyone. And that doesn't mean that you would have to say, okay, I'm not going to call it a Schwickel beer. I'm just going to call it a multi lager or a pale lager or a whatever, or a, you know, Amber German lager or something. Yeah. Like you can still like, I'd say still call it that, but like, I would say just maybe, you know, try to position it so that the, you know, you can bring more people into the, to the industry. And, you know, that's, that's what we try to do with the, the Nate, like, uh, how, what we call 
the styles. The styles appears mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's definitely yeah. a fun new angle because like it's a, it's a fun way to introduce someone to to the craft sort of world and what it has to offer. And then yeah. you find out it branches off so much. Like um, I've told a few people this, like about um, Mike, our DJ for our music stuff. He really didn't like beer at all because any he used to drink Canadian when we're on tour and stuff. And any other beer I tried to give him was just bitter. No matter what it was, bitter, hated it, hated it. <laughs> so then he found cider. And so he started drinking like some craft cider because I, t- I gave him the two, three brands. I, I told him to drink some Revel and some some other stuff. So he got into some ciders and he lives out in Peterborough. He found some more and he's like, he brought some to my house. Like, And then he slowly got onto, right, really into the, the cider world. And then I was like, man, you should try some sour. So like we went on a drive, whatever, went to um, Merritt. And he grabbed a bunch of, you know, the real real from there. Like he just fell in love with sours. And then he got yeah. off, well, not off. So he got ciders to sours and then onto, um, I think he really liked double dry hop IPAs. Double IPAs were too much, but like getting him uh, into the beer world via ciders was super interesting for me to watch his journey and for me to recommend certain things and see what he did and didn't like. So, um, yeah, circling back, it's good to have these kind of beers to bring, um, you know, newcomers in that don't like beery beer stuff because then you can just bring them in another through, through the side door rather mm. than the front door. So, yeah, they all have their place. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of funny even even back when we were first like opening, um, you know, we had like we had talked about the true serum from the beginning and, you know, we had tried because our, our place used to be a, a high-end French restaurant. So right at the beginning, we'd have people come in mm-hmm. still thinking it was the old restaurant. They would sit down and, you know, they were they had sat and they, so they were willing to try the new new space out. But they would say, you know, I'm not a beer person. I, I like wine. Um, and we'd say, okay, well, we have a little bit of wine selection, but, you know, you're at a brewery, you know, would you like to try some beers? We'll give you some samples. If you don't like anything, you know, we, we have a good wine selection for you. And a lot of times they'd say, yeah, you know, like I'll try a little splash of something and we tried bringing them out the like lighter stuff, like the, you know, the, the lagers and uh, like some of the saisons and stuff. And like, sometimes they would like to, sometimes they, they didn't. And then what we ended up finding out was we tried it with the true serum IPA because it was like lower bitterness and a little fruitier. And like, I would say like seven or eight times out of 10, they'd be like, Oh Hooked. damn, I actually like that. Like, this is not really what I think beer is. And, uh, and they're like, yeah, I'll have a pint of that. And they may have a pint of that. And then they, then they maybe have a glass of wine or, or something after that, but at least you're getting someone in Got and them in the door. In. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, who knows, maybe a year from then they're drinking, you know, different kinds of beers, sours and whatever, and, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a fun way to get introduced to beer. Cause like, um, some of my friends have, uh, you know, all the different kind of mates that I've drink beer with. Some of them have met me during, you know, six, seven, eight years ago when, you know, C and I were still trying every shit European beer at the LCBO just to go through the list. Yeah. And so our like beer curve was super long. We tried all the good, bad and ugly in between styles. And then I've had friends that have just come and met me in like the last year or two. And I've given them the most fucking firebomb of everything. And I feel like they don't understand <laughs> they, some of the shit. They, they, they have, they, they have Godspeed and they go, oh, this is not, no, sorry. I don't want, this is not beer to me. I'm like, no, no, but I gave you the, evolved like new new 2021 yeah. double dry hop <laughs> hazy bombs and you can't even have a amber lager from godspeed like oh my god i've done this all wrong yeah. <laughs> or i've yeah. introduced them to the fire too quickly and then they don't like back they can't understand the the other styles that got to how you know to know how do we got to here so yeah. uh some of my friends have gone through the journey like, like real quick 
and uh, others have gone along with me. So it's very interesting to see how people get introduced to certain you know, tiers of beer mm. so early on in their journey. It seems like it all comes back around too, even yeah. though like I know- If you drink like, it for long enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, you'll, you know, like even, you know, a lot of people too that come in and like they'll, even we get that a lot too. Like people are, we see more of an interest in our loggers too. And I, I know they're those they're the people that are interested in blogger in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think just like bringing people in, then they're like, oh yeah, you know, this is, here's a style. Like, what's this cool, like European style? This cool new thing. That's, <laughs> that's like, you know, a style from like 200 years ago. <laughs> Brand like, new to no them. Yeah. Person. Yeah. <laughs> what's a, what's a dunkel? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, here, try this you know, thing now. So yeah. like, I think, yeah, like whatever, whatever door, front door, side door, back door, you can get, get people in trying things. You know, I think door. that's, yeah. Yeah. It's the best. I like it's it. A, yeah. Yeah, you guys so. make some really great points on these. This is this is dope hearing that hearing all of that. Oh, I didn't know that about Mike Brad. That's super cool. Like from yeah, the, right. from from ciders to sours to haze, and I've I've had experiences Crazy, myself. Man. You should see it. Like it's you would be genuinely shocked. Like we had um, you know, town outside jokes, for example. He's like, yeah. Oh, amazing. And that's you know that's not really high level crazy shit, but it's so it's so a solid well pale, done. Yeah. Pale ale. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. it's like that overtook jutsu for me as like desert island beer kind of thing. Yeah, and Mike loved that, and he doesn't like IPA, so that just blew my mind. It's like oh, right. he likes you know. So any IPA, it's the bitterness then. Double dry hop that gets right. rid of the sharp end, then he loves it. Right, and that's mm-hmm. and usually yeah. people like <clears> though, they yeah. If there's no bitterness in the IPAs, people you know, lose that stigma about beer being like, so like uh, offensive to your palate and stuff. Yes. So, yeah. so there's like, I think people still have a bit of a misconception as to the IPAs are bitter and uh, all that stuff. 100%. That yeah. was five to 10 years ago. It's a whole new world, like, yep. like you guys were saying. So I, I remember I had similar situations yeah. with Tiff's friends. Wine drinkers, predominantly white wine drinkers. So I gave them some sours or some New England IPAs mm. predominantly and they lose their minds. Like, they, you know, back when you could, let someone have a sip of your beer in a bar. Like, oh, yo, try this. Happen. Obviously yeah. not happening anytime yeah. soon. Like, yeah, try this. And she's yeah. like, yo, one of his friends specifically, when we're in LA with her, she's just losing her mind. No, in New York, she was a travel nurse. So we were with her in multiple cities and um, she was losing her mind at the beers. Like in New York, other half is everywhere. So we just at a restaurant and oh, like, what is that? What are you so getting? Good. Like, yo, try it. And then she's like, yo, what is this? Like, not enough to convince her to get a pint. That wasn't my intention, but to the point where if I took yeah. her to a brewery and I did in LA, actually, we took her to an, on a brewery tour and she got to drink everything and she quite liked a lot of the stuff because of that. And I think that's a really great point. And that's what I think a lot of the purists miss because I understand yeah. when you're, when you're in that world, just like me and no with the hip hop stuff, like this is all we mm. know and everything else can fuck got the blinders off. on, got the blinders on. We managed to take it off and we're, we're much more, cooler with everything else and that's the only reason i can relate to some of these folks but some of the people even in 2020 well i guess i can't speak for this year it's been like eight days but like you know the the, 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 what the eight days it's been mate. oh what an eight <laughs> days like, actually eight. let's not go there sorry shout yeah, outs to her, like love and positive energy to all our american brethren man and shit as well but um uh, keep it down the border to keep it yeah safe. yeah keep like but <laughs> you know as long as everyone's keeping safe yeah, but like uh, I feel like some of them just missed the point, and they and Matt, you nailed it when you were saying that like it's really about whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. If if it, a, a Mountain Dew seltzer is what it's going to take to bring people into craft beer, then that's what it's about. Right now, we want to grow the industry. That's what all everybody, both 
You know, yeah. obviously yourself being part of it, we are adjacent to the industry. But we feel our role is to, you know, tell the stories and expand and, and spread the the gospel of the, of beer to everybody. And one way to do that is to give people different, all the different variants. When you know, it's it's quite boring mm. to all of us. So, you know, Brad and I, we've been through that. We went through from the European lagers and the LCP, like you were saying, and discovering back when Ontario in 2011 when there wasn't that many breweries and everybody only made English styles and it was in comparison to today's standards it was pretty boring but it was interesting at the time and we we're like wow what is this what is this what is this oh then you discover Belgians and you go through this whole mm. wheel and then right now we're like creaming our pans over crispy boys again which is weird <laughs> because also, like this this is just insane to me like there's no this is insane to me I love this I can yeah. drink this shit all the time and even the last time the, yep. Brad sent me a package I'm like just give me crispy boys I didn't want I said don't give me IPAs give me give me six, and he was like all right cool but like that's where it's at but these some of the purists and I, I hope they are able to understand eventually that you know it's it's not a, just about keeping it pure it's really about bringing new people in or the industry is not going to survive like it really has to be and that comes back into the diversity and inclusion conversation where yeah. you know people from different cultures have different tastes and you've been actually this is a great little accidental segue you did some uh, great collabs uh, with your Black is Beautiful and with the Decadence yeah um, with uh, Ed and Miyoshi, um, T. Drinks yeah. and Craft Beer Phoenix, who were doing some um, cool stuff, spreading the word about that. Maybe talk to about that, man, because I think you were one of the few breweries who have you who get it, and you know, get not only the value of everybody being involved in beer, but also you know, once again, your what I really really appreciate about you from the first time we met and, and from following since then is just your willingness to just be like whatever's fire, whatever's go, like whatever's interesting whatever's cool you got no pretense about you you just like let's make something fun like yeah talk talk about that a bit man because that it's yeah. very interesting yeah for sure yeah no when uh when weather stoles first uh first announced like the, the idea of the black's beautiful club you know we, we knew we wanted to be a part of it we knew we wanted to do something and basically within the, that same week um ed and Mayoshi reached out to us and we we're like yeah for sure like let's let's do it and um i was like you know oh, it, it was an imperial stout, and we had kind of like the base of our malevolent series already, like in the tank. So we were like, okay, well, cool, like perfect timing, just makes a lot of sense. We can do like a variant of it, and um, and so I was like, okay, so like we have this this base, you know, it, they're familiar with the base, and it, we were like, all right, like let me know what you guys think. Like, what's nostalgic to you? What kind of flavor do you, do you guys want to do with it? Just let me know, and and like we'll we'll kind of run with it. So um, they, they, they tossed out a couple of ideas, which was one was um, the coconut cakes, which was Mayoshi's idea. It was uh, her grandma used to make them uh, and then she made them. And, um, and she actually made some for, for me to try just to get a sense of what it was so that That's we could great. like put all the flavors right into the beer. So, and they were amazing, um, like super coconutty um, and some chocolate note to it and condensed milk as well. Um, so like, that's what we did. We just put a, stupid amount of coconut in we put some condensed milk in there you know, some cocoa nibs some vanilla um and uh, we came up with this like really thick like coconutty like chocolatey stout um but at the same time ed ed had an idea too which um which was what became of the decadence afterwards it was the pineapple chocolate rum idea and um like i in our first collaboration, I just wanted to make sure that we nailed the Black is Beautiful as like as well as we could, and I had a little bit more familiarity with with coconut um, 
playing around with that one. So that's why we decided to go with that one first. Right. But I always said like, um, yeah, let's, uh, I, I thought it was a cool idea. Um, so like, yeah, let's, you know, let's, let's do that one in the future. Um, so that's what then became of the decadence, but like, I want to give a lot of credit to, to them for flavors too, that, that they had because the ideas they had, because like, just even with the idea of Rorschach is, you know, everyone has different ideas of what, you know, perceptions of flavor and, mm-hmm. and, and, um, and how the same product people can perceive differently. But like what's nostalgic to someone is maybe not nostalgic to someone else. Or, you know, what is flavors are familiar to someone is maybe not familiar to someone else and something that can make a ton of sense someone maybe just not even know about, you know, like, you know, imagine any kind of food that you've tried for the first time and you're like, Oh shit, this is like amazing. You know, the first time you have sushi, the first time you have like anything, you're like, Oh, I get it. You know, someone describes to you like, Hey, you know, by the way, we're going to go and eat raw fish. On some and rice. Here you're like, <laughs> you're like raw fish. Okay. Gross. And then, but you go and you try and you're like, this is my favorite food in the world now. Yes. Okay. If I could eat this every day, I would eat this every day. Please. And, and that's where like the, you know, the combinations of ideas and cultures and being inclusive with as many people as possible is that's where you get the best ideas from, you know, like that's where you get the best like collaboration of, of anything. Stuff. Um, yeah. It's like, it, like no one person knows everything, the best combinations of anything, you know, I, I can play around in my head of what combinations make sense, but it's only through other partnerships that you're going to get like the best of it. And I think that's what came through the coconut cakes one. I mean, that one was one of the best Imperial sales that we've ever done, in my opinion. I mean, just such a deep coconut note and it was so like thick and creamy. And then the, the decadence that came through was like something that I never even thought could have worked the way that it did just how much pineapple came through and how much chocolate and it was like still creamy body but still like refreshingly pineapple and uh, there wasn't i mean a ton of rum character we put some molasses in we obviously can't just put rum into a beer and it wasn't a beer that we really (laughs) could barrel age in an efficient way yeah Um, but but yeah no it, it 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 turned out amazing so like i give them all the credit for the ideas of the um, for that. And, you know, we're going to, I think we're just going to keep working together and keep kind of, you know, doing this every, you know, a little while come, come together and hopefully they, they can like, you know, bring some things to me that I wouldn't have thought of. Maybe I can kind of put my own twist on something that they maybe wouldn't have thought of. And yeah, I mean, I just like, I really like these collabs and yeah, I mean, these, you know, the idea of doing these kinds of beers, uh, any kinds of beers that like, you know, I, like I know, um, like uh, when I was speaking with Ed and Miyoshi about like what kind of beers that they like they wanted to do, you know, they, I know they like all kinds of beers, you know, but I think they, at least from what, what I understand about our conversations, they particularly like stouts. Um, and, uh, you know, so do I, and that's a, that's a nice connection there, you know, but also like, you know, these big adjunct flavored stouts is like, if I can create nostalgia or if we can create nostalgia together for like a different kind of a community that like wouldn't exist, you know, in beer before, you know, that's really cool too. You know, like if someone like a Caribbean person can try the coconut cakes and like be brought their form of nostalgia um, through Mm. a beer, you know, like the Mountain Dew brings nostalgia for like, you know, the, (laughs) 
like 90s kids in North America, probably, or I'm sure. Well, you, we had it too, yeah. Mountain Dew, yeah. 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 We so had that too, yeah. yeah. Uh, cool, cool. Yeah, that's good. Code good. red and everything. <laughs> yeah, man. I would, I would be. I guess I would be surprised if uh, if Pepsi didn't send that all around the planet. But mm. uh, <laughs> maybe not initially. But I guess they ended up. We got it eventually. We didn't get all the fire stuff. We only no, got, nah. We missed out. Like you know, I think we had vanilla Coke, but we didn't get like cherry Coke, all uh, that type of stuff. Like it was Australia always was left behind. I think nowadays it's not quite like that. I think everything is much more global. But back in the nineties and. Even early 2000s, we didn't get shit. It was really annoying to have to come here. <laughs> but no, that's that's super sick, man. I like I like that you've been able to do that and, and create that. Is that the black is beautiful? Would that ever come back? Because you can, I, know, I guess you're probably aware that you, that is a, a reoccurring. Like yeah. it, it wasn't like the old together, which was like this one time, yeah, one time thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, we, I, haven't, I haven't spoken with that in Miyoshi about it, but I'd certainly be up for doing uh, either the same thing or, or a different idea maybe that they would that they would have or that we could kind of work on together um, that that would be something that we could also, you know, do do something else that would contribute to to all the, I mean, the, the causes that, that need like a lot of support, um, yeah, support and contribution, right yeah. Now, you know, yeah. yeah. And, and that's, you know, like... Uh, I, I just, yeah, I, I think it was just a, such a, such a great idea. Um, that one and, you know, the, like the, the weather sold in it, yeah. it weather sold initiative that like, you know, I mean, hopefully it does, even if it does, like, even if it's just some money that goes into some great organizations, like that's good, but hopefully it like in as widespread as craft beer is hopefully at least kind of, if there's anyone who isn't brought on, you know, keeps just slowly bring people on to the awareness and the idea of like how much, you know, of a problem that is, and yeah. you know, in 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 all in all societies, hundred you know? percent. Yeah, it's it's definitely the the key, like it's going to be the key driver, I think, of of growth in the industry is the diversity. Because there's only so many bearded yeah. white guys, you know, as people were saying before that uh, you exactly. see in here. You know, like it, it is, you know, there's only so many of people who look like us that can be into it. And at the end of the day, flavor is for every human being. Um, yeah. And it's just more that beer hadn't been introduced to many communities and it's sort of the way that it was rolled out just is what it is. But once again, this is why I applaud people like yourself and breweries like Rorschach that are just, I don't know, just more interested in doing that, like you said, because not whilst to us beer nerds, you think, yeah, you have a lot, a lot is the intro, but like, it's not now. It's 2021. You just really can't mm. think that way. And if you're not making haze, you're not doing sours, you're not doing something fun like seltzers or even the smoothies that are, I mean, you don't want to categorize certain people, but people just might like sweeter drinks. So people who like cocktails will probably yeah. like these certain things. People who like white wine will like this, blah, blah, blah. You know, people who just right. like you know, the cooler, the ready to drink stuff will like things like, you know, this. So yeah. like there's multiple entry points. Plus you've also got also the traditional stuff, the stuff like this. So you've, You've really hit all the different angles that um, mm. there's, I, now, there are at the moment. Yeah. yeah, now I'm thinking about it, there's not that many other breweries that we have all of those things. Boxes ticked. Boxes ticked as far as entry points. And I, and, and I feel like it's it's arguably the most important thing you could do because there's so many. It's, it's great to have all this yeah. shit for the beer nerds like all of us. And like, yo, like, you guys are doing this and we can nerd out over it. And, and that's great. But at the end of the day, the you know we want this to grow because if it doesn't, like it benefits all of us. There's going to be more breweries, yeah. more people. The breweries themselves get larger. 
it helps us as the media thing, more stuff to talk about, more things that we can do. So, you know, it's it's cool because I feel like it was um there was three breweries in Quebec that did Black is Beautiful. It was pretty bad. Um in Ontario. In Ontario, I think it was just shy of thirty out of about yeah. what, two hundred, two fifty, I think, two fifty in Ontario, maybe? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not sure. Like, I know there's 400 plus if you include contracts, but I'm not sure about bricks and mortars. Uh, I, I understand why contract breweries. Absolutely. Oh, it'd be a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Mid mid 200s. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's not a large number. I mean, no. you're talking like you know 10 percent, which 10%. is still not. Yeah. It's a shame. It's yeah, it definitely is a shame. I mean, I know it's a cause. I mean, it's a cause that affects everybody. Might maybe people feel like it's more. Oh, did Matt freeze? Looks like it. It's like, <clears> oh, <throat> you know, it's almost like every hour. Honestly, because it's like another hour and then he's hour freezing. And minute, hour and three minutes. Hour and five. Um. Yeah, I'll hold off on that on that line of thought until he's back, but um. Yeah, good questions, man. I didn't know that about um, Mike. That's really cool. So for people who don't know, Notion and I do music. We moved to Canada 10 years ago. Uh, we make hip-hop music. The theme song for the podcast is one of my songs called Brewheads, mixed and mastered by this, oh, hang on, point this way, this young man over here. Somewhere um, here. Yeah, he's over there. And um, yeah, so we have a DJ and we were touring a lot in 2013, 14, and probably start of 15, we did our first solo 15, tour. Yeah. And them kind of tours just seemed not as valuable. But yeah, so that's really cool that I like seeing out the trajectory of our friends yeah. in the beer game because beer has become basically equally as important to us as music, arguably. Arguably. I don't know. Yeah. Um, arguably, yeah. You know, it's been six years. It's been 10 years this month for me with this fucking stupid take pictures of myself. And then six years in April since BOS podcast. Since the party started. Since yeah. the podcast started. That's pretty crazy, and that's insane. I didn't. I keep forgetting, like you know, ten years since we, you know, it's fucking wild, dude. It's, it's really honestly wild. insane. That's so so nuts. It really is, and for us to be able to do this this consistently this long, it shows that there's a passion from from us. So that's that's dope. Yeah. But I like seeing because I remember converting you, like back in the day. Me yeah. and Scott weren't that much. I don't know, six months to a year ahead of you. It wasn't that long. It's only because me yeah, and Yeah, it was Scott like five, six months. It was not even. I remember because I was, I still occasionally, I was. You would try our stuff. You were oh, drinking exactly. Rickard's Red and was, shit. And you were trying yeah. it. My favorite thing ever was when you did a, a review. I wrote my review of a beer was you, whatever you said. I was like, Notion said. <laughs> and there was a beer. Do you remember that? I Honestly, I'd love to fucking see that. It was that a rogue so beer. Sick. There he is. A we got rogue. him back. Oh, okay. From the States. From Welcome the States. Back. Yes. <laughs> We Sorry were like, that, it was like every, every hour, hour <laughs> every hour, <laughs> Skype's like, fuck you, we're going to keep going. Like, hang on, just give me, give me a sec. Let me just. Let I, me I just. think it's, I think it's my internet is probably, you know what? It's funny because like uh, probably about two or three months ago, this was kind of happening about every half hour or whatever. It would shut down for like 30 seconds or a minute. And it was good for like months. And then now today. Of course. <laughs> Today seems to be the technology fuck you day for everybody. So, you know what? The fact that we're two hours, 10 minutes deep, we're good, bro. We're good. This is yeah. amazing right now. We are blessed. <laughs> um, well, we, we were saying, I wanted to stop my uh, train of thought because I wanted to keep saying it. I wanted to make sure you heard it. We were talking about the black is beautiful stuff. Um, yeah. All about why people didn't do it. Yeah, so people might not have thought that it was like enough of a, a thing for Canadian. And look, to be fair... Yeah. 90s 
8.7% of breweries are white dudes with beards type of thing. So like, and then a lot of these breweries are in towns that maybe aren't very diverse and they might not have any friends that don't look like them. So there's like just a general lack of understanding. So I don't always think it's, I, I really do believe it's not um, intentional from a lot of people. It might feel like that. But I don't think it is. I think it's a, a yeah, matter of edu- a matter of education. I don't think there's bad intent yeah. from most people. You're fortunate. You're in Toronto. You're a cosmopolitan dude. You're out here. Like you get it. The Toronto breweries definitely get it. I feel like the Montreal, Quebec's a different thing. So it's probably not even fair to bring it up. But like Toronto is one of the most, if not the most, multicultural city in, on the planet. If you grew up, you grew up in Toronto. Yeah. 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 So like if you didn't, you know, you know, you know, we've only been in Canada 10 years, but like we, you know, we see it. It's like Melbourne was pretty cosmopolitan as well. We always thought it was the most, like probably the most in Australia, but it's a different level here. There's, there's more groups of people from different places just because Australia is so far. So here it's more, you know, you've got people in South America and Africa, Middle East and Asia and everywhere and it's like everyone's come together and there's neighborhoods it's way and, more central yeah yeah and there's just so many things you can grow up with um tiff and all tiff's friends are like literally every single background you can think of and i feel like it's just more yeah. of a you that's just how people in toronto think it's just what it's all you know you don't really need to even think too much else about anything else so other breweries that are in small towns four hours from Toronto that are, you know, 99% white people. I mean, I guess you've got to give them a break in the sense they can only do so much. But hopefully, you know, now with the internet, everybody has access. Be a little more aware and woke. Yeah. Basically, yeah, really is what it comes down to. So I hope that if people keep doing something like this Black is Beautiful um, concept, to show, I mean, not only showcase, not only fantastic stouts, but just, you know, to, to mm. give back to the community, to show people, you know, I'm sure people keep seeing the same label everywhere. I'm like, what is this? What is this all about? And then, you know, hopefully yeah. someone will encourage them to do it. And over time, it'll just, I like that it's a continuous, continuous thing. I haven't seen many breweries do it. I know there's one here that's redoing this for this one of the first ones I've seen here in Quebec, but, um, yeah, I feel like it's, you know, at the very, I think it's great that you've done multiple uh, collabs with these dudes who are great people and, and they're always yep. pushing for good things. And um, the fact that you just, and it's cool because it's it's bringing you more interesting. The fact that that's even, that's so sick to me that she brought you uh, like the food. So you're like, all right, the okay, actual get cake, it. yeah. And as Super the, dope. the person yeah. in charge of making the flavors, you're just like, oh, okay, I get that. I can, I can do this to make it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that is super cool to me. And that's something, once again, that, if it wasn't for that diversity of cultures and that cultural influence and those flavors, you, that wouldn't exist. And then the beer community benefits from that. So it's this very wonderfully reciprocal thing that with the more people involved, um, everybody wins. That's great. Yeah, for sure. No, it's, um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like even some of the other ideas that, you know, we, um, one of our, uh, our, our, our first chef, um, his name's Arturo, good friend of, uh, of Ben, who's our good friend. And he became a very good friend of, of ours. Um, uh, he's originally from Mexico. Um, so that was part of actually like thinking the Orchata about the stuff? Orchata. Yeah. That was part of the inspiration of why we did that in the first place. I remember our Instagram post cause he was, he was in the kitchen. He was kind of peeking his head around when I was taking a picture and I was like, all right, <laughs> you get 
sneak your little head yeah, sneak it in there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that was the instagram post it was uh and even reminiscence was was part of it too because like you know he he always um you know loved the reminiscence was one of his favorite beers too and uh that was kind of why we ended up calling that in the first place we actually like on the on the tap handle uh, or on the ta- uh, t- uh, bar um, upstairs for, for which tap it is, it still has his name on the Mexican oh, nice. lager tap <laughs> from nice. like three years ago since it was there. So you know, it was um, yeah. I mean, like it's how else are you gonna you know like it's that's the best part of a multicultural city and the best part of the world. Like just yeah. meeting different people and backgrounds and you know and yeah. I mean it's. It's great being a part of it, you know. Yeah. yeah, and we, I've like we're we're talking with uh, Ed and Mayoshi to do another collab once all this kind of everything kind of dies back down, and we can actually get them in for a, for for a proper full brew day, and yeah. uh, you know we can sit down and actually like do a full brew together because even with the black is beautiful, that was the pandemic was still going on then, so you know, they couldn't come in for the whole time for that, and then you know we thought it would be over by the time we would do the decadence. Um, but it was getting worse then. So, mm. you know, they, they weren't able to come in for that one. So, you know, we have another one planned for early next year. Um, when, uh, or whenever, or early this year, or at some point this year, whenever we can, um, actually get, you know, kind of get back, get in and, you know, actually do something. So we'll, we'll keep going back and forth about some different ideas. And, you know, if I had two, Two amazing ideas so far, so I'll keep rolling that that hot dice. I love it. I love it. Remind me afterwards. I've got. I I keep thinking as you were talking. I got four ideas for fun beers that are culturally specific to Notion and I. Remind me. Talking about offline. Yeah, like actually, like crazy shit that could work that haven't really seen. Just the way you just spoke about that, I was like, yeah. I have an I have an idea of where you're going with this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, it, yes. No, it's super cool, man. I just I think it's great. I just want to make sure we talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. How are we looking? Are we still going with the green? Okay, I'm, I'm going. I'm just drinking quick. Yeah, okay, I'm good. Okay, y'all are still good. Um, so okay, so the seltzers are going to be a regular uh, thing. That's what I really wanted to confirm was that the seltzers are going to keep doing it because I feel like it's still it's almost like the seltzers started to get some traction and then maybe like smoothies out from what it feels like kind of yeah. started to dominate the conversation over. not yeah kind of took over i guess is probably the focus yeah they took the focus off seltzers a bit and i feel like it's also because seltzers just the difference with smoothie sours and seltzers are just straight summer like straight warm weather mm. products uh, and i feel like the the interest i bet if you looked at the lcbo because they sell white chloro and all that stuff i bet you look at the, the graphs and they just go like they drop right down <laughs> um but smoothie sours don't feel as much because typically they're either um combinations of fruit or they're trying to mimic a dessert sometimes i've seen ones you know like mm-hmm. that are trying to like brewski are pretty wild they did like a blueberry cobbler or a fucking raspberry strawberry cheesecake and they actually put cream cheese in it and stuff like which is pretty fun. <laughs> nice. like if you want to talk about team lactose like jesus christ so like i mean those don't feel <laughs> as right it's like so wild but that, that doesn't feel as um uh, seasonal as as say something like the seltzers so i really do hope these bad boys and look i don't know it's minus whatever it is right now and it feels delightful to drink this like these shouldn't be as much, but I just imagine that because they're so 
heavily associated yeah. with that outdoor park picnic balcony patio kind of vibe that maybe they're not sort of moving at the same at the same rate yeah yeah I, I, like uh, I, I would be curious because we yeah we've released this in the in the winter so I'm, I'm, I would be curious how something like this does in, in the summertime I, I think Ours has a little more like sweetness, obviously, because it's it's got the syrup blended in than most of the seltzers. Which I don't know if that like takes away from part of the selling point of the seltzer being relatively low calorie and and like a lot. I mean, it still is very. Is it low calorie? No, ours I don't think is. because <laughs> okay. the syrup, right? Calories is, as like a soda pop. That's the thing. Oh, right? okay. Because it's, it's the like, It's probably about the same because we use similar ratios of all the stuff, right? So it's it's probably about the same. I mean, a soda is about the same as a beer and you know, like in terms of calories. But yeah, ours definitely isn't low calorie in that way. Right. Yeah, White Claw has no flavor though. This actually has a flavor you can, you can, you know, you can obviously taste the syrupy part, but you can tell that it's a blend of lime and lemon and it's got some actual like front flavor, like a pop wood. Yes. Yeah. But like the White Claws and other things that it's like, it just, like it tastes like bubbly air, bubbly water air mm. with no zing to it. There's no flavors. It's like straight, like this actually tastes like something. So... I don't know. This definitely uh, has heaps of potential because the other ones don't grab me at all. I've mm. had, only had them because I've had guests leave one at my house. I'm like, let me see what this is about. <laughs> it says that it's alcohol on the side, not even actually – doesn't tell you what it is. It just it sounds like a bunch of – It's the other stuff, I think. It's the – like, you know, there's the malt or the green version. It's the one that Matt was talking about with the – it's like – is vodka base, you said? Yeah, I think they're basically just – blending in vodka into or some some kind of neutral grain spirit in oh, okay into, yeah uh, so in that's what a neutral grain spirit. yes neutral yeah. grain yeah it's yeah, mad yeah, yeah. those ones are mad tasteless this has got like a good Agreed. sugary syrupy flavor to it they can just yeah so this it's fun to got drink. mad legs yeah it's fun, way fun to drink yeah it is it is it is kind of funny because i'll pop one every once in a while i put it in the glass and all of a sudden it's gone and i'm like wow did i drink that <laughs> quick because like you know if you, you you know you go take a whatever you, you know mcdonald's whatever you get a soda you like it goes down quick and you're like yeah of course but yeah it's there's no alcohol in that no and so like this this is like oh shit it just disappeared but also that was five percent alcohol nah. <laughs> so. oh yeah it's uh i feel like these and the smoothies are extraordinarily yeah. problematic as far as how yeah, fast the smoothies even more so the smoothies you just down them. I find that oh, um, particularly because your other, aside from the normopathy, the other lagers are in the small cans that you have. The Serenity, yeah, bro, yeah. I have fucking put them back so fast. Like that's dang, as dangerous to me. And I'm not a volume drinker. I'm a bit of a like you know lighter weight dude. But when it comes to those, particularly the small cans, fuck. They're the best. I, I really appreciate the small cans. I think we were talking about that way more when, yeah. when we came by. Like the value that you have. I, I also do appreciate the, the tall can for this one. Yeah. Because it gives us a little bit more. It's a good move to keep those big. Yeah. And just a straight up and down pills them with a little bit of New World hops in them. Like it's just glorious to me. But then also, there's been so many times where it might be coming to the end of the night, and I'm like, oh. I think that's what we were saying. Those we were saying, like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to fucking fire. I don't want to pop a pint right now. But I could do a five percent small can, short can. Yep. You know, three are they three fifty five or three thirty? Yeah, uh, three fifty five. Three fifty five. Yeah. Like that's like pff, nothing. Let's go. 
three, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a little stout, little like this bad boy, like a, a seltzer, the smoothie. Yeah, the volume thing. It's, yeah, yeah it's I don't know. Move. I think that's also a super, so that was a, a fairly, obviously a um, intentional move to, to put most of the products in uh, the showcase. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things that I don't know if it's like a catch 22 or chicken or egg kind of situation mm-hmm. where like, I know on East End in Toronto, it just seems like that's, like, I mean, I love it too. Good I don't point. Know it's just like, we all kind of caught Everyone's on. Everyone's Yeah. Started with left field, didn't it? Yeah. Like left field and Gosby, I think started right away. And, and then, then uh, got but I know Eastbound started in the short cans right away. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, and we, we were doing tall cans, but we weren't canning everything. Cause you know, just our space wasn't conducive to it. And we, we were bundling early on too. Yeah. We were bottling early on. Um, again, we had a, like, we had our own bottler, um, and then, and then we, we decided like, you know, just let's roll everything into the, into the short cans. I think we started with it when we were said, okay, well, we're going to go move away from the bottles and put the sours in the cans and the IPAs. And then we said, okay, um, you know, maybe the short can makes the most sense. Cause I was, you know, like I was drinking beers from, you know, left field and Godspeed eastbound and all the, all the guys around here in the short cans. And I was really loving the short cans after that too, because like, same thing you guys mm. were talking about. Like, it's just a little, like, it's just a little yeah, thing. It's here. a little guy. No, it's, it's a little inti- guy. It's intimidating. <laughs> but it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's one of those two, like there's, there's a do couple it. things. In it. <laughs> yeah, just do, uh, I, I don't know if, um, like if ever, like, if this is a subconscious thing or, or anything, but like I was trying to think of why I like them. And like part of it is, you know, you can try a lot of things and that also means, okay, well, if you have the short cans themselves, you can have, let's say three short cans in a night instead of two tall cans. It's mm. about the same volume, mm-hmm. but you get to try three beers instead of two. Yeah. But also if you're going to a brewery and you want to spend, let's say $50 on beer, you know, you can get probably about, you know, a third more, you know, varieties of beer, if that's what you're looking for and still spend the same amount of money. Mm. Um, so, so I think that that's part of it as well. Um, and then, yeah, it's just the, you know, here's the little guy and you, it's also, I think part of it is from a consumer perspective of, you know, um, especially with the bottles, even, even the tall cans, you know, you spend like $7 on a bottle or $5 on a tall can, or you spend like three fifty or $4 on a short can, you know, if I don't like it, Less okay, risk. it was three bucks, four yeah. bucks, you know, whatever. If I don't like the bottle, that's eight bucks. You know, that's that's a lot of money for me to like not like a beer, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's those are all part of it. But um, yeah, I mean, I I just I just really like it. I don't know why. It just like when we were doing the tall cans first, when we started doing the short cans. I was holding the can. I was like, this feels so weird. It's so small. <laughs> 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 and now because we put pretty much everything in the short cans, except for when we can the normopathy and the reminiscence. When we do those ones, I, I comes off the line. I'm like, this is That's so massive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting, so uh, when I first, but when me and Brad and my, uh, one of our friends went into end of December, 2017, I enjoyed truth serum. So I bought a four pack and it was the big guys. So oh, yeah. I remember that specifically. And the, it was cool to see the check. Yo, I never thought of it in the way you just said that, that you get like a third more variety if you're going to spend mm. about the same amount of money because of the yeah. short cans. And even when, I mean, I just always think my beer drinking um, patterns or habits or whatever are different than most because of 
the media thing and I've got to get through more in a shorter time because of content. But like there's it's very rare that I'd really want that full pint or you know tall can. I would I would prefer yeah. short cans of everything. Every time. That's a good point. Almost no exceptions. And even more that I was we did a, the last podcast we did last year, we were joking and I'd seen them before, but I, I feel like they come up more. You can get eight ounce cans of Imperial yeah. Stout. They're like that yeah. they're like that big. <laughs> yeah. And like who wants more than eight ounces of a ten percent plus beer for the yeah. most part? Um, oh, right, so it was like just basically half a can, and then these little mini. Is that like the airplane, the airplane size can. Basically, I mean, I think airplanes even give you these now, but like um, the ones yeah. you were yeah. talking about were back the in the old day. school. Yeah, yes, right, right. yeah. The, the cola companies released that like a while back. I think they were pushing for something. I don't know what, what they were. I don't know what reason they were doing it, but they had the little short cans for a while, and then it never really became. Probably sold them to that. everyone to use. Yeah, but it, it's genius, and I feel like for an imperial stout, like. I've never seen him in Canada, but it was funny because we had a, a, a Quebec, um, it was me, Noah, the Quebec beer writer, and another Quebec um, Instagram uh, friend of ours. And we were all joking about that. And then in the group chat, we had Noah sent like three or four or different screenshots of different American breweries, like Evil Twin and stuff, doing the, the short cans. Because we were like, yo, who needs more than that? I'm like, yeah, it's a good point. Like, because that's what you want if you're going to be there drinking by yourself. You know, if you're not sharing it, like eight ounces is perfect of, of that. Yeah. And then this size is perfect for, you know, I guess 8% or less. And it's, it's just, yeah. it's just interesting because I feel like there's, there's a need for all sizes, but I, I didn't even also think about that every, most of the East End breweries are doing the short cans and it's like this whole cultural thing for the, that side of town. It's uh, very dope. Yeah, it's interesting that yeah, it might just be a who knows like a very local regional thing, like preference, you know, of, yeah. uh, of it. Because you know, I know like like I think Burdock started with the short cans too. I think it's slowly taking over as well. I think because all these reasons, I think most people prefer to try. Like part of it is yeah, just variety and trying it. But mm. I mean, we've we've noticed it as well too. Even with our with our imperial studs, like we don't can it just because we do such small volumes of most of the varieties that we do. So we'll bottle it all, but we were doing 500 mil bottles and we switched down to 375s. Definitely um, and it's like, even for me, you know, I, I used to open one every once in a while just to test and see it's going in. Like I would drink like half a bottle and I would just be Dying. knocked out, you know? <laughs> and like now the 375, I'll still drink half a bottle, but I'm not, you know, not trash, I'm not, you know, not mm-hmm. trash, but, you know, but at least one of those sizes, like, if that's your beer for the night and you like, let's say you like the stouts, you know, and you like, especially the Imperial stouts and you just want to crack one of those and that's your like one beer for the night and it's 12% and you have like, you know, 375 mil is like 13 ounces or something like that. Right. So like your one thing, like you're not going to get fucked up for the next day. Probably. It doesn't really touch the size. I noticed if you have that size, like, essentially the, the bottles that you have are around this size like i feel like if you mm. eat and that's all you have i feel like i'm not yeah. even tipsy and i'm light. Yeah. i'm a real lightweight but if that's all you have i agree what you're saying man yeah and then but that's it i'm like sometimes i'll have it on the nights when i plan to not drink but it might be like 11 o'clock i'm like it's weird that you can't like sometimes you don't get phased by an 11 percent beer like only if i'm but if i've had shocking. anything if else fed. before if you're fed but if you've had nothing else beforehand good to, mm. good to go personally anyway that's what i found but if i'm having it like at the end of a 
like say if we decide to do one tonight, I'll probably the I'll probably just put a stopper. I got a little stopper on it. Yeah, uh, keeps it keeps it fizzy for the next day, and she's good to go. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. that. Those things are great. Yeah, that's a good point, man. I like that you did that. That you moved. I think that's a really good point because it can the eight ounces are a little more dramatic as far as the real single serve. <laughs> No. I'd, I'd like to you know if, if we ever you know hopefully soon we can get our own canning line i mean there's space issues just in our space as it is but you know like if we ever go down that road you know we can kind of set it up so that we can do that but uh i'm sure if we if we ask uh we use northern canning and, and they're great for us um but you know if if we got the cans and asked them and i think there's a different kind of setup so there's it might be a lot of a cost to to kind of get that done but i i thought you know, I think it would be cool to, 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 to try it in those little short cans. Cause I, I've never like experienced from that short can. I'd be curious what it yeah. would be like just cracking mm. one and seeing what it, what it is. Cause like, you know, yeah, the, like the, the 375 bottles are like, they're definitely like the top end of what you want of something like, you know, a 12% barrel aged. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. Is that what yours are? 12? Which, yeah. I love oh, nine, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. It's about to be a problem. <laughs> are we gonna do one of those? Are we gonna do one of those before we do the the final one? What What do you think the move is? Yeah, I mean, if you guys want to try one, I think I think uh, you guys got the tequila and then the two the brand syrup. Correct. Yeah, the apple brandy and maple bourbon or something. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd I'd be down for it. Even you know, if we do a little little half half glass or <laughs> yeah, a little half glass, and then we can finish off. We could probably check how the other ones are going because I guess I only told people, but we, we popped the uh, heresy in the freezer to get that real yeah. slushy experience. I feel like it's been about three hours now. Yeah, maybe it's too frozen. <laughs> maybe it's too frozen. Should we do that I first? No, I actually put my I put a timer on um on the other ones that I had, and like I had a two and a two and a half hour timer, and it's the can felt like. Good. Not even frozen. I put it in for like three in a smidge, and it was it was good. There was barely any uh any water left. Liquid in it. Yeah, it was okay. It was almost perfect. Should we should do open that? It with a can opener. <laughs> yeah, that was a good yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, can opener on the top. Oh shit! Okay, I'm gonna have to do that because I tried when I tried one. I tried just open the tab. It. Had a no, the tab just snaps <laughs> off. <It's> a, okay. <laughs> can you imagine? Stab it with a butter knife. Should we do that before we do the stout, or what do you think the move is? would like to do yeah because then the fruit after the seltzer and then the stout to end it skitty pop yeah all right I think. sure i'm with it all right all right oh let's do it yeah grab yours first man go for it cool i'm gonna have to get a can opener <laughs> yes i'm gonna do that too that's true that's actually hilarious i because when i did it in toronto i didn't do a can open i just did i just but i did it for like two hours so it was kind of like three quarters you still had room to move the thing yeah it was three quarters slush and like a quarter um of the liquid still but it still yeah, it, was, yeah, it looks cool though. that was mine when i did yeah. that's what you did yeah so this is the longest i've kept it in there so let's see how that goes <laughs> yeah i'm excited <laughs> all right grab that no, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll hold it down. Yeah, guys. So basically, uh, Roshek has a series of um, smoothie sours called Heresy, which is hilarious because it's like it's the sours that everyone's mad about called Heresy. I love that. And uh, there's been a bit of a thing online recently um, that people are uh, putting them in the freezer and turning them into actual like slushies. 
So when we briefly popped by Rorschach to pick up the beers uh, just before New Year's, we talked about that and I tried it because I happened to have one and I tried it and it was pretty cool. Like I really enjoyed it. Notion, you also tried it. Um, right. And uh, we're about to do it tonight. We thought, you know what, let's do it on the podcast. If we put it in, we actually had an hour delay before this thing started because of all the tech difficulties, um, unfortunately. But we're ready. I'm excited. I'm here for it. It's actually really, really, really funny that we need a can opener. Is is it is yours hard enough that you you don't uh, you can't pull the tab? I can pull the tab, but it, like it get. I want to open it with a can so I can slap the whole thing into the glass. Right. Because if you can open the if you can open the top, cool. But then all the good stuff is At not going to come out. All right. Yeah. So you got to open the whole thing so you get all the slush, the big chunks of slush. Okay. I'm going to go grab mine. You guys can uh, talk for a second and start cracking. I'll be back in a sec. Sweet as. Did you did you pre-can yours, Matt? I tried to. I don't know. My can opener is a piece of shit, so I'm just going to squeeze it out. I don't know where I acquired this can opener from, but it's done me well. I've used it four times in probably 10 years, so this will be the fifth. <laughs> yeah. And the reason I, I know it works because I used it the other day to open the, uh, the, the Berry Blast. Very blast. Oh man, it just fizzed over my shit. Oh no. Oh shit. <laughs> fizzed on my oh man. I'm gonna have to wipe that down. Nothing like sticky sticky beer all over your your equipment. Oh, once you get past the first turn, it is super easy. Props to my can opener. Yeah, I wasn't getting it, so. So I'll squeeze now. Oh, mate. Now, see, you got to get the lid off. That's the other hard part. Just fell in. <laughs> Good one second here. I feel like this maybe isn't meant to be how it appears. Oh, that's, that is wild. <laughs> I can do this. I can do it. Okay. We're open. We're in. I hope uh, I hope C's doing okay. Oh fuck! There is there is tropical punch juice all over my keyboard <laughs> and on my face and my hand. Why did you? It's not here. So he can't find his can opener. Hear that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, man. Did yours come out in a huge block? No. Yes, uh, maybe. Oh, okay. The, first, but the top part was really frozen. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, that is so good. See that shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Nothing left. Came out like in a solid blob. This is better than the last one I did. All right, how'd you go? Did you find a can opener, dude? Dan has it, and Dan might be asleep. He's downstairs. Get fucked. So I might have to, uh, <laughs> unless he responds pretty shortly. Uh, Why did he gank can opener? Uh, oh, he, no, he's bringing it up. There we go. I don't know, because he's uh, oh, he didn't have it? one. So I, yeah, we lent it to him, but I didn't really think about Goodness. it. He's bringing it okay. up. Okay. Um. 
Mine came out in one huge little glob. Sick. Oh, yeah? So and then, and then at, you, know, you know when, like, you order a mango smoothie from, like, a, a juice store and they pour that last little bit from the the blender into the top? Yes. It kind of and it layers on itself like it's fucking velvet. Ooh, is like that? that? Oh, that's so yeah. sick. How's it yeah. look, man? This is a... I want to. I want to bite I just it. Squeeze, I just squeeze it out. Oh, you squeeze it out. <laughs> yeah, you have to squeeze it. Otherwise, it doesn't really. It wasn't working. It wasn't working. Yeah, that's uh, that's that guy right there. Oh, right, mate. I might I try. Don't get it on my keyboard. <laughs> right. I got. Yeah, my my uh, mine sprayed everywhere. See, so yeah, I got to wipe my shit down later. It's not. It wasn't cool. Oh, that's not good. It was very minor, but it went like evenly everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was wrong. It just went. <laughs> so we were just saying. I was saying to the to the people just just while you guys were running to get them that this has become like a a bit of a thing in the smoothie sour kind of online world where people have put them in the freezer and then can opening the 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 cans to uh, you know to 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 get all the all the goodness out because really this is kind of uh, like a super fun way to consume these beers. It's you know. Because there's just such a high level of fruit and sugar in there, they, they freeze up real nice, kind of like a Seven Eleven slushy type of uh, situation. Way better, well, healthy version. Obviously, way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 something that one of our one of the, our customers came in and mentioned to me. Yeah, I, I hadn't known, but yeah, I mean, it's been going around. It's uh, yeah, and they were like, yeah, put it in the freezer. I was like, no. they're like, yeah, we open it with a can. Was, huh? crazy okay blow your your mind or what (laughs) what what made me laugh was someone i don't know if it was the same person or if it was a different person but they mentioned it also and they're like do you guys recommend keeping it in the freezer and i was like i got confused for a second because i guess they were probably just asking whether or not we we could say you can put it in the freezer and obviously my answer is I can't, no. I'm not saying that you can put it in the freezer. I mean, I've done it. It's okay, but don't. I don't recommend it necessarily. I mean, yeah, sure, but I mean, officially as the brewery, I'm not going to say that. But no, of course not. <laughs> it's dangerous. But I, at first, at first, I thought they meant like stored in the freezer. I was like, why the fuck would you store it in the freezer? Like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> and I was like, oh, you mean keep it in the freezer for a couple hours and then make a slush? Oh yeah. Fuck, I gotta try that. So, <laughs> what's a game it's a, to do? Yeah, man, God. it's uh, it's just such a. I feel like I can feel just like a little bit. I think I really get it with this one. I'm excited for uh, for this. But yeah, it's just such a dope idea because it's like the perfect beer. Like, you know, everyone's used to accidentally leaving a beer in a freezer for too yeah. long when they were trying oh. to make it. And you're um, so upset because yeah, you're like, it. Ah, and then the the top of it explodes and stuff and and blah blah blah. But these things are basically built for it. It's it's so sick. It's such a it's such a fun. This is once again it comes back to beer is fun. Like how can you be mad Next at level. this? Like it's still a Berliner Weiss at the end of the day. It's just got a shit ton of fruit. It's like and now you can freeze it and make it fun. Like dude, and you just like, made it even more fun. Like, made it even more fun. fun. Next level yeah. of fun. Like damn, near you need to eat the shit with a spoon. I can't wait. New frontier of fun. Yeah, new frontier of fun. I love that. That's the episode name. Yeah. I had uh, I called it Smoothie Heresy because of this. Uh, oh, of the name. Oh, well done. That was my temporary name because I, I like knew that's that. what I we like were. Because I knew we nice. were doing this, I knew people might be a bit pissed about it. I just really <laughs> want to showcase these styles because I just think they're fantastic. And honestly, man, this is like 
this is like top like a one level shit like this is phenomenal stuff like you really yes. nailed it so Thanks. i know we've been touching on it for two and a half hours but uh, now we yeah. can finally actually <laughs> talk about them for the next fucking two and a half hours um yeah the these beers are uh, approximately four uh, uh, 40% fruit or 400 grams per liter fruit. Is that, I know we were speaking about it in person, but is that approximately accurate? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's uh, approximately accurate. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a ratio. Yeah, it's about, it's about 40. There it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, about, it's about 40%. Fruit. Okay. Yeah, it's, um, I need a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> I legit, okay. I'm probably going to go get one. Go it's, get it. It's yeah. good to stir it. Cause it's like, the delicious sort of puree sort of slush at the top. Then there's this golden gold liquid at the bottom. I need to just give it a stir. Yeah, I'm on that. Give me one second. <laughs> oh, it's not even like opening. Okay, keep talking, Maddie. Yeah, no, I, I had a hard time opening up. That's why I just said, fuck it. I'm trying to squeeze it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, these, mm. these styles are just, yeah, it's, it's about 40%, 40, 40% um, fruit. Uh, this one is boysenberry, blackberry, raspberry, blueberry, and cherry. Okay. So we call the berry blast because all the five berries wouldn't fit on the front. Of the <laughs> wow. There's so many berries. <laughs> um, but in hindsight, maybe I should have put what berries were somewhere on the can. But, you know, all the this, all this space was, was taken up by on the side of the can that says made with fresh fruit puree. Keep refrigerated at all times. <laughs> this can the important be disclaimer at all times. Keep refrigerated at all times. Oh my gosh, it's just. Legit. I think I say on four places. <laughs> Keep refrigerated at all this times. <laughs> Can you get a clock? Yeah. Uh, Insane. I love it. This, it. Go everywhere like mine did. Like as in like it's it cut a hang on cut a hole in the side and now I can't pour it. And, oh, I, and I also can't take that. Take the uh, can opener off. It's like Anything stuck out? to oh it. Oh my goodness, mate! This is such. Doing it wrong. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! It's to, I put like a. Here we go. It's not good, but yeah. So sometimes you have to get a caveman with this shit. It's <laughs> dripping everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Sorry, babe. I just bought it. It's a whole thing. There you go. There we go. It's worth it though. Oh, look at that. Oh, hey, he's maybe like. You know, I must say, boys. I did the uh, the flavor that you guys have. Being right now, I had it what last week. Yeah. Um, so when we came to visit you, Matt, I grabbed some extras to go just because I wanted to crush during yeah. the week. And uh, so I had, I drank one of those and I drank one of these and then mm. I froze one of those and had it the next day. And now I'm having this the following week. Like they're both exceptional. Yeah. And I can't tell which one's my favorite. Yeah. And yeah. uh, I'm eating. I'm eating a beer with a spoon, just so you guys, <laughs> in case anyone wanted to know. We're uh, we're making a, a <laughs> that's so good history here, right? <laughs> I've never a... e- eaten beer with a spoon. <laughs> I almost feel yeah, like yeah. Yeah. I feel like in hindsight, mine wasn't. Look, look what the can opener did to it. That's fucked up. We need a new can opener. You have a yeah. I feel like ours is can opener, dude. Yeah. IKEA oh. Yeah, IKEA's trash, man. But like I feel like mine isn't like it's 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 just like really cold and thick, but it's not like slurpy-ish like like yours is. Mine was like that on Christmas. This is exactly three hours, I think. Like it was, you know how we text and said I'm going to put the can in the fridge. I did it exactly then. Yeah, so I did too. I don't know why when the episode started. 
I feel like I could have like just cracked the top like Matt did and just made it less complicated. But uh, <laughs> hey, it was worth. It goes away pretty quick, and it turns yeah. into you know it's it's a little more movable now. So they can actually drink it. But when, in the first five ten minutes, you need a spoon. Now oh, it's yeah. like I can yeah. just get a nice like, even you know bunch of slush. Well, you got like a you got like a big uh, like iceberg there. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of like it's separating out. It's it's interesting. Yeah, the the. I guess just by nature of um, the fruits, you know, the berries are, have a lot more like fruit pulp to it. So mm. the tropical one is oh, right. mango, passion fruit, pineapple, guava. Oh my god! Blood orange is the five. Okay, on that one, but they're all they're all a little bit less supple, people. Yeah. Mm. So is that saying this is harder to freeze than the so other many? One? Oh. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I I think that might be the case. Because um, there's a similar um, sugar content, I would imagine, but um, like it being more pulpy, I don't know. It's just so good um, when it's like this cold. Either way, even if it's not completely like you need a spoon, like yeah. mine look like yours No, on, on whenever night it was, uh, like 30th or something, I think it was. Right, um, right, right. Yeah. And um, I feel like it was like two hours I left it out. I actually just put it in the Canadian fridge, just popped it outside. And, on the balcony, um, yeah. On the balcony. <laughs> this was in the regular fridge and I or freezer. I feel like if I like, it's pretty nippy here tonight. It's like um minus six feel no minus seven feels like minus thirteen tonight. So I feel like if I don't get it cold. Yeah. I feel like I didn't even need to put the can outside, it would have been like problematic. But like it's just so much nicer when it's like extremely cold. I don't know, because it still feels like, like a melted slush. Even if you don't get it all the way there, it still feels like it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that's just like the ingenuity of, of beer drinkers, I guess. You know? Right? <laughs> Don't mess around. Who of, I'm curious who thought of who thought of it. Like maybe mm. was it an accident? I'm sure it's got to have been an accident. Most great inventions <laughs> are, right? <laughs> it's like who decided to eat lobster for the first time? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. ugly <laughs> thing. Someone with... must have been fucking starving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me that roach it for a little bit and just see what While happens. it's alive, yeah. let's put it in there while it's alive. Tartar sauce. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and eat the claws. Like, it's actually bonkers. Yeah, point. you're right. This has got to be in some sort of accident, like where somebody was trying to make some sort of fruit beer and they just put too much in and like, like oh, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah like i just yeah. every time i sip on these happy accidents no it's the happiest of accidents I, I always feel like whenever i drink a smoothie sour i just i i'm completely mind boggled as to how anybody can be mad at this beer at all <laughs> yeah. yeah every sip you fall more in love with it it's like, oh you just stop it stop like, it <laughs> every sip is another resolution to be a staunch aggressive supporter of these beers to the point of like I would argue with anybody staunch aggressive yeah like that's the new one I'm here for it it's just <laughs> they're just so phenomenal like the juiciness oh. of this it's so like like um it's intense but you can still tell complex. it's beer it's, it's complex it's it's all the different like you said there's like five different berries in this and probably sound like four yeah. different fruits in the one that nose has the tropical one there like yeah there's obviously not a cheap beer to, to make. There's a shit ton of actual fruit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. When I have one of these, the next day I usually need to, you know, wake up and uh, hit the bathroom there because of that fiber, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you're yeah. getting your yeah. daily keeping serving. Keeping me regular. Keeping me regular, mate. You're getting the actual <laughs> daily. Shack, part of your, your weekly diet. 
<laughs> hey, you know what? It, it gets your gets your vitamin C too, and uh, <laughs> makes you don't face scurvy. <laughs> oh, that's true. We all travel on boats. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I feel like uh, scurvy doesn't sound fun, so you know, drink your smoothies out. Oh. It's just like. <laughs> It's That's just a selling point. If someone did this like medicinal 300 years ago, <laughs> they'd be like, hey, don't get scurvy. Drink this movie salad. <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking, it's, it's so, it's bumping. We started a new history around the, <laughs> uh, the smoothie sour instead of the IPA getting taken, taken around girls across from, it was some pirates. from uh, England to, <laughs> to India. It's a smoothie sour so that they don't get scurvy. <laughs> wow. That's a skit right there. The nutrients beers. That's like a, a health skit. line. <laughs> And all the, all the pirates all are just the, being like, they hit the, the pirates. Passion, yeah. <laughs> all the passion fruit puree that they had in uh, whatever, 1800s. <laughs> well, we're killing it. Right, kept in the bottom of boats, just in barrels. I'm like, yeah, of course I got passion fruit puree. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the hipsters have like, uh, the, the pirates are hipsters with the pirate hats, but they're like rolled up like a beanie, like a beanie pirate hat. <laughs> and maybe they're, uh, you know how they got the, the wooden hands? There's reclaimed wood or something. Oh my yeah. god! Like in a cafe, I feel like they puffy could do shirts. it. The puffy shirts, yeah, but the puffy shirts stay the same because that's still hipster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yo, I feel like that could great. be a thing. It could be the scurvy, <laughs> the don't get scurvy smoothie salad. It's another collab we can think about. I'm telling you, bro. Yeah, it's so it goes down so easy once it gets to that. Oh my god! Yeah, this is like see, like I feel like this is like it's like a five to seven minute drink. It's like <laughs> yeah. I just feel like I just want another sip all the time because it's it's sweet, but not oh, not not sticky and sickly sweet, or cloying in any shape or form. And it's just so like it's so clean. It's like balanced tartness. Incredible. Excuse me. This one specifically, incredibly juicy. Um, I don't know. I, I just they're just so phenomenal, bro. Like, look, look at that. Look at that it. many fruits in this one. When you mentioned it, Matt, you were reeling off the ingredients. You said there was. Um, it was passion fruit, guava, orange, mango. Yeah, passion fruit, guava, blood orange, mango, blood orange. and and what was the last one? Passion fruit, blood orange, guava, mango, pineapple. Pineapple. Okay, sweet. Because as, wow. as you reeled them off the first time I heard them, I now that I, you know we've got to this point, I can taste. Almost in order, all of them. It's crazy how they reveal themselves a little later yeah. in the piece when it gets a little warmer, I guess, not as frozen. Mm. But man, that is such a complex, evenly spread. I don't know you can taste everything by itself. It's like when you get an when you're mixing a song and you can, you know, the piano's over there and the strings are over there and the drums are in the middle. It's like it's nicely balanced mm. with all with so many different flavors in there. So yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I find especially the tropical one, all the fruits come out a little bit more. The berries one, one like the, the berries are a little bit more similar kind of notes in general. So like it's harder to pick out that yeah. one for the berry. But yeah, you know, I, I think a beer like this, um, it is kind of funny because like part of what, you know, the the traditionalists or the purists will talk about beer is like the drinkability of a beer and like balance and stuff. And the thing that I laugh about all the time is like, you know, a beer like this is almost essentially fruit juice. Mm. It's like, how? What's the drinkability level of fruit juice? We've been drinking fruit Chuggable. juice 
since the beginning of fucking time. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it's, it's as drinkable as anything, you know, like, so you want to talk about like balance, you know, well, of course, like if how balanced is fruit for our palate, like our palate is designed to eat fruit, you know, like it's the, this, the idea of like drinkability and balance, you know, it's one thing if, if there wasn't some of that sour element to cut some of the sweetness, mm. then it's going to be too, a bit lost. Too, yeah. Like, so these beers aren't like easy to make, you know, like no. there's also like, you know, you look at it from the front of it and you're like, Oh, they just, you know, had a shitty beer that they blended in, you know, a fuck ton of fruit to it. But like, if you don't have, like, wish it was that simple, eh? Yeah. Right. Well, you think about it like in general, right. We had this conversation when you guys were, were over uh, a couple of weeks ago, like when you have to, when you have 40% of something that doesn't have any alcohol in it, that you're blending into a beer. Okay. So that beer has to be, you know, extra strong to start with that you're blending it back down to whatever percentage you want it to be. But not only that, it has to be that much extra sweet. If you're looking for like a balance of sweetness, that much extra sour mm. also to blend down the sourness or to work with the sourness of, of the beer itself. You know, you're creating this very specific thing that's like potentially up to like 15% alcohol that you're blending down. There's like some super low pH that's blending back up. That's the sweetness level that's either balancing or or whatever. You know, it's 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 easy to say, oh, they just put like a shit ton of fruit puree in it. And you know, who knows? Maybe you could put a shit ton of fruit puree in a bad beer and it'll taste. I'm sure it'll taste better. But you know, like <laughs> it's not it's not as if you know. Like, you know, I, it's not easy to brew lagers, you know, either. It's not easy to brew a lot of things that are very, very good. But, like, you know, it's not easy to do something like this that's very good also. You know, it's yeah. just like it takes, like, anything that's, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, people can brew lagers and some make them really, really good and some aren't so good. And, like, same thing with any any style, really. You know, like, it's just how it goes. So, I agree so much, man. This is the one thing, once again, that people who aren't really familiar with or don't enjoy this style or want to have to criticize it, like, don't understand. Like, you're right, because you do have to figure that out. You're like, all right, well, I'm going to be blending in 40% fruit puree to this beer, so I want it to be around the 5 6% mark, so I've got to make it 8 or 9% drop it in. And the, the base beer has to be good, like, has to be a really great nice, tight, balanced Berliner Weiss because you're about to make it unbalanced because fruit juice by nature probably isn't super mm. balanced. So then everyone has to get the fuck over what balance really means because balance is great for this beer and it's important. But balance is not so important for this. Or even haze yeah. because haze is super hop forward and stuff like that. And and, and I've had yeah. brewers admit that to me. I've had brewer like, and he's super mad cool, a guy from here. We interviewed him in eventually three times in all these different breweries. He made a New England because he's like, yeah, but I wanted it to be balanced and it wasn't great. And then I interviewed him like a month or so ago and he was like, yeah, but and I brought that up. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, like I was completely off. Like New Englands don't have to be balanced. And I think people need to get past mm. that balance is something that a lot of maybe more traditional brewers like, like to talk about. And it's obviously a very important trait, but it doesn't apply unilaterally across the style spectrum and people have to understand that like, you know what, yeah. fucking make this unbalanced as possible, make this fruity and stuff. But the original beer still is true to style and a nice, beautiful, but otherwise if they had that, they'd cream over it. And now you just, yeah. you know, mm. and, but the balance of fruits, you could probably argue mm. that you've had to balance. How many fruits are in this? Five as well. 
Five, yeah. Five berry fruits. And whilst they might like berries, typically, like you were saying, it's a really good point because I feel like it smells like blueberries. But I bet there's yeah, raspberry, strawberry. Would you say boysenberry? And raspberry, blackberry, strawberry. Blackberry. Oh, sorry. Raspberry, blackberry, boysenberry, cherry. Cherry. And blueberry. Cherry. So no Damn. strawberries. Okay. So yeah, no strawberry, yeah. You, you can't differentiate as much, but that's the nature of these type of fruits. But at the same token, you've had to create a balance in this one mm-hmm. and the tropical punts that no should drink in there with those five or six fruits that, that have to create a, a beautiful melange that tastes great in harmony. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like in harmony together with the elements of the Berliner Weiss, like why do you think there's like two great breweries who do it in Ontario and like two great breweries who do it here, maybe three? Like it's not easy. That's why. Yeah. You know, people do need to understand that this is a thing and maybe if you don't get it, it's okay. But at the end of the day, this is something that is difficult to do and you have applied your knowledge and your skill set to doing this and you actually enjoy this shit and that's the best part. Like if a brewer that forced himself, like the dude I was talking about, great dude. He gets it now, but at the time he he was doing haze because he thought that was that's what people wanted, but the he wasn't trend. doing it right. Now he yeah. gets it. He's doing fantastic crispy boys, and he wants to do some haze, and I bet he'll do it great now because he gets it. And that's yeah. the difference. Because now if he wants to do it and he likes it, he'll do it well, and that's it. If brewers try to make something they're not into, it never works out. And that's what I appreciate. And I feel like you have an eclectic taste. And I feel like everything you do, you're not, you fuck with all of it. You're not like, oh, I'll just kind of do a seltzer because people want it. Like, you know, I'm going to do a seltzer. I'm going to make this shit taste exactly like Dr. Pepper and figured yeah. it out. And that's... Falls to the wall. Yes. And like, yeah. that needs to be applauded because, and that needs to be respected. People need to, you know, I hope we're just mostly focused uh, I guess I've seen like enough of the. It's probably not that many people even hating on it, really. But like the the yeah. amount that I've seen is annoying me enough to always bring it up to be like, because it's it seems to be more people when smoothies hours come up, it's some sort of objection to them as opposed to like, yo, I love this one, blah blah blah. You know, I imagine you've probably yeah. seen a lot of the same, uh, the same. Yeah, it was, it was funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, because we were talking before that we 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 did it the first time in. I think April or whatever. Um, there was a little, there was a little meme on one of the Ontario craft beer. I know, I know the one. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> accounts. They shut it down was, now. Uh, I think. Oh yeah, did they? Yeah. 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 It was, I, I don't know. I thought they were funny, but it was decent. Um, <laughs> there was the I forget. I don't know what the meme is called, but there's the one with the little monkey puppet that's like looking forward and then looking sideways with the, like the side eye one. Where yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I know the one. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> it was. I think the caption was like. Uh, Rorschach when people are giving Third Moon shit for their slushy peers, <laughs> and, you know, and we were like, uh, "Yeah, that's actually pretty true." Yeah, because <laughs> like, you guys didn't cop the shit. Pardon? You guys didn't cop the shit that Third Moon did. No, no, like we, I, I'm not sure when they, I'm not sure when they did it. I don't know, but we, I don't know when they started doing it. Yeah, but I can't remember. Either. We, no, well, I, you know what? If you start in April, they didn't open until May or June, if I'm not mistaken. And they took a yeah. while. They did slushies, but I wouldn't say like August, September, October type of thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who, who started or whatever. But we, uh, yeah, the first time we did it. Um, like we still kind of were kind of figuring out how the best way to blend the puree in too is so like we we started in one tank and then we did it in our bright and it just didn't work so we did it in a fermenter and recirculated and it just like the first time we did it we learned and then the second time so like the first time we did it it was not like 
we added more fruit the second time. We changed it a lot the second time. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, yeah, it, it was still very good the first time, but it was still like slightly pulpy. And then like now it's like an evolution to like these, the heresies where it's just like, you know, like you can, you can see the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's like fruit lacing. Yeah. Like yeah. the whole glass. Yeah. If that doesn't happen, yeah. it's not a good smoothie sour. I want it to look like I had my breakfast juice in the shit. Exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, I give I give GLB a lot of, of credit for like they they did the I think they were doing the GLB lacing hashtag thing for yeah, a while. Yeah, that was like, cool. But like all those pictures, it was like really nice pictures that like just you know proper pints of like foam and stuff. But like that's funny. Like the the fruit lacing is you know? not quite as pretty. <laughs> just start a new hashtag. Yeah. Rorschach lacing. Yeah. Fruit. Uh, Got to make sure people can spell Rorschach first. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. No, it's like, um, yeah, the, the, basically you guys, like Third Moon and you guys are the ones who really sort of like do it well, but because the way Third Moon came out and they got sort of more attention with the shit. And they're yeah. like, we actually, they're the only other brewery we, we went to out there. They're good, yeah. good mates of ours and um, yeah. good fucking dudes, man. You'd really, do you know them? Uh, no, I haven't met them actually. Oh, no, you love them. Uh, yeah. I, uh, we, if, you know, hopefully at some point when things ease up a little bit, we can go over there oh, and yeah. say hi. Cause, uh, you, you know, guys I, I know that, uh, they probably have a similar, similar philosophy here. It seems to, I, I, I've tried some of their stuff. So, yeah. all, all really good. So yeah, you guys would get along so crazy. Like they are the coolest motherfuckers just like you. I feel like you guys would, would connect immediately. I would, that's kind of why I'm bringing it up. Cause I want to see it happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I really Imagine that collabo so easy. That would Oof. be crazy, eh? Mate, Oof. I would love. I, I feel like you <laughs> guys would do some little camper because they are used. Yeah, they they you know they kind of just got accidentally unintentionally stuck in a lot of shit. You know, in in that Facebook group particularly, uh, you know, that kind of yeah. craft thing and a lot of dickheads yeah. like piling in for no reason and blah blah blah. And they were like, dude, yeah. they were like, bro, we just made beer. I don't know what the fuck happened. We just did stuff in in the same kind of way. You guys did like you know it doesn't matter like you said it doesn't matter who who did it first but the fact is you guys are thinking the same way as far as like yeah. you know approaching beer in, in the same thing so I think that would be a real fun collab because you guys are wild ass dudes and you would think of like some cool shit because you got no boundaries and you got nothing like oh <laughs> yeah. no but we can't do that like and that's what I that's what we really try and celebrate yeah. here as much as possible is like that sort of approach to just make what you want to make and make some fun sort of stuff and. I know yeah. th- this is like uh, as far as the heresy series, by the way, the two. So you've done the tropical and the the berry, the berry. Yeah, they're the only two so far in, in the heresy series, correct? Okay. Yeah, they're the only two so far in the heresy series. Um, we've we brewed it um, again. Um, it was last week or the week before. We're releasing it. You mentioned you had some in the tank. version. Yeah, yeah releasing the next version in I guess a week and a half or so. Can you uh, uh, say what it is, or is it a little preemptive? <laughs> can you tell us off? You can tell uh, us offline if you like. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's not a secret. I just haven't quite decided exactly. But oh, I, okay. <laughs> I'm leaning towards doing a doing a stone fruit one, and then we like maybe a hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent yeah, one fruit. I want to see like let's just pack as much either raspberry or or guava or something into into it and see what Ooh, see what the hell happens. Guava, guava. 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 That'd be sick. The guava, the guava puree is one of is I would say the best I just the want best to eat puree. It. Yeah, same. 
I want to see it. We had got guava baby food when we were little kids. Oh, man. Sick. Imagine that. Because, like, I even Here fuck for with it. strawberry one still. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> baby food is lit. I fuck with baby food. Baby food is lit. I would bang with baby food right now. I could fuck a whole uh, Heinz little thing up, you know? You should Ooh, make a baby food good. series. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, to call that. Call <laughs> the smoothies <laughs> out with baby food. Baby <laughs> you know, smooth. You know really funny? Maybe smooth series. Um, Does it have to be non-alcohol? <laughs> no, no, no. It should be like... Te- low alcohol. No, it should be like... Alcohol eight- breakfast smoothie beers. Yeah. <laughs> no? Okay. Like 3.5% yeah. or something? Okay, I see where you're going Ooh. there. I see. I had a... Actually, um, go on, go on, go on. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, one of, one of our guys at the Brewery Runner Sales guys, Quinn, um, he, uh, he was mentioning that on, I think it was Christmas Day, he was talking, he made a big spread for breakfast or whatever, grabbed the heresy. And uh, he was on his second one um, at like whatever, 10 a.m. or whatever when he was eating breakfast. Solid work. He was telling me and he was like, mm. shit, I forgot that that's actually a beer. And not, you know, not, it's yeah. not juice. Ooh, you know? What's going he was on? like, I caught myself halfway through the second one. I was like, slow down, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't I believe to, it's not juice. There should be another one. Yo, it, yeah. it fucks you up, man. The funniest one I had just to talk about that might give you an idea. So Brewski did an apple caramel one. And the, and the first thing I said was this tastes like baby food. Like, uh, because ooh. the apple itself has that, yeah. it had that, um, it's not crumbly. You know what I'm talking about? When you, when you got the, the apple mash, like if you actually had the mm. baby food and you've got that um, grit, that sort of gritty... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That really came through. Yeah, like uh, applesauce. Basically, yeah. But like, is applesauce kind of gritty a little bit? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So So it's basically that. It was super weird. I'd never experienced anything like that. But yeah, that was the first time I was like, yo, this shit is fucking baby food. And like, (laughs) I feel like uh, that's, uh, you know, that's really what it comes down to. That shit is like insane. market. Yo, it is like that. That specific thing. This is like this is wow. That's what I feel. I feel like I drink these even quicker than lagers. Like this is gone. Man, mine's gone, dude. Gone. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Yo, it's the only reason it's not. That's the thing. This is why small keep making, cans are good because, like, you can smash two if you really want something. You can if you, if you like something, you can have two, and then you don't feel like you know. Yeah. Too much. Too much. You know. Well, even in a podcast, normally, like. All of these to myself, I would be fucked. I'm actually quite lucid and like doing all right. Like <laughs> doing well, a great job, mate. <laughs> oh yeah, that's about to. Oh, it's gonna be yeah. That'll be a sipper for the rest of the night. That that that'll basically wrap it up for me. But uh, the fact that you get through four without like splitting it with Tiff or something else, so I wasn't sure if I was like, oh, am I gonna need some help tonight or them? But I know you boys didn't have some help, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna fuck it out. Let's go. You should um, fucking do it. You're doing well, mate. Yeah, Love no, it. holding up. Not, not too smashed at all. But yeah, no, this stuff, is, <laughs> I think this stuff is really great. And I think the way you do it, I'm really happy to hear that uh, you're continuing to do it and push them out. And um, so people can buy just even like a quick aside here. Like people can, you, you ship all of these. Like you got a web store and people can buy them online. Yeah. Yep. All so across. We, ship, we ship everything except for the smoothies. Those okay. are the ones that we won't ship um, just because. Refrigeration, right? Yeah, we mm-hmm. we just uh, well, you know, to be safe, like, uh, right? If, if we do if we do more of these, you know, which we plan to, if there's a way that we can kind of make it shelf stable more, like we we we're trying to do everything that we can on the on the back end side of it, uh, doing extra crashing time, extra transfers, uh, double tank times, and stuff to make it to to try to make sure we separate out 
as much yeast as we possibly can. Um, being such a small brewery with no space, you know, it would be nice to have the centrifuge. We, we don't have mm-hmm. something like that, but um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, just to be safe for now, we've actually um, put up on the, on the website a, a checkbox saying when people put it into the store, saying they they click in a check to say. I acknowledge that this beer has to be kept in the fridge at all times, uh, you know, mm. uh, to, to, in order to purchase. Because we just want to make sure that people know. Because it's it's the same. I think we were talking about this um, we were, yeah, yeah. when you guys when yeah. you guys came in mm-hmm. about like everyone knows that if you buy milk from the store and you leave it out for two it's weeks, it's gonna get bad. Yeah, if you drink it, you're gonna get sick. You know, and you're not gonna get sick with this. But the, the you know, the, the, there's a, a small chance, and I've tested cans. I've left them out warm and nothing's happened to to them, but there will be a can every once in a while that will overpressurize and there'll be some re-fermentation if you keep it, if you keep it warm. And, um, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's not dangerous from a food safety perspective. It's it's like a quality recommendation. Yeah. And so, you know, we we just want to make sure that that that's the case, but um, yeah, anyone can come into the brewery, you know, if someone, someone can place an order and we'll, we'll hold it for them and they can come in, into the brewery a week later, two weeks later and pick it up. And so, you know, um, and if anyone has like, uh, you know, someone in Ontario, like we could only obviously ship in Ontario, but if someone has a place in Ontario or someone, in, someone in Toronto that they can come, you know, pick it up and, you know, if they want to ship it to other people, you know, that's, it's not, there's nothing we're just trying to be overly, overly cautious about it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the, the, smart. This, you know, yeah. But everything else, yeah, everything else. We have a web store. Uh, you can you can buy anything across the province. We ship across the province, ten dollar flat rate. Uh, we also have the regional delivery zones as well. So it says um, all the weeks that we are going to different places. Like, if when we're going to Guelph and when we're going to Markham and when we're going to Durham and and stuff. So, and then Toronto, we're doing every day free delivery above. $50 or $10 flat. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's dope. No, that's good to know. Love it. No, we'll, we'll, take, we'll, we'll take the heresies for the regional deliveries too. So, um, you know, if there's someone in Guelph or Kitchener or Durham or wherever, um, if they just wait till the regional delivery day, we'll take the heresies We'll take the smoothies out to them too. So okay. we do our best to get it to as many that's cool. people as possible. <laughs> no, that's probably <laughs> smart. Yeah, man. I totally feel that. Do you know what? Uh, I, I guess a slight anecdote. I was mildly disrespectful to the other one that I had, the tropical bunch. <laughs> so the, what I, when I came to, we were staying at Tiffany's mom's house and over Christmas, there was uh, always an abundance of food in the fridge. And typically I would always try and monopolize a bunch of space for all my beers. I was just really trying. Monopolize. I love it. You know that? I was trying not to this year. So I had, the, <laughs> like, I had like a, in Australia, we call an esky, a little cooler. So I was putting it in the Canadian fridge, just popping shit outside, as you saw in on Christmas. And I was yeah. kind of, but I didn't want to keep it out there because it was all, I, the temperatures were fluctuating and I didn't want to fuck up the beer. So I was bringing them in and putting them out. And essentially on the day that I, that we came and saw you, I'd had that, um, the tropical punch. And this is something here in Montreal, I am a psychopath about keeping, I, as soon as I get the beers in the mail, I wash them. Yeah. Scrub everything, dry them, put them in the fridge. They're never, ever out, ever in any shape or form. If it's a beer that needs to be in a fridge, if there's some stouts or something like that, I have like stashes for them, but everything else. Smoothies, not even a question. But in Toronto, that was the only one that I did bring because it was an extra one. I didn't want want to leave it here. And then it was just funny because we'd spoken about leaving it in the freezer, but I had it in the living room for probably a solid week 
at room temperature, which fluctuated, I guess, but re- and it was fine. In, but uh, yeah. to be fair, I had it inside a cooler with the lid clipped down, and yeah. that was pre- previously outside. And I feel like things were a little bit warm. But anyway, the point was that it, it held up extraordinarily well, zero issues. Yeah. And then we got back from mm. seeing you, and I put that bitch in the, in the well outside <laughs> or in the freezer. Yeah. It was glorious. It looked like what the one that Nosh had, where it was like, yeah, touch little thing at the bottom, and the rest was all like slush. Holding on itself, like delicious. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely <laughs> glorious. <laughs> It was so Glorious good because I was like, word. I got to do this because I'd taken photos and done the reviews of it normally here. So I was like, all right, I can have fun with this other one. And yeah. it's fucking so sick, bro. Like, so yeah, anyway, I feel like, yeah, at the same to- token, I would not take that risk normally. So I think it's super smart. And just for anyone listening who is dabbling in the smoothie world, just, uh, you know, err on the side of caution and uh, proceed them- with caution. Yeah. Put them, put them shits yes. in the fridge. It's one. It's one of those two that you know. Like we've we've had our, our share of you know we've had a lot of good experience with our couriers with you know um, that that we deal with, but also we've you know we've switched a couple times and and one in the past. Um, you know, it seemed like towards the end every couple of days we were getting a, a call from a customer saying they dropped this box off that was just smashed to fucking shit, yeah. and you know those beers every like beer all over inside everything and. And I'm That's like, okay, nice. well, <laughs> extra, especially with something like this, if they're not going to take, if the couriers aren't going to take as good care that needs to be done for it, then like, you know, I don't want to put the end customer at risk about it either. If like, if I knew, like now we got, it, you know, they, they're usually get it once they pick it up. So like, if, if I get a little more confidence in that, then maybe we'll start doing it. But, yeah. um, in the past, I didn't have the most confidence in it. I just didn't want to, like, especially didn't want to risk it when we knew we were getting beers coming back mm. back to us after, like, the package is lost for three weeks and they get sent back to us. And, like, mm. <laughs> what do we, you know, every, and this wasn't just once in a while. This was, like, two or three times a week, Ugh, you know. Yeah. Back and, like, yeah, you know, other beers, shelf-stable, fine. Like, maybe we, we can't sell them, but, you know, at least – like, don't. It's not the risk of like the can, you know, exploding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah if, if the couriers aren't taking care, I mean, sending grenades. Yeah, right. That's really what they are. Little, little. Like people keep <laughs> keep saying that. I've I've never had. I mean, I may like. I still feel like smoothies are still a relatively new thing. And if you have had a bad luck situation with with the smoothie, I feel like it's literally just been bad luck. Um, at this yeah. point, or you've improperly stored it, or whatever, whatever. Um, I've had all sorts of styles do that thing where the the top pops up, like yeah, like kind of v, yeah. like v does that V thing, and I'm like, uh, you yeah. know, like stouts and like colches and stuff. But I've never had anything with uh, with the smoothie sour yet. So I mean, like, I don't know. I, I feel like it. To I guess in my minimalish experience with them, I just feel like it, it seems a little overblown. But I guess in the scheme of things from a brewery, like it's got to be like, you know, one or two percent or something. It can't be that that crazy. I feel like it's a little overblown yeah. in the in the in the conversation about the beers. Oh, they're ticking time bombs, bro. You got to like and that's what oh, yeah. a lot of the anti smoothie people are saying to me that they're time bombed. I'm like, I don't know. I've had a reasonable amount in the fridge in the what I would probably consider an inappropriate amount of time. And I kept via the mail. Via the mail, well, yeah, via the mail. But even I just had them sitting there for longer than you probably should. And then I had oh, yours okay. travel to back to the province, 
yeah. and kept inappropriately and it was fine and not only was it fine it was glorious like yeah. <laughs> i've kind of feel the other way around i feel like every, it seems yeah. a little over overblown to me but i can imagine uh, no pun intended there but um <laughs> yeah i you know i think it's better to be safe and then if you know yeah. folks up in but then it'd be cool the other thing i was going to say we and we touched on this when we were talking was say something like dominion city say if you want to say you can't ship it I know they've been doing a lot of the Friends of Dominion stuff where they're actually bringing up beers and selling them. So that would be the perfect opportunity for you to yeah. say, sell them a few flats of, of the smoothies and they can sell them off to the good folks of Ottawa who can pick them up yeah. or they can ship them locally and it's safe and, and, and they're able to get the beers as well and just to sort of spread them to yeah. a different market. I mean, that you guys have participated in, in things like that or, or far or at least locally. I know with different um, beer bars yeah. you have, right? Yeah, we're in some beer boxes here and there. So we we haven't worked with Dominion uh, at this point. I mean, I love their beer and it would be nice to work with them. But um, yeah, we haven't worked with them specifically. But yeah, no, that's a good idea. And I like that idea. It's like, yeah, if we can keep the cold chain going. And then we also know that that other uh, secondary you know, spot is going to tell them, like, make sure you're okay, keep it in the fridge, you know, all that stuff, the education element of it. Because that's really what it breaks down to, right? Because it's the same, like, you know, it's the same thing. You know, it's like, as long as you take care of it, it's it's going to be, it's going to be good. And as long as people know, like, no one thinks that, you know, you can leave milk out on the counter for three weeks. No one thinks that because you know, right? You know. And no one's going to go after, you know, the milkman. Yeah, you know, the milkman, the manufacturer <laughs> of milk. It's like, you know, you're going to sue them. You're going to say like, hey, by the way, I got sick from your milk. Okay, well, what would you, you do with it? Well, I left it out in the heat baking sun for four weeks. <laughs> you know, okay, well, obviously you're going to get sick. Like, you know. Milk like, was a bad choice. <laughs> Like, you know, and so like, it's as long as you, as long as you know, you treat it. But the thing is that, that that's the problem because people don't know, right? Yeah. Because it's a new thing. So that's where the education has to be. And, and so we're trying to do our best to do that. And we make sure that everyone who comes in, we tell them, you know, you got to keep it in the fridge, print it on the can in two different spots. Um, you know, we, we don't ship it right now. And, um, and yeah, so we're trying to do our best with that, but yeah, it's, it's, it is, you know, yeah, I've, I've had some of our, the first run of, of the blasphemy, I still have a couple of cans in, in the fridge because uh, I just keep a couple of, of everything, everything right? yeah. kind of kind of around. And, you know, I'm sure it's you know, maybe taste, maybe still tastes good. I don't know. It's maybe more of a novelty of just having something <laughs> that's still in the fridge. But, yeah, it's, it hasn't it hasn't popped. It hasn't done anything. You know, as long as it's kept in the fridge, there should be no issue. It's just, you know, if you leave it out, then there's a chance. There's a chance. And it won't happen with every can if you leave it out. It's just there's a chance education i really think it comes down to it eh? like as far as like you said that's still new people don't know much about it like there's i feel like just any any random beer could have a secondary fermentation and pop up i feel like i said i've had cultures i've had different styles Sorry. something like it was like a some sort of stout recently um and i just shit itself and it's just what it is like it's Nothing. Yeah. Nothing was wrong with it at all. I just think whatever something happened, it popped up. It did that little V thing that Nosha mentioned, and then boom. Unfortunately, yeah. it didn't taste so good, but it happened. So I feel like it, so far it doesn't seem like that smoothie sours are any more have any more likelihood of that happening than anything else if properly stored. So yeah, you're right. So people yeah. just uh, make sure they they do that and should be good to go. Um, yeah. Y'all motherfuckers want to do the uh, the big dog. It's time. 
It's time for the big so, dog. The is, which one are we which, gonna dabble? I want I want Uncle Matthew to choose because Matthew is the god right now. He's in he's That's true. He's the boss. He's driving the he's driving, driving the, the bus. He's driving it. Driving the bus. Driving bus. That's what we call him. Driving the bus. <laughs> you shouldn't be drinking while you're driving the bus, but I feel safe with you with I feel safe. Your hands. I, look at that beard. Do you think he would yeah, see look, you wrong? He would never see you. It takes a while to shape that. So this, is the, this, got, is the COVID, this is the COVID look. Right? I like it. I like it. Suits you, mate. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, 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 the so tequila one. Tequila? Is, yep. Tequila. And then there's the maple syrup bourbon and yep. there's maple syrup apple brandy. Okay. Goodness. She was. Um, All of them say good night to me. So Yeah, I, I don't have a preference. Exactly. <laughs> I'm open for any and all one because we can discuss it and uh, that's a slow sipper for the rest of the evening, really. Yeah. Um, let's do one of the maple syrup ones, I think. Okay. Because that's uh, it's a cooler. You know, the tequila comes through actually really kind of nicely on, on the stout. But, I mean, I think tequila is a pretty familiar flavor for most people who drink in general so um it, it's really it is really nice but the maple syrup barrels i don't know that there's a you don't see too many like i was i was really happy to see our our barrel guy when they got it in so i was super excited about that one mm-hmm. um so yeah we can do the we can do the apple brandy uh Fuck yeah maple. brandy apple brandy I maple go fetch it yeah. <laughs> no love it i'm down yeah man grab that all right i'm gonna i'm gonna grab it I'll grab mine. So basically, guys, so this is a uh, a series of stouts. Um, Matt will remind us of the name. Um, the names are obviously complicated and hilarious, and they're fun to say. So this is the yeah, it's a maple apple brandy barrel. So I'd like to hear more about what it is. So basically, I believe it's the same uh, base beer that's it's aged in different types of barrels, and then they're all bottles. So I think there was at least four. We got three of the four. I think it was four anyway. Um, so apple brandy. I imagine apple. Is apple brandy a thing? I'm going to go use the washroom when I go fetch it. You know how it go. I broke the seal. Thank you for offering. Um, yeah, apple brandy is a – is apple brandy a thing? Yeah, it sounds familiar. Sounds like, yeah, it sounds familiar. But it would be maybe it's a – this is what we're tapping to Matt about and uh, we'll find out if it's a, like a maple syrup barrel with apple brandy or how that kind of worked because that's an interesting um an interesting thing there there he is all right i'm gonna fetch mine when uh, brad gets back so i was just i was hypothesizing the series is called malevolence benevolence is that right yeah malevolent benevolence Benevolent. okay now fucking amazing name the and all the but also by the way, if people want to hear the full story, they can go back to the first podcast because we didn't really talk about that tonight, and that's half the fun of not having to deal with the story. We can just talk shit. Um, yeah, sorry guys. Now you're right, mate. I'm gonna grab mine in a sec. So then, I actually want to hear the answer to this, but basically the series is the same um, base beer aged in various different barrels, and there was four in the series. Is that correct? Yeah. So. Um, for for this most recent release, there was four. Four. Um, we've run oh, the base. Mezcal was the extra one. That's what. Yeah, Mezcal. Mezcal was the one um, that of the four that we released this one. So 
it just worked out the way that it was kind of stacked on our barrel racks and like they were the ones that were the ones that were the most ready but we put that same base and that we're going to be releasing in the future uh rye whiskey a, a different bourbon a woodford uh reserve bourbon barrel um calvados apple brandy and uh a, a capsove barrel aged one too nice. in the future nice. um and we just we just put some of the same base in um Basil Hayden barrel, a Booker's bourbon barrel, um, some um, Buffalo Trace barrels. So we just uh, keep running the same base. Basically, it's just a super thick, um, 11.9%, uh, super high finishing gravity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure it picks up a little bit more in the in the barrel too. So it's uh, it, it's. I it's bet it doesn't. To... I bet it's exactly eleven point nine percent and not a, not <laughs> on a, the dot. Not a piece over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, no, it's 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 fun. Like we we put we put the same base. We put different flavors in too. So actually, mm. I was telling um, notes that, that we uh, uh, today. I just put um, some peanut butter powder and oh, yeah. uh, and some and some marshmallows in uh, a split of this base. So we're going to do a fluffernutter version that we're going to be releasing in the next couple of weeks. Yo. So. <laughs> yeah. So innovation. That's just yeah. I'm here for, for sure. I'm going to go fetch my apple bar brandy. Out. Oof. All right, I'm back in one sec. Do it, yeah. mate. Thanks. Pretty excited for this one, mate. I tell you what, apple brandy maple syrup i've never had period let alone in a beer the last time i had one of these was the belgian waffle ah uh, yes 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 one i got that was like i had it as dessert it took me like an hour and a half to finish it dude this was yeah. quite the meal in a bottle oh yeah i'm i think i'm ready for it tonight because uh you know you ate a whole pizza i ate basically a whole chicken and some and some potatoes yeah so I think I'm ready for this finally. Yeah, yeah, I'm I think li- I, I think I am too. I'm I'm a little scared though. Yeah, the waffles was a fun one. We put um, I forget how much it was. I think it was like 20 pounds of freshly made waffles from uh, one of one of the guys that, that uh, is over at the farmers market across the street from us. Right. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, he made the waffles the next day, same day in the morning. We put it in the afternoon. Um, and then we conditioned it on the waffles for uh, oh. like a couple of days or whatever. And then we put some more maple syrup in yeah. and uh, some vanilla and cocoa nibs, I think, too, or something. I, I forget exactly what the bubble on it was. It was so, yeah. so good, man. It was so thick. It was just poured like motor oil, had that like bubbly copper head. Yeah. And uh, it was just kind of molassesy, kind of just, it just, I don't know. It was a it was a meal. You can almost chew on it. It was so good. You can almost just put your knife and fork through the waffles. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's another beer that you need to eat with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Man, could you freeze that one? Will it, will this go down in the freezer, or what do you think? Yeah, you know, maybe we should put it in a can so we can put it in the freezer. Put it in the otherwise it wouldn't. Oh, it's just the bottle. Uh, True. Just because I've had bad experience having bottles pop crack. Freezer, you know, just yeah. Not because I need you know. Just, you know, you put it in like we were talking before just to get it cold and then you forget yeah, it. Yeah, you've got to pop it and the whole thing snaps yeah. off. Yeah. Men's don't want that. <laughs> no, they don't. This, got it. Boom. It was the one at the very front, which means oh, it was meant to be. 
It was meant to be. So it's the 2020 Apple Brandy Maple Syrup Barrel-Aged Stout, 11.9% and not a percentage over, not even a fraction of a percent over. Not even a 0.1, mate. Not even just a a touch. Oh, my fucking look. Look at it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Baby, you want to take a footage? So the question I had, uh, Uncle Matthew, was – oh, you put it up there instead? Okay. Good idea. Um, the so is it an apple brandy barrel with maple syrup added, or was there maple syrup barrels separately or something? Like, what's the deal with the barrel situation? Um, it was um, originally uh, an apple brandy barrel that then aged maple syrup and then aged the stout so um, multiple barrels Damn. yeah uh same same barrel multiple multiple u- multiple uses yeah so it had maple uses. in it before the brandy or after 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 so it's brandy first apple brandy first then maple then the stout what the f- look at all these different versions you've done jesus christ <laughs> yo have you seen this yeah. Notion, have you seen this? Dude, I've, I've, only had, I've only had one other one. Like, Well, I've had two other ones, but I, yeah, I was just talking to um, Matt about the, the Belgian Waffle one I had. Uh, I see it. Last you did a week. PSL no, one? Two, two Matthew. I, did, I didn't have that. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know what? We, 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 we joked for, for years about not doing pumpkin beers and whatever, but uh, you know what? You are. <laughs> How can I say not, not, do, not do a certain thing, right? That you would know. be bonkers. <laughs> Honestly, like PSL is life. I am team pumpkin, team basic bitch, all of that. I love it. There's nothing better than pumpkin spice. <laughs> I am so basic. It's awesome. Okay, ready, ready, ready. I love that you rep team basic bitch. All the time. It's really funny to me. I love it. <laughs> love it very much. Oh, we, uh, we actually just re- rebottled some of it. Actually, I have some at the brewery right the now. The PSL? So. Oh, so can can you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would uh, like happily. I'll come down and buy them. I'll come down and yeah, buy them tomorrow. Honestly. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep some aside. I'll keep some aside. Yeah, yeah, dead ass. Like, this is amazing. Like, yo, I'm looking at the, uh, the. I was trying to find the, the one that I'm looking for here, which now it doesn't even matter because you've done Mexican mole, which is like a, what's a mole again? I've heard of that. It's a, it's, it's kind of like a stew. It, it, we okay. uh, we just use we use um, ancho peppers and wajillo peppers, and then we use cinnamon sticks, vanilla beans, and cocoa nibs okay. on that one. Um, so it's it's actually it's it's my favorite of the ones that we do. The the spice comes through so nicely. It's a it's a nice balance on the sweetness, okay. and mm. uh, the cinnamon's like gives a savory. It's just it, it it's it's such a nice note. We're gonna be doing actually. Um, a bourbon barrel aged version of it at uh, some point this year. Um, like we, we've got the base in in bourbon, so. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to try like releasing that one. But um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's, that's my favorite yeah. of the ones that we do, and it seems it's it seems to be like a, a pretty good favorite for people. So even just looking at these names, that sounds good. But let me finish. You got jelly <laughs> jelly donut double chocolate so chip co- cookie dough batter. Mint chocolate chip, turtles chocolate, bounty turtles. coconut. That would be sick. Nanaimo bar, tiramisu breakfast. I guess Ooh. a banana split, Hawaiian double espresso churros, which are god level. Uh, French oh toast, Ferrero Rocher, creme brulee. I had the French toast. Did you have that? Uh, 
peanut butter and jelly, s'mores, macaroons, coffee cake, Oreos, German chocolate cake, PSL, Belgian waffles, uh, mezcal barrel we talked about, then the tequila, then the maple syrup bourbon, then tequila, and then bourbon and peach brandy and cognac barrel and brand. But dude, like the fuck is your problem? So you've done a few. <laughs> Jesus. See this, but this is basically what I'm talking about. I feel like like wow. people don't know how ridiculous you are, and I mean that in the best, most wonderful yeah. way of saying it. Like that is insane. Get the to word me. out more. Yeah. Um, fucking get in here. Like, yeah, yeah really get it right through your nose. And then it's, to your mouth. Oh, there's so much going on. But it's absolutely not overkill. Like it's intense, and I didn't really think about not pouring it. It's all. intense up front, and then it just like <laughs> I guess there I'm drinking. You go. Yeah, everything. I'm getting the maple. Wow, wow, so yeah. good. So the maple is just the barrel, eh? Yes. Yeah, so like um, I, I don't know how because mm. with uh, with spirit aging in barrels, obviously, like the alcohol kind of permeates the staves of the barrels, and it kind of like sits in the staves. So when you put something else in. It sucks that spirit back into whatever you put in that in that barrel. So I imagine that the maple pulled some of the apple brandy out yeah. of the staves, but I don't know if some of the maple because maple's thicker, but I don't know if some of that kind of like was held in. I don't know, took its place yeah. somehow. But there was oh, right. yeah, there was, but there was there was like because we had it freshly emptied and it came in. Um, so the. Like I took the bung out of it and I could smell and still see there was still some maple syrup in the barrel. It was ever like kind of, cause you don't get a hundred percent of everything out of that barrel. So, um, right. There was still some maple syrup, like a little bit of maple syrup in the barrel, but I'm sure there was still some like kind of in the staves as well. Um, or maybe just some of the, like the more dense aroma compounds kind of stick around it in it. I, I, I'm not sure that, you know, mm. but yeah, the, the maple comes through pretty nicely, and you know what we what we've tried to do, especially with the um, like the barrel aged versions. I mean, the base is pretty much the same in general, but like this beer kind of was not intentionally designed, but like built around the idea of going in barrels in the first place because you know you, you something is sitting in barrels for months or years, um, you know it kind of loses body over time, and, course, and so yeah. we built the body up so much to start that you know even if it loses a little bit it's still got such a like a creamy thick kind of like texture to it that like after 10 plus months in in barrel it's still it's not thin you know and it's not sharp you know the barrel comes through but it's still like it's smooth too you know yeah it's it's like this weird um like i wouldn't consider this a like a pastry stout but it's given me that the body of yeah, a the thickness. Exactly. Like that cake battery thing, mm. but without being cloying, which I think I've used that word a bunch, but that's mostly where I hear that word associated with the, is those pastry stouts where they're maybe like a little too cake battery and a little intense. Um, yeah. You can get the maple really strong. And I feel like maple is one of the hardest flavors to get through without some sort of additional artificial or natural flavoring. Sometimes it's over, overpowering as well. Like it's just too much maple. Like, yeah. Like I, galaxy sometimes. Pro, that's a great point. But I would imagine those ones are when their maple is not natural. Oh, from, you know what I'm saying? Because they put too much artificial maple flavor. 
Yeah, right. Because like right. what I from what I hear, if you put maple syrup into the beer, it'll ferment out. If you put maple yeah. water or maple sap, it'll it's in there, cool, but it doesn't really flavor it. A lot of people use that mushroom that, that smells that tastes and smells like maple. Yeah. But I think the fact that you've got it in the barrels here, like this is one of the most mapley beers I've ever had, for sure. Mm. In the in the best possible way, because I fucking love it. And it's not not sweet <laughs> or anything, because usually when I have maple stuff in beer, it's like mad sweet. This is sweet for sure, but it's not But um, it's not turning me off. Correct. Yeah. Or it's not overpowering um, the other things that are in it. Yeah, no. Um, this is like luxurious. It's big and bold. A little bit of a, like dark chocolate bitterness in there. Um, like you said, incredibly smooth. It does not taste whatever the ABV is, which I imagine is no more than 11.9. Um, as you know, stated by the AGCO, whatever it is. Um, yeah, man, this is intense. Fucking hell. I love it. Beautiful. I'm here for it. <laughs> so when I want to sit with it and just talk with it for a while and just see what stories it has for me. We don't really have much of a choice. I feel like it's going <laughs> to tell it's me gonna take it. It's going to take a little sips. bit. Yeah. So stories are going to happen. Yeah. They're going to happen. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't uh, eject out of you later. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, man. This is intense. I love it. So this is a, this is a fantastic series, bro. Like, and once again, that's when I applaud the um, – um, Inge- not ingenuity, what's the word? Innovation and creativity involved in doing this type creativity of stuff. For sure. Mostly with looking at Untapped and seeing the, the various, uh, you know, variants that you've had over time with something like this. Like that's fucking, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, man, I just appreciate because when we came and saw you, by the way, you were uh, you actually I never seen someone do that before. You were <laughs> yeah. putting this beer, I imagine, into two different barrels. With, yeah, with your brother. Yeah, it was just, yeah. Yeah, it was just base that we were putting into. That was the Booker's and the Basil Hayden bourbon barrels okay. that we were that we were putting mm. in in there. And then we filled over the next couple of days. We filled a couple more um, as well. Um, the uh, Templeton Rye whiskey and uh, some other things. And okay. um, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, it's always kind of like it's exciting to put beer in barrels, and then it's also like incredibly frustrating because. You know, especially most of the most of the bourbon barrels, they come in there fine. But some of the weirder shit that we get in, they're like, you know, they're they've been used two or three or four times for different things. And then we get them, and you know, the head is like crooked, and you know, they have a top head bong, and it's just leaking, and you know, um, you got so like I'm like. I'm excited, you know, putting it in and all of a sudden it starts leaking out the top and I'm like, fuck, okay, well, should I have like swelled the head or, you know, on it or, you know, but, um, yeah, it's just, you can see this, this beer coming out of the, some, it's usually it's just at the top cause they're usually just sitting the same way that we normally like on their sides, but it's usually just the top of the barrel. Sometimes it's leaking a little bit and like this, the, the, this beer comes out of it and it's like, slowly leaking and it's like almost drying as it's like leaking out of the wow. barrel because it's so thick. So slow. And so, so thick. Yeah. And so like some of the barrels that we have over there, like you can see it, like it looks physically, it looks like beer is leaking out of the barrel, but it's like candle wax. It's like, like wax on the, the beer is so <laughs> break it off. thick that it's like like an eye drop like on the head of the barrel that you like you stick your finger and you're like, no, that's just like dense sugar <laughs> that somehow you know, escapes. Be a sap. 
I beer sap. Yeah, it is. It's beer sap. Wow, it's that's so good. Uh, we need beer trees. Putting something in there. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. That's yeah. is talking to you already. It is. That would put me out of a, out of a job if we had beer trees. No, we don't want that. We don't want that. <laughs> Maybe in a distant future for our children's <laughs> children's children. No, but I can yeah. see like this shit is like this is thick, dude. Like this is exact. Like yeah. I feel like a lot of pastry stouts aspire to be this um, uh, viscous, and once again, this is just an imperial stout barrel. It's just not a pastry stout. I think this is. Do you do pastries? I guess technically, would you consider anything you do pastries? Maybe the Belgian waffle or things like that. The waffle, the yeah. Churro. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like it's all the same same base. There's a little bit of lactose in this, not not much, but there's still a little lactose in it. I, I feel like damn right there is body on it. It uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it borderlines that it, it borderlines that pastry style. I think and yeah, it's right. You know, we 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 brewed this in our first year it's the base really hasn't changed much it hasn't really changed at all yeah. other than the fact that the very first time we brewed it we thought we could get a decent efficiency out of our system on it we got nowhere close to what we were hoping for so we just we're doing a second mash uh on the beer basically and so that's you know it's part of how it comes out the thick the way that it does but that's just how we were to try to overcome how like how much starting gravity we need to like for it to ferment out to what it's at but um yeah it's uh it's definitely that borderline like some of the ones that we've done are on the sweeter side in, in terms of i don't know, like the ferrero rocher one that we did uh oh. uses hazelnut coffee and the, the vanilla and um and we put hazelnuts in it as well but like that one i think probably would would be kind of on the other side of the line of, of pastry that sounds like my favorite that i never had I think I still have a bottle of it around the brewery. I think I think I might. I think I might. <laughs> Buddy, just just just, tell, just name it. Name your price. <laughs> name your price. What about love, the churros one? Did you have any of the churros one? How was that shit? The the churros. Uh, yeah, the churros. Yeah, the churros one was. I thought the, I thought the churros one turned out really nice. Like we. Um, it was funny. We, so we, we've been working like a little bit, you know, here and there uh, with uh, the craft uh, guys downtown. We, we love those guys. And they, um, we've done some collabs with them and uh, for their fall or winter um, menu, they, they were like, oh, all right, we're take no, it was the craft. It's not craft beer market. It's just craft downtown yeah, yeah. at uh, young and uh, Adelaide. And here in Adelaide. Yeah. Hmm. And, um, and they, uh, yeah, they were like, Oh, we want one of your like malevolent series. We're going to put it on tap. And, uh, they're like, I, was, I said, I named a bunch. They're like, we want the churros. So we did a little extra of the churros version and they, it, we, we sold it there. But yeah, it seemed like everyone really liked it, like really heavy on the cinnamon, a little bit of vanilla. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it, it did pretty well. Um, like there's like, there's a core set of like probably five or six, Ingre uh, like ingredients that like come through the most prominently in these kind of beers, it's like cinnamon, vanilla, coconut, cocoa nib, maple here and there, and then coffee. Coffee, yeah, yeah, coffee, yeah. Like those, those six are are really like when you're building out something that's like uh, flavored version of it, like. 
the most successful ones that we've done have had at least one of those, if not more than one. And, um, and so like, that's kind of what I found other than if it's barrel age or something like that. But, um, so yeah, the cinnamon, like just goes so well with, with something like this. So like the churros Mm. one was instantly a favorite around the brewery and, uh, you know, you, you're drinking it again, just like with any of these, and you think like, all right, I'm going to have a little bit. I'm going to open a bottle, and you know, you have it, and you know, you're all fucked. of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> yo, this is just like the more I'm drinking, the more dangerous this is uh, appearing to me. Like, it's so intense, and I feel like, uh, you know, having a good pastry start is sometimes not necessarily few and far between, but like, I feel like that there are difficult style to nail and once again i feel like this is giving me more body than some of the the recent pastry styles that i've had so i think mm. that that you know speaks volumes about what you what you're doing with this shit this is insane um yeah, we shouldn't be this easy to drink five being being this, in. uh you know 11.9 on the dot on the dot not even a penny more um not a smidge over not even, thank you if anyone's listening. But yeah, like even like the fifth beer in it shouldn't be this easy to drink. And I think that's uh, that's fantastic, bro. Like that's sick. Beautiful problem. Yeah, like I almost feel like uh, like you guys are more under the radar than you should be. At least it's the way I feel about it. Because I I guess I knew about you since you opened. I pay attention. Obviously, it's part of our business to pay attention to yeah. it. But I feel like that maybe the, the I'm looking at that the volume just that I just saw here of this beer that you've done. I'm like, what the fuck? Like that's insane. I feel like that need this needs to be talked about more. So I feel like uh, yeah. um I don't know, I feel like that that I guess that's a good thing that maybe you've got this stuff at this level of quality, which not boosting. Like this is just all of this shit is ridiculous, like absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that was why I was most excited to to talk to you about all this stuff, even though we've had you on before. But to yeah. see, I, I especially appreciate like the the return when we catch back up again. Obviously, this isn't the best way we'd like to do it. We'd rather sit there with you, of course, but um, next best thing, I guess. And, uh, you know, to see this growth, and I feel like whilst everything was insane before, like this is a whole other level. Um, and looking at you've been doing this for a while and maybe – you know, maybe not enough people are, are really like realizing that, like, yo, this is this is some serious shit that's happening out there. I love it, dude. Really great, man. Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, we like to think so. You know, it's uh, we 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 kind of you know go back and forth between you know the the core beers that we do too, which we think are really really good, and then the the experimental stuff, which I mean, everything's kind of experimental in general, but like especially these things we have as much fun as we, we can, you know, with leaking barrel heads and, you know, fishing 15 pounds of marshmallow out of, out of, a, <laughs> out of mm. a tank and, and shit like that. But, you know, like, uh, every time, you know, like we'll grumble about, you know, we have this great idea. And we're like, yeah, this is amazing. Let's try it. And we put it in and then we're like, fuck, why did I think about that? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made so much more work for myself. I was thinking today, literally as putting, I'm putting marshmallows in the tank and I'm like, you putting it down to the tank. I'm like, this. You're gonna hate yourself later on. Four days from now, <laughs> like you're gonna be yelling at yourself four days from now for doing this stupid thing. Um, and Can then you make, like you make smalls you know, out of the marshmallows. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure. With the ones, the last time we put marshmallows in, it kind of like mostly disintegrated. But we'll see oh. how these ones go. But. Um, yeah, sometimes I'll pull out like the coffee, and I'm like, shit. Can I make coffee from? 
beer from coffee that was in beer. <laughs> it's just like you could. The bean, the bean kind of gets a little like soft and it won't, I don't know if it grinds up properly. We tried it once and it just, it didn't pick up as much like, like the alcohol. I don't know what it would on like other beers, but the alcohol level, I think in some of these beers just, it's a solvent, right? It just sucks everything. I wonder if you could dry the coffee beans back out again. and It's almost like you have to put them back in the roasting machine to dry them and then grind them. And put it back in, and then use that second use coffee beans. That's a whole new industry. Yeah. I've actually seen. There's a brewery here that did a thing where they age coffee beans in the green coffee beans in a bourbon barrel, roast those coffee beans, put them in the beer, and then put the beer back in the same barrel that aged the coffee in. Whoa, <laughs> like that's like a, some shit. <laughs> yeah, some pretty serious shit. Like I was like, yo, that's fucking intense. So I, I basically, it's quite similar to like, I guess it's like putting the coffee in the beer, then taking the coffee out, drying it back out, which might remove a bunch of stuff. You never know. But, and then just drinking the coffee. That's pretty gangster yeah. still. <laughs> hey, you know what? I mean, we already bought, we already buy a ton of coffee to put in the beer in the first place. We might as well try might to as well do get it. something out of, out of it, right? Yeah. Get a little extra coffee roasting machine, put that. Those things are pretty small. They're not that big. I've seen that. We went to a coffee place in Vermont. We saw how they do that shit. I'm like, yo, it's not that complicated. Just put in this yeah. thing, press like a timer. It just like does a little thing. You want to get it to where you want to get it. Boom, boom, boom. Bam. Rorschach coffee. After they're doing that, sell them for like 35 bucks a bag, 300 grand. Boom, boom, boom. Get that money. Get that money. I'm here. Like take, take my cash, bro. I'm here for it. <laughs> Second use beer cup. Second use beer cup. Everyone's gonna, you're gonna be like, oh, okay, all right, there's alcohol in here, right? And like, no. Eh, no, but it tastes like there's alcohol. Drink it all. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You can you can put alcohol in the coffee that you make from the, the beans. Beer. That we're <laughs> so technically, like Irish coffee it brings it back again. It's full circle. Full circle. That's that a large circle. Oh, I love it, man. Now this is great, man. We're we're sitting at about uh, three hours and fifty one minutes. Look at that. Yeah. After all these uh, tech it's issues, a marathon. Nah, it's fucking awesome, man. This is a uh, brilliant. We can uh, hang on until afterwards. We'll finish up. But uh, look, Maddie, honestly, bro, thank you for your time. This has been genuinely fantastic. Um, I'm really glad we all sat down for this. I'm glad. Nurse, thank you for uh, hanging out and doing this as well. Hey, um, thanks for having me. Beautiful. No, this is obviously your podcast too, but uh, you know. well, you know, it's good to good to have my face on the camera. Matt, yeah, you know no, I, mean? I appreciate your input because you are a local. You you know you know Matt. You, you visit the brewery I regularly. Frequent Warshak, and you understand it. And uh, look, man, I just want to say, look, thank you for everything, and I think that uh, I'm super proud of everything you're doing, bro. Like it's been very cool to see the growth over the last whatever the fuck how long it's been. It's still what like. It, 2018, we say, come on, this feels like forever ago. Was it 2019? Yeah, it was 2018, really? I don't know if it's 2018 or 2019, but we were, we were, we were talking when we were having the, the yeah. uh, some to technical issues about this year attitude and sort of willingness to try anything and i think it's something that is extremely valuable more than most people realize in beer and and what you're bringing to the culture and to the scene in toronto and ontario is um is genuinely important and uh you know 
your focus on diversity and everything you're doing is, I, I appreciate it all. I genuinely do, bro. And thank you for everything. It's fucking fantastic. Um, I'm stoked just to see, see the growth and uh, we should do this again uh, soon. And uh, congratulations on everything. Just keep, keep it going. Keep doing crazy fun shit and pissing off purists, bro. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad we could be back on, you know, Happy to be back anytime. You know, it's fun chat with you guys, and uh, yeah, thanks for the support. Thanks, and you know, for for doing this with me. And you know, it's uh, it's a ton of fun, and uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Hell yeah, chat, man! So. It doesn't uh, yeah. easily get to four hours. Uh, you know, that's not that nothing you can really force to get to four hours. This is a pleasure. It doesn't even feel like it. That's we, so true. I was gonna say we could oh, just yeah. we could do easily keep going. I was like, this could get dangerous. Um, yeah. <laughs> so to wrap it up, Notion, where can everybody find you specifically online for your, uh, for yourself? On the socials, uh, at Notion Baby on Instagram, Facebook, and at Illnote Studios on Instagram, Facebook, and illnotestudios.com. Perfect. For mixing, mastering, and production and photography. I love it. And, uh, Maddie, where can everyone find Rorschach, bro? Yeah, we're, uh, on, on socials, we're at Rorschach Beer, uh, Twitter and face uh, and Instagram and then yep. Rorschach Brewery Facebook and then uh, yeah we're one one zero zero one Eastern Avenue Toronto come by see our bottle shop see our uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully patio eventually one eventually. of these uh, years you know beautiful <laughs> smiling faces <laughs> friendly staff grab, grab some pizza um, you know and uh, order yeah <laughs> come support plenty of stuff. Uh, right opposite Maccas, but don't get the Maccas, get the Rorschach don't get the pizza. You don't need that bullshit, but just for the location. So you know what I need to do before yeah. I wrap up is we need to do the uh, thumbnail. So what we're going to do right here. Get your get your favorite drink of the night or get your most interesting mashed up can. Oh, I'm going to see how many, can, how many I can hold can. with one hand. I think I can definitely hold at least three over here. Boom. <laughs> Here we go. Boom. Doing it. Ready? I'm gonna go. I'm I'm getting blocked by the thing, ready? There we go. Bloody rip up, mate. <laughs> um mate, you guys are champions. Here we go. Did that save? Make sure that saves. All I want to make sure is we got it. There we go. Look at us. There Looking like crazy human beings. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe below, hit the notification bell. Ding. So you know when the new new draws. Follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast and check out the long form audio so you can hear extraordinarily attractive individuals like Matthew and Bradley here. Talk about craft beer here in Canada. That is it, guys. We'll see you next week. I imagine it is Friday. I don't recall, but let's just say it is. We'll see you then. Get it in you. Get it in ya. Yeah.